name of God. Now I know what it feels like to be God. Hey, welcome to episode 84, Dr. Frankenstein's Monster. You might be wondering, why is this show called Dr. Frankenstein's Monster? Well, that's because I had to take uh, different limbs and stitch them together to form this podcast. What I mean by that is I did not have a crew this week. I didn't have cohorts. I didn't have uh, Jake. I did not have Frank. Jake has some legal issues going on right now, if you want to know about that. I talk about that in the episode a little bit. And then Frank, you know, he's got other things going on. Maybe he'll speak to those when he gets back to the show. But I did not have anybody to do the show with. So I reached out to Domesticated Dave. Domesticated Dave said, yeah, I'll do the show with you. Well, we are recording and about an hour and a half in or so. Uh, basically, uh, his wife gets sick, and so, you know, he can't, uh, he can't do the show with me. He's gotta watch his kid. He's gotta watch his two-year-old. So, you know, the show prematurely ends right around at the hour and a half mark. So now I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do? So, I am Dr. Frankenstein, and I'm putting together my monster. So, then, I reached out to Aaron Claude Miller of the Nerd Porn Podcast. He says, you know what, I'll finish the rest of the show with you. I reached out to him, he said, I'll do it. I was like, fuck yeah. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm doing my best, Army, to put together an episode for you this week. So I hope you appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be like, but I hope you appreciate it, and I hope you give it a listen. So here it is, episode 84, Dr. Frankenstein's Monster. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Episode 84. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. 
And I'm Domesticated Dave, and he's a leftover. That's right. Wow, Dave, welcome back to Pop Culture Leftovers, sir. How long has it been? Too long. Yeah, yeah. Cumberbatch is still Doctor Strange. Yeah. Nothing's changed. I know. Where's my Keanu, man? That's one of the last conversations we had was yeah, Keanu. True. Yeah. Uh, you know... I, he said he was back. Yeah. Um, so here's hoping. More Bill and Ted maybe I hear. So yeah. that will be awesome. Oh, man. Hey, uh, hey, your thoughts, since we are talking about this right now. Yeah, we're going to talk about Bill and Ted later. That ties in very nicely, especially with you being on the show this week. Yeah, no Jake, no Frank. But, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. I was going to talk to you about this. I was just going to jump into John Wick. If you If you add... The body mass uh-huh. of those two gentlemen together. Yeah, you have me. Okay, I'm like the Megazord version of Jake and Frank. Okay, <laughs> Frank, Frank, kill, Frank, kill. <laughs> oh my gosh, Megazord version of Frank and okay, just slightly less perverted, but not as prude as Jake. Yes, right. Yes. So, uh, a nice happy medium. Right, exactly. <laughs> so when those two combine, you're actually a better person. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. Don't I'm, pigeonhole me or anything. I'm kidding. If, I'm kidding. if I was on the leftover uh-huh. show, yeah, I would still be there. That's what I'm saying. I'm not the perfect guy, yeah. but I'm not going and getting raised up to heaven. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'd be running around, running around with Wayne, you know, standing in the background looking tough. Yeah. That'd, that'd be me. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Uh, Dave, no, I wanted to thank you for being on the show this week. Uh, Jake uh, cannot be with us. I, I'm sure he'll let everybody know why he can't be on this week. And it, it just it's just legal issues, court issues, things like that. If you want to know about it, listen to our free Jake episode. Uh, I think it's episode 30-something or other. I don't know. Oh, no, it was just a, it was a bonus episode called Free Jake. Yep. So just listen to that episode. He's got to deal with some of that garbage. Frank has things going on. He'll, I'm sure he'll talk about it when he gets back. Um, so it's me doing the show today. And basically what happened was, is like, I just found out about this yesterday. You know, Jake has been doing the show running for the show the past three weeks and he was supposed to be doing it this week and the next week. And Jake's like, I can't do it. You know, I can't be there. I got other things going on. So I'm like, okay, so I guess we're not going to have a show for this week and, and, and not going to have a show for next week. So I'm just like, okay, no show for two weeks. People aren't going to have a show. And so then I was like, you know, whatever, I'll contact Dave. Dave says, you know what? I'll do the show with you. So we're, we're having a show this week, and it's all thanks to you. <laughs> it's You're doing it, man. I'm just along for the ride. No, you said yes. Absolutely. You, said, you were like the 10th person. You fi- Somebody finally said yes. <laughs> you know? I mean, I went through one through nine, and I was like, crap, number 10, domesticated Dave. Let's I, see what we got here. I'm the pop culture leftover slut. I don't <laughs> say no. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You put out every time, don't you? You dirty bird. I do what I can. <laughs> He's putting his ass up in the air right now. Jesus, Dave, seriously, come I'm on. All about that bass, about that bass. Oh, don't get that song stuck in my head, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I hate that freaking song. Oh my uh, god. I, I always have that old Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> hammer man, hammer, hammer man. Every time I hear Frank's intro, that's uh-huh. all I can hear. Uh, hammer man, hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well. So um, I did want to touch on something that we talked about last week. I don't. You you probably didn't listen to last week's episode, but we played this game Super Fight. It's a card game. Have uh, you heard of this thing? Yeah, I've heard people talk about it. Yeah. I, I do listen to the episodes, but you know I'm 
backlogged a couple episodes because they're long, I man. Know. I know. <laughs> like, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm catching up. I know. I, I, I don't need, I don't listen to them. I, re- we, I record them, so I don't need to listen to them. Last thing I heard was uh, No No Power Rangers. No No Power Rangers. Yep. Yeah, I don't even remember what episode that was. I'm just, I'm just telling you where I'm at. I, have, I can't even remember. You're in the comic stack, you know? I yeah. got I to gotta listen to comics and yeah, yeah, read yeah. books yeah. or something. <laughs> so, okay. No, but yeah, um, we talked, we played this Super Fight card game and in the Super Fart, uh, Super Fart, <laughs> Super Fart card game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were breaking wind the entire episode. Frank's Dave. had a little bit Frank of an effect. Frank won. Yeah. He's, he's had an effect on you, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has. Um, <laughs> what, what are you doing to my bride? What are you doing? Exactly, the Super Fart card game. Wow, what kind of game would that be? Jake's <laughs> <laughs> unhappy right now. Right. He's, he's like, wait, too many fart talking, right. too much fart talking. Is when you pull a card, is that like pull my finger? And then you, I don't. No, but I bet you can like if you can get another player to do that. It's like mm-hmm. a big special move that you can right. do extra stuff on. Okay, that would be awesome. Right. No, tell me about Super Fight. Super Fart. Fight. Uh, card game, yeah. Um, super fight flatulent extravaganza <laughs> with cards. Oh, do right. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, basically like it's a game where like you draw three individual cards and then you draw like ability cards, and so then you form together your perfect fighter to combat the other person who draws their cards as well. And then you've got a judge who judges like who's going to win that battle. You explain like thirty seconds. I explain what my my character does. They explain what their character does, and then the judge makes up their mind. Okay, so we had one, and the final battle was between uh, Frank's parkour grizzly bear that had a that had a uh, a gun, I guess, a gun that could shoot piranhas okay. against my yeti. That when he touches things, they turn inside out, but. My Yeti is stuck in one of those toddler cars, toddler electric cars for kids, you know? Okay. So A, def- a definite yeah. handicap against yeah. a parkour yeah. bear. So we had, like, hashtags. Like, like we let, like, the army, like, vote who would be the winner. And the army, you know what? You let me down. You voted Frank. They voted Frank that uh, a parkour bear... You know what? I'm I'm gonna stand up for myself here, Dave. And I, I okay. No, talk. No, talk to me, Chief. What, in, do, what do you in, thinking? In basic strategic combat, higher ground mm-hmm. often prevails. Okay, and it's kind of hard to gain higher ground on a parkour bear. Parkour is not a fighting style, though, Dave. <laughs> Higher ground, man. You're just flipping around. You're flipping around like a jackass. You know what I mean? And think about this logically. Think about this logically. Okay, in the Christopher Nolan realistic gritty world that we live in, a gun that shoots piranhas in Marvel 616, they would latch onto you and eat you. But in this real world that we live in, Dave, they're basically you're, – you're firing something that's supposed to be living in the water – you're firing it in the air. It's out of it. I don't care if it's. I don't care what kind of like aquatic animal that you're you're throwing at me. It's gonna die. So if you're shooting piranhas at me, they're just gonna hit bounce off me. They're not thinking about oh I'm gonna eat this guy. They're thinking about give me the fuck back in the water. I'm a piranha. This is not cool. Yeah, I would eat this guy if he was underwater. But this is not where the battle's taking place. I'm not a parkour. I'm a parkour bear. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not an aquatic underwater bear. 
So this gun, I think this gun is pointless. I think I should win. I, it doesn't matter. He flips around. As soon as he gets tired, I'm just going to touch him and he turns inside out. But what if the... Regardless of the toddler what electric if, car. What if the piranha fill up the car yeah. and chew through your leg? They're still out of water, Dave. They're still out of water. They're not thinking about chewing up my leg. They're thinking about, get me the fuck back in the water. Well, okay. In, in your it's def- cute to think about a, a piranha gun shooting piranhas, but uh, these piranhas, they're, they're going to die. I think you could argue that your your character has a magical element mm-hmm. that that a bear, however fancy his acrobatics, right. does not have any magical right. abilities. Exactly. Right. You, 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 you could argue that point. That's true. You know, and... And the thing is, I could touch the piranhas and make them turn inside out. Yep, that's true. Yeah. You, you're just sitting, standing there eating sushi right. while waiting for him to come Ex- fight you. Exactly. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on. Bring it. Bring it. But, yo, Frank, apparently the army thinks Frank won. And guess who's doing the podcast this week? It's not Frank, you the fucking. They are, they are, they are, uh, they don't care. They, the army just, they, they just, they just really let me down this time, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. I got like, no, I got like three votes. They're going to be all partying with Frank because they, you know, they're not even going to listen to this anyway because they're all as drunk as Frank is right now. Because he's he's celebrating his victory. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't be mad at Frank for not being here because no, no, I'm not mad at Frank. Well, I'm I'm saying to the I'm mad at the army. Oh, I'm saying to the army. Don't be mad at Frank because Frank's off celebrating the victory that you voted for. Yeah, that's true. So you know, you only have yourself to blame if you're mad that Frank's gone. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just I'm hurt by the army. You let me down. You voted for a flipping bear. They voted for Paddington parkour Paddington, Dave parkour Paddington. A, a bear that flips around. Well, but in Paddington, the villain mm. was someone who could turn animals inside out and stuff them. Is and, that true? And Paddington didn't lose to that person. So maybe they're just big Paddington fans and they're like, yeah, uh, it's Paddington with a shark piranha gun. Yeah. The, yeah, with a piranha gun. Oh, like maybe, maybe like they're big fans of Sharknado. And they were just like, yeah, Yeah. that's like a Sharknado gun. We'll vote for him. Yeah. Well, they let me down either way. Don't be mad at them. I'm mad at the Army. Why? Yeah. Army strong my fucking ass, Dave. Oh, they they still love me. they turned on me. They turned on me. They did. You you know. They turned on me. Okay, Frank's shiny and new. You're, you're. you're, I, hold on. And the match before that, I had a, I had Mothra with a, with a, uh, with a lightsaber and two little, uh, lightsabers coming out of the hilt. Mothra, that's amazing. And some of them still voted for Frank's little kaiju that could move really fast or something. It was they, stupid. They voted for you. Like, oh, even with that, they voted against you? Jake said that I won. And some of them said that the, that the kaiju beat me. And it's just like I was Mothra with a lightsaber. <laughs> They're turning against well, you. They did, and and then, and then Frank Frank was like, "Well, my parkour bear." They, the, okay, no, he parkour bear ended up beating Mothra. Okay, because he went on Mothra went on to the next round. Parkour bear shot a the the piranhas down my mouth and ate me from the inside out. My question to you, Dave, is: What if Mothra doesn't open his fucking mouth? Mothra doesn't even have a mouth. That, he, yeah, thank you. Wait, I, I have to call bullshit on this ruling. Mothra has no mouth. Is that true? Mothra doesn't have a mouth? What? 
Okay. I'm gonna, think of Godzilla. Yeah. Mouth. Right. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> think of think of um what's the three headed one? Oh man, Vince is gonna be so mad at me that I'm so uneducated in Godzilla kaiju. Mm. Think of every other kaiju you right. can think of. Now right. think of Mothra. Right. Mouth? I can't think of a mouth. No. Yeah. He's all wings. Right. They don't call him Mouthra. It's Mothra. And he, now he's all wings and motherfucking yeah. lightsabers. So yeah. uh, shooting a gun down a mouth that isn't there? Yeah. Sorry, folks. Non-existent mouth, people. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dave. Sorry. Yeah, so Darth Mothra lost to a bear, a parkour bear. Whatever. It's with, over. With a gun. With a gun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A Sharknado gun. Sharknado gun. <laughs> Piranha NATO. Guys, you know, you're, Brian, you're, Frank is shiny and new. You know, he's the brand new shiny cohort. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're just they're just used to you. Oh, they're they like, turned on me. <laughs> Fuck you, Army. <laughs> Fuck all they're of you. They're cheating on you with Frank, man. <laughs> Fuck every one of you. <laughs> I won every fucking battle. <laughs> Whatever. I'm so, kidding. Folks, I don't give a shit. Brian's a little competitive, despite his love of the Chicago Bulls and Derrick Rose sitting on the bench all the time. All the time now. <laughs> it's so depressing. Yeah, every 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 week they're taking out a part of his meniscus. I don't, you know, I've never, you know, it's like I've never never even heard of a meniscus really until they started ripping him out of Derrick Rose's knee every other week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of it. Like I, I'm so shocked if I turn on a game and he's playing yeah it's, it's sad yeah he's not himself anymore though it's, nope it's unfortunate i uh, wanted to wish happy birthday to listener anderson aruda we're recording on the 28th and it's your birthday today so happy birthday to mr anderson aruda so i sent him a little picture of a, a harley quinn cake on twitter and wish him a happy birthday with the hashtag free the nipple have you heard about free the nipple dave i have not <laughs> it's a basically free the nipple is like it's a new online twitter movement and um, the women from Iceland, uh, one woman, uh, she was the first to start it, um, not Bjork. I know she's the only – when I think of women from Iceland, the only woman I think of is Bjork. I, I never thought that other women actually lived in Iceland, but apparently they do, and they're showing off their nipples. And uh, she showed off her nipple on Twitter and, with the hashtag free the nipple, and of course somebody said something mean to her, so she took it off. And then it got attention, and so – now, women, she put it back on, and women all over Iceland are using the hashtag free the nipple and showing pictures of their nipples on Twitter. It's hmm. a thing. Good it's happening. Them. Liberating. Liberating Icelandic nipples, Dave. It's happening. It's a movement. Very good. Yeah? <laughs> you got nothing for me? I, 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 don't, I don't know that I have a comment that could not be seen as misogynistic in some way. So I'm just a... Uh, Trying to be as political as possible yeah. and be like, hey, ladies, we appreciate that you are proud of who you are. Right. So that's what I have to say. Well, I think we should start our own little uh, hashtag free the sack. Well, they're really ugly. Yeah, I know they are. You know, that's the thing. You know, dicks are gross, aren't they? Dicks are fucking ugly. I'm you just... know, see, that's the thing. It's like uh, women, women, like men, I think we have to do things to enhance like what we look like. You know, women don't. In my opinion, the female what? form is what? gorgeous. Except they, they do mind blowing things. But they shouldn't her. have to. 
the female form is amazing. Yeah, I don't know that they have to. I think a lot of them choose to. If yeah. they're made to, well, that's... Yeah. that's well, I, I have nothing against, like, if a woman wants to put on makeup and, and, and things like that, if that's what she wants to do, that's cool. But You I have no problem with it? I have no problem You'll with it. You'll allow it? Yeah. <laughs> As a man, I... No, I'm just talking about my personal taste. I'm sure. not talking about what I will, will or sure. won't allow her to do. Right on. You know? You're not wearing makeup. <laughs> no. Here's this burka. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I, I think the female form is great like i know a lot of women like you know like like to get a lot of tattoos and whatever like that and it's like sometimes I, I just think you don't need to put a tattoo there you look great there without the tattoo yeah i think women have i think men we should put a tattoo there i'd like to put a tattoo on my sack wow i see <laughs> see I, you have to understand i am a married man yeah. and as a married man who uh loves his wife very very much especially uh-huh. if she's Listening right now. Yeah. She might even be in the next room. You never know. But yeah. it, it could be a, it could be one thing or another. But I think that I am not going to comment on the bodies and sexuality of any other women mm-hmm. out of fear. I mean, yeah. um, out, of, uh, out of the... Uh, Pure love. I, I noticed on my, uh, my Sinestro Corps ring I'm wearing right now, uh-huh. it's time to master the fear. I think that I need to shine brightly for free the nipple. I think I should just take my shirt off right now. Yeah. Just let's tweet pictures to all you live tweeters. We miss you. We love you. <laughs> no, we don't. Stop it. We are not going to be. We are not going to be uh, flashing our nipples. He's he's mad at you, people. You need to vote for him on the next super fight. Mm. Okay. Mm. It, even if you think that Frank's piranha gun is the best thing in the world, you need to vote for my boy here. He huh? works hard for you. Yeah, I do. I do. But, you know, yeah. That's not, don't get me pissed off about this piranha gun again. Oh, you already ranted about this? I did. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. It's, no. it's, it was the first time I You're bringing these, <laughs> this anger back up. I'm poking the bear? You are. Well, you know you what? You had to bring up a bear. Oh. You're poking the bear. Shit. Yeah, you're poking a parkour bear, aren't you? Sorry. You son of a bitch. I didn't mean to. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, but happy birthday to Anderson Aruda and happy, happy free the nipple day, everyone in Iceland. That's like I guess. the best birthday present a guy could ask for. Yeah. Anderson, all those Icelandic lovelies, it's for you. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know, there's another birthday this week. Uh, whose birthday? Oh, this guy right here. Oh, wow, day. yeah. His birthday tomorrow. Yeah, Mar- tomorrow. Yep. Holy crap! WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You were. You are the Macho Man, Randy Savage, <laughs> reincarnate. Oh, uh, that's what. Anytime I get an email from one of the army, at some point they're like, "Yeah, I love Macho Man too." <laughs> <laughs> hey, could you record yourself going, "Oh yeah," so I can do a ringer? <laughs> I'm like, I gotta ask for a cell phone ringer. Nice. That's official. So how have you been since uh, you last on the show, man? Well, uh, yeah, when last we talked, we set up the Keanu Reeves for Doctor Strange fan yeah. Facebook page. Yeah. Have you seen it's got like like 130 likes or something now? No, I haven't been on there for like weeks. <laughs> it's great. So, yeah, I mean, I would hope people would like after that they, I don't know, cumberbotched the casting in my opinion. So... Is, is Wong going to be colored in this? <laughs> what a horrible thing to say, right? I mean, geez louise. Yep. Uh, I've been I've been busy. I've been trying to keep up on movies and excited about Game of Thrones. I saw um, 
that movie you loved, uh, Whiplash? Whiplash, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It was uh, 12 Years a Slave. 12 that's, Years a Slave. That's, that's what I, I'm, yeah. I misspoke, sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me think here. Game of Thrones. Did you hear that I'm all caught up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I'm very, like, so proud of you. Yeah. I really am. I, I let it slide, dude, because I, I watched that first season, like, I'd say a few months after it came out, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, I don't know why I just fell off, but I'm so glad to be watching it again. You were just probably just hurt because Ned was dead. Spoilers, if you yeah. haven't. Spoilers you should know by now. Four years ago. Yeah, you should know by now. Yeah. Hey, um, what's up with your podcast? Oh, the Soda Pop Comics cast yeah. is uh, about to make its glorious return, thanks mm-hmm. to that beast of a Mac that is now sitting in my living room. My I I was uh, going to take a short break because I opened a restaurant and had a lot of uh, things to do and focus on. And then uh, I bought a beautiful new laptop because my lovely wife is uh, going to school and needed it for uh, college. And our little man, he's awesome, Triton, my son, he, uh, he sees Daddy play on his George Foreman grill all the time and you know, pouring stuff into that George Foreman grill. Well, I guess I see, I think Triton maybe wanted to play with his own George Foreman grill. And about two weeks after we got the brand new beautiful laptop, well, uh-huh. it got turned into the play George Foreman grill. Thanks to a little bit of unattended pre-made waffle stuff as we were making waffles. Yep. So there's been a little more of a delay on the, uh, the hiatus. Thanks to my lovely son. And uh, his was, was he like pouring Bisquick into the? Yes. Oh, dude! It hurts to even talk about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we have righted what was wronged, and it's a desktop and it's giant, so like he couldn't hurt it if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Don't no, don't say that. Don't say that. Knock on wood, dude. <laughs> Did I just jinx myself? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, should I knock on the table a few times? Like I, I want the listeners to feel comfortable. Yeah, oh, I know. People who are always, like, banging into the table. O- Oreo's banged into it a couple times, so he's yeah. he's representing for my boys that are uh, busy doing other things. We haven't had a cat on the podcast in a long time. It's been a long time since we heard a cat or had a cat knock into a mic, so it could happen this episode. <laughs> How's Miss Mac? Oh, she's good. Nice. Yeah, that's one of my cats. Yeah, yeah she's, she's good. I, 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 I'm not supposed to disclose... Family member names like like your kids. Okay, I have three cats. <laughs> I have yeah, I have three cats here on Cat Talk. Yeah, meow. But yeah, Mrs. Mac. I have two boy cats, one cake and one hee hee. Yes, I have a cat named Hee Hee. Whatever, deal with it. That's his fucking name. Cake, <laughs> cake and Hee Hee. Yeah, you're kind of burying the lead. You have a cat named Cake. Yeah, cake. Yeah. Well, uh, from an Adventure Time standpoint, I that's, know. A, that's an impressive thing. Well, you're, I, you're burying the lead on that one. I wasn't going to name him Jake. Right, right. <laughs> no, you did good. Yeah, and we've got a listener named Finn. So. And I love He-Man. Battle Cat's the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, I didn't do that. Battle Cat? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, you know, He-Man loves kitties. Let's talk kitties. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Ponies yeah. get all the love. What about kitties? That's true. Yeah, and then Battle Cat, actually, Battle Cat was awesome, but, like, before he turned into Battle Cat, he was a huge pussy cat. <laughs> well, his name's Cringer. Yeah, Cringer, He's that's his name. He's supposed to be cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave, you want to move on to Good Pop, Bad Pop? Oh, yes, shit. We have to do this, don't we? Yeah, we're doing a show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we've just been catching up. 
<laughs> no, it's been a while, man. All right, it's time now for uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week or weeks that we either watched or read, and then we rate them. Here on Pop Culture Leftovers, we have a very unique rating system. And if this is your first time listening to us, then we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. So I guess I'll start I'll start it off, if that's cool. Right on. Uh, this week, I wanted to talk about something. Uh, I don't know why I started watching. I was just on Hulu, and I was flipping around on Hulu, and I saw – I'm sure some of our listeners have seen it. It came out last year. It's called Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Have you seen this or heard about this? No, I have not. Okay. It's a – I thought – I didn't know it was a TV series originally, like an online miniseries or something like that. It was a TV series, but I watched it as a whole on Hulu. So uh, I – it was it was basically on Hulu. It was presented as a movie, not like a TV series. So I didn't have to wait week to week. I just watched the whole thing, uh, the whole series. I think it was like eleven or twelve episodes. Uh, if you watch it, it's two and a half hours long. So it was long. It took me. It's not like I watched it in one sitting. I watched part of it one day and the rest of it the next day. Um, it took two years to develop this TV series. Two, uh, yeah, two years. And uh, the synopsis for it uh, is. The most successful and most loved fighting video game of all time, Street Fighter, is finally being given the epic and faithful treatment it deserves. Street Fighter. So basically, they're shitting on the uh, Raul, uh, what was it, Raul Julia, Jean-Claude Van Damme Street Fighter. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. That's a little aggressive, a little yeah. passive-aggressive there. The 1994 series, like, finally being given the epic and faithful treatment it deserves. We love you, Raul Julia. That was his final performance, man. That's, yeah, that's so sad. Isn't it? He was M. Bison in that Okay, movie. maybe they were right to shit on it. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, <laughs> Raul. Um, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist takes us back to the formative years of the iconic characters Ryu and Ken as they live a traditional warrior's life in the secluded mountain wilderness of Japan. Training under their master, Goken, the boys are, last, are the last practitioners of the ancient fighting style known as Ansatsuken. Assassin's Fist. Originally developed as a killing art, masters of this style are able to manipulate their chi, ki, uh, they call it hado in this uh, movie, energy into devastating special techniques of potentially fatal power. So that, how do you can, and then they shoot the fireball? That's what they're talking about here. As Ryu and Ken learn about the mysterious past of their master Goken and the tragic and dark legacy of the Ansatsuken style, will the two best friends become bitter rivals as their training intensifies and reaches a climax? So I want to talk to you about this. I kind of want to rate it. Um, dude, you, okay, growing up, like going to the arcade, who did not play Street Fighter 2? Uh, if you didn't, I probably didn't want to talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, who was your favorite character to play in Street Fighter 2? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Um, I would say Dawson. Dawson? Yes. So you, you like the dude's stretchy arm? Yoga yes. Flame. Yo Yoga Flame. Yoga, Yoga Flame. Yoga, Yoga Fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was a Dawson okay. guy. So stretch Armstrong. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, I was. Uh, uh, I, I was all about like control and like. Yeah. Keeping them. Keeping them at a distance. Yeah. Right. You got yep. that reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was uh, Guile. I loved Guile. Guile was my favorite. I love to do that scissor kick that he does. Yeah, that uppercut fucked awesome up. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, watching this, I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm probably not going to like it. It's It looks a little lower budget. Um, but I love the old kung fu movies. I, I'm a big fan of, like, the old Bruce Lee stuff, uh, Sonny Chiba. Um, I like... I like a lot of newer martial arts too. Um, you know, Jackie Chan in the '90s, early 2000s. Um, Jet Li, I love some of his movies. Uh, big fan of like the Kill Bill stuff with the kung fu that they use in there. And then more recently, you know, The Raid, The Raid Two. You know, these are movies like The Raid. I loved The Raid Two. I saw it in theaters. I watch it like religiously. I love that new. That new, the, the new kung fu movies that are coming out, and I'm a big fan of Tony Jaa, so it's like a guilty pleasure for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll give this a shot. It starts off, it's like really cheesy, you know. It's like I was thinking, ah, it's bad acting, but then I realized to myself, Brian, it's not great acting in like the Bruce Lee movies or Sonny Chiba. You're watching the same thing. How dare you, sir? Exactly, well, it's true. <laughs> I absolutely fell in love with this movie. And oh. I, I will watch it again. Nice. Um, and it's I, I'm calling it a movie. It actually is a TV series. Uh, I loved it. Apparently, I it, it's very cinematic, though. Yeah, it is. Nice. It is. Um, I I really enjoyed it. it. It's a cool journey watching Ken and Ryu um, train together under Goken, and then um, you know there's some twists and turns, and then you learn about Goken and his brother Goki, and them learning. Uh, there's Hado, Hado, and if you can control your Hado. Um, and don't let it consume you, uh, and meditate after you use Hado, you're okay. But if you start to practice in an art called Hado, it's uh, called Satsu no Hado, it's kind of like the dark side. Kind of like, you know, the forest, you've got the light side and the dark side. Like the M. bison eat stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, basically, like, Goki goes the dark route, and Goken is on the light side, and you you get to watch Ken and Ryu, but you get to watch like the relationship that they have also kind of mirror the relationship uh, from the previous um, you know his master uh, Goken and Goki. You get to see like the that relationship mirrored with them too. It's really cool, hmm. and then you get to see um, there's there's this old man that gives Ken so much shit. And, you know, Ken's a foreigner, and he calls Ken the foreigner and calls him a woman because he's got long hair. And this old man just, like, yells at Ken, and it's really funny. Um, and uh, the, the I, I was like, what year does this take place? What year does this freaking movie take place? I think it takes place um, the same year that Mega Man 2 came out because there's a part – because it's a Capcom, you know, video game, Street uh-huh. Fighter 2. And they're talking about a new game that they got, and it's Mega Man 2, and you they show Ken and Ryu playing Mega Man 2 in the movie. So I think Mega Man 2 came out in, like, 90, 91, something like that. Sounds right. So it, it, this takes place in the 90s. Yeah, we, we, were, yeah. You know, we were probably, like, what, 14 yeah. when that came out? Yeah, maybe even younger than that. Maybe. I think so. Um, I think, like, 12 or 13. I don't know. But uh, there's... A, it's really good. I, I I really really liked it. I can't see that everybody's gonna like this movie because the acting's not great and the fight. But I loved I loved it for some reason. Except there's there's some weird stuff. There's a uh, 
there's a scene where uh, Ken's dad just shows up out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of boxing at home. And he, he like they show him training Ken and Ryu for like this three or four minute montage of boxing, which was really weird. That's very early 90s. Yeah, it was, remember, remember yeah. all the like gladiator, like street fighter type movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, early 90s was all about that stuff. The Gladiator movie, and then even Rocky V, where they fought in the street. Cuba Gooding Jr. killed it in that movie, Gladiator. Dude, that was awesome. I love that movie. Forget Jerry Maguire. I love him in that movie. Mm -hmm. Dude, the look on his face on the other side of that ring when he's going to have to fight his friend is just, like, amazing. So... Uh, I did get news. If you if you watch this and you like it, there's good news uh, for um, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. I've got news about a sequel from TubeFilter.com. Uh, it's uh, called Street Fighter World Warrior. Uh, and they say World Warrior will maintain its predecessor's gritty style while addressing Assassin's Fist lack of familiar faces. Beyond protagonists Ryu and Ken, Assassin's Fist featured just one other character from the Street Fighter games. Um, I'm not going to spoil who that character is because I want you to watch. There are kind of Easter eggs within the movie, and you will kind of know. If you know the character and you see this Easter egg, you'll know who that who what character you can expect to see. They say that this time a number of fan favorites will join the fray, including Guile, Sagat, and Chun-Li. M. Bison will also join the cast. Uh, just so you know, uh, if you do watch this on Hulu or wherever you watch it, there is, after the end credits, there is an end credits scene, so stick around for that. Good heads up on that. But I'm going to give it a Tupperware because I loved this. I don't, I was thinking to myself, dude, I was like, yeah, give it a taste it. And I was like, no, that, I, that's not a taste it. For me, this is an absolute Tupperware. I loved this movie. So, yeah. I'm going to give it a uh, Tupperware for uh, Street Fighter, Assassin's Fist. Dave. Yep. Domesticated Dave. All right, Chief. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Uh, what do you got for us for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Uh, did you – do we do Good Pop first and then you do Bad Pop? Or do you have any – We don't really do that anymore. Okay. If it's all Good Pop, it's Good Pop. I mean, there doesn't have to be any Bad Pop. You know what I mean? Okay. It doesn't have to, but if you got bad pop, I got some bad pop. All right, throw some, yeah, throw <laughs> some bad pop my way. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm antiquated. I, I, I thought that the segment was you got to have some good, you got to have some shit. You yeah. guys got more positive? Yeah, you know, I mean, it just depends. Sometimes we got good, sometimes we got bad. You know. All right. Sometimes we got guys questioning how I do shit on no, the show. No, I'm just trying to learn. No, man. whatever. You run the fucking show, I'm man. evolving. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to turn my mic off, Dave. You take over, you son of a bitch. No, I want to talk more about... <laughs> can we talk more about the Kung Fu movies for a second? Yeah, dude. Okay. Um, have you seen any Stephen... I didn't want to, like, interrupt Stephen you. Stephen Dorff Kung Fu Stephen movies? Stephen Chow. Oh, I thought you were going to say Stephen Dorff Kung Fu movies? No, that would be awesome. That <laughs> would be amazing. Well, there's Blade. <laughs> Stephen Chow? He gets a little Blade. He gets a little Kung Fu and Blade. Stephen uh, Dorff. Oh, does he get Kung Fu and Blade? Yeah, a little bit. That when oh. he, yeah, but he's most, you know he's mostly he like I'm turns... a magic blood god. Yeah, shit. All, All right. right, I was hoping for you. I'm a magic five foot blood god. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. He's like five foot three or something. He's uh, short. I, I I can't tell. They always have like short people around him to hide it. That's true. They do <laughs> do that. That is true. Deacon Frost smoking his blue e-cigarette. Like, hey. Isn't that sad? I know. Isn't that sad? Was he the kid in the gate? 
Uh, was he? The little kid in the gate? I want to IMDB that. Like, yeah. right now, that's fucking crazy. If yeah. he is, yeah. I think he is. I think he is the I little kid I think I heard somebody say that one time. Yeah, dude. I love the gate. Crazy. The gate was the shit. Don't watch the gate, too. Oh, no. Don't watch the gate, too. No, it's like... They tried to pip the gate, too, in every comic book back in the day. Do you yeah. remember that shit? Like, yeah. every back cover was the gate, too. Oh, and I watched it so excited. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Exactly. No. But uh, Stephen Chow. Talk to me about Stephen Chow. No, never heard of him. Uh, Shaolin Soccer? Shaolin Soccer, yes, I've seen that. Awesome. Um, he, what was the other one that he was in? Kung Fu Hustle? Kung Fu Hustle. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I've seen him. Okay, I was just like, if you're, if you're a Kung Fu fan and you haven't seen them, go. No, see I've them. seen both of them. Awesome. Yeah. Just making sure. Uh, what about The Man of Tai Chi? Mm, no, I don't think I've seen that one. There you, there you go. Okay. By all means, because you'll see. Right on. The bad guy in it? The man. Okay. I'm just telling you. Okay. Good show. All right. But the bad guy. The motherfucking man. All right. All I'll right. have to check this shit out. So, um, good pop, bad pop. I, as you may have heard in the intro, the, I was just told about all of this less than a few hours ago. So I'm going to fall back on my favorite thing, comic books. Yeah, and yeah. I've got... For Good Pop, Descender by Jeff Lemire. We and talked Dustin. about this, actually. Oh, shit, sorry. No, talk about it again. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts on the comic book. Okay, I'm, I'm, shit, I'm being redundant. No, you're fine, dude. We talked about I talked. I read this um, a couple weeks ago, and I talked about it on the podcast. And okay, I, I haven't heard it. No, I want to know your thoughts on it. All right, well, um, I am a big fan of Lemire. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I like, again, I mean, there, it's not anybody that, like... And I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. I've I've read a few things that he was involved with, but you know it was Lemire that was bringing me to the table. Who is the other person you Dustin mentioned? Dustin Yin. Yin. Oh, uh, uh, um, Jake said it's pronounced Win. Win. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry, Dustin. If you're out there and somebody yeah. forwards you this, no disrespect intended. His last name is Win, but pronouncing it is a fail. Thank you. My bad. No, um, he's the artist from Little Gotham. Well, and it, you know, never read it, never had any interest in it. Ah, okay. You know, Fair enough. I've, I've heard people go on about it, but, you know, Scotty Young is great. Oh, like, yeah, I love Scotty uh, Young. Amazing, but, like, it's not my thing. It's not why I read comics. Right. You know? So, because I'm a big dude, and if somebody looks over and sees me sitting there reading a Scotty Young comic, mm. They're going to be really creeped out by it. So me being a shorter guy, they're like, oh, it's the little short guy reading Scotty Young comics. No, there's nothing. Like, you are a very charismatic, good-looking, like, really, ladies, he's really good-looking. Whatever. He goes, you go to the gym, like, every day at 5 a.m. You know what? I'm going to sit, you know, fuck, fuck, you know, I'm going to rage against the machine, dude. I'm just going to fucking read my Scotty Young comic books, and I'm going to hold a Care Bear in my damn lap. That's cool. I am. But I would be scary doing that. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? So oh, like, man. Dude, just, but it would be awesome to see, like, like, somebody post that picture on Instagram. All right. Well, It'd be worth an Instagram picture. Let's go take it right let's now. Let's do it. <laughs> Hashtag free the nipple with a Care Bear. <laughs> you reading Scotty Young? Topless. <laughs> Holding care a lot. (laughs) Oh, my. So, um. Sharing is caring, Dave. (laughs) All right, talk about Descender, man. I'm going to Care Bear stare you right now. Um, (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's basically like 
if you're not familiar with Jeff Lemire, get familiar with him. He, he's, he's doing the new Hawkeye book. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm psyched about that because that was a hard act to follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm he's just, the only guy that could do it, in my opinion. Well, I, and I, I can't, I can't wait to read it. Haven't, haven't gotten a chance to. Is the first issue out yet? It's in my poll list. Nice. So it is out. Uh, the first issue of Jeff Lemire's Hawkeye mm-hmm. came out before Matt Fraction came out with issue number twenty-two, which is which finishes his run. What? This is the first time I think this has ever been done, dude. Like Matt, are Fra- they pissing on Fraction? Fraction's done with Marvel. Okay, gonna say that seems like a pissing on kind of a move. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's got any Marvel books. I, he's doing mostly independent stuff now, uh, image books and and other books. Um, I think this is his last Marvel book because he was supposed to do that Inhumans book, and then they had a disagreement on the direction of the Inhumans, and so he walked away from that. And it seemed like after that, you know, he was done with FF. He was done with Fantastic Four, and it seems like. Hawkeye's it for him, and he's he's done with Marvel, it looks like. Huh. So. Well, hey, if I was Matt Fraction and they came to me and said, you're doing a book about a girl whose hair moves around on its own. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, what? You know, that that's – tell me really creative stories. Oh, and her husband, who can't talk. talk. Yeah, fair enough. Write that. Right, right. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. So, Descender, um, basically I uh, – I don't need to go into the story. If you discussed it, I'll just talk about my thoughts on the No, book. I mean go in I mean go into it. I mean this might be somebody's first time listening to the podcast. Oh god help you if that's the case. You know, uh, might be the last time. <laughs> come, come back in 2 weeks. You'll probably be stuck with me one more week. And don't worry, you you'll have your prude police and your lost references and your and your your dick and fart and hoodie pants whatever stories. Don't worry. They're coming back. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, they have not abandoned you. Nope. The guy that you don't vote for in yeah. the super fight is here yeah. for you. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I'll never sit at the cool kids table, dude. It's <laughs> bullshit, man. You're always the cool kid table, Brian. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, basically, um, we have a federation of planets that are living in this all near utopian existence as far as it is presented to us thus far. Well, I think we were on, most of our action was on the the main world, so we don't really know. But there is an apocalyptic event that happens, and then 10 years later, this little child robot, like maybe out of like AI, I think if you've, imagine like uh, Victor Mancha, for those Victor Mancha fans out there, right. imagine if... Here's the here's the elevator pitch for this book. If Victor Mancha destroyed the universe, what would it look like? That's the story of Descender. There's um, great little Wally type characters, little robot dogs. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's canine. Yeah, the, Doctor Who. Absolutely. It's 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 got nice little comfortable tropey stuff, but done in a fresh and interesting way. Mm-hmm. And the art is. So beautifully stylized. I love the coloring. It's almost like crayon. It just it's it gorgeous. Looks, it looks watercolor to yeah. me. It's a it's a watercolor look, just like he did in Lil Gotham. It's very similar to what he did in Lil Gotham. It it is it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I am I, I, best first issue that I have read since um, Rat Queens. 
Really? Yeah. See, I gave this I gave this a taste it with potential to be a Tupperware. I just felt like there was a lot of exposition that they had to get out of the way before they could move the story forward. So I want to see where it goes from here once the ball starts rolling. So I'm not saying that this could not be a Tupperware, but it felt like we had like part of the issue was the exposition, you know, of like, you know, how they got to the 10 years in the future and then the rest of the issue is kind of setting things up. This book to me is a Tupperware because uh-huh. of the art. Because the, of the art? The art okay. blew me away. Like like when I read Saga. When I yeah, when I yeah. when I read Saga the first time and the art was just like yeah. loved it. It had a very Spielbergian feel to it too. Like this is gonna be an epic kind of comic. Did you hear Spielberg is going to be making Ready Player One? I did see that. Fuck. Yeah. Am I jumping ahead to a news segment? No, you're not. Okay. You're not, you're not. I was actually um, – I'm glad you're talking about that. Uh, I, I was kind of going to save that for Jake. Oh, sorry. But no, you're on the show. I mean I was going to say that because Jake is a huge fan of uh, and that I, book and then out of, and Spielberg too. Yes, so. out of – going to say out of deference to Jake and his love of Spielberg and his love of Ready Player One, yeah. I will – I will take a pass on this, and I'll discuss it with him the next time I see him. But it sounds like you're giving it a Tupperware, so. Well, yeah, Descender, Tupperware. Awesome. Um, I also have a little of Bad Pop. Yeah, go for it. Um, Southern Cross, number one. Ah, I've heard about this book. Uh, It all takes place on kind of like a uh, spaceship or something? Yeah. Remember how I said about sci-fi tropes? Yeah. Done... Absolutely derivatively. Hmm. Yeah, and I like I expect so much more from you, Ms. Clunan. You you know, your your artist did not do anything to divert attention away from your somewhat derivative sci fi story. I mean, as presented in issue one, you, there's the main characters, you know, got some sort of psychic thing going on, mm-hmm. or maybe it is her. What's the synopsis? Like, well, set this set this up for me. You are uh, a young woman is going to investigate the death of her sister working at the Titan mining colony. We mm-hmm. haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, the people going there to work go there for months at a time and are very rough and tumbly type guys. Mm-hmm. Um, she just happens to be stuck on the trip to Titan in the room with the girl who has been sent to investigate her sister's death. You know, it's just like... Does she sneak her way onto the ship? Yeah. Is what I hear? She's not part of, like, the yeah, it's, official log? and Right. It's it's just one of those, like, mm-hmm. it's very... It seems sloppy. Like, really? like it, I, I, if the art is amazing, I, I'll forget about okay. those sort of things. Are they things. going for, like, a horror element... On a on a ship, is this going to be like a, like kind of like Event Horizon or something like that? Well, or? there's there appears to be some entity okay. that is connected to the gravity drive, i.e., like you know, it's it, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you hear how easy it is to describe because yeah. you've already seen this movie, right? Like okay, that's you just you just summed up the big reveal of issue one, right? You know. Evil entity inside the gravity drive. So the hook wasn't enough to keep you reading it. Are you going to read it? Have you seen Event Horizon? I've seen Event Horizon. I mean, for some people, Event Horizon is like one of their favorite guilty pleasures. Right, but it's so bad it's good. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, this is not so bad it's good. Gotcha. It's just bad. Right Bad pop. Bad pop. Yeah, I I love you, Ms. Clunan. Like, 
Um, I will continue to buy this book until budget tells me that I cannot. Just out yeah. of like wanting to support her. Sure. So uh, you know, I, I I'm just get a different artist. That's that's, that's uh, number one. Just get a different artist. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, I like her a that lot. That sucks. I like Becky Cloonan too. Absolutely. That sucks, dude. Um. I wanted to talk real quick. I just wanted to give everybody updates on some shows that I talked about in the past and like where I'm still, you know, uh, where I am with these shows. I'm still watching Powers. Still watching Powers. Have you seen any of Powers yet? <laughs> How many episodes in are you? One. One? And that was it? I'm good. Dude, I'm uh, going to watch some Flash some more. I watched episode <laughs> four wow. of Powers and episode five. Um, Huge turnaround. Really? Once you, yeah, dude. Once you get to episode four and then five, it's like it's totally different wow. okay. than episodes one through three. It gets dark. It gets scary. Wow. Um, the acting is still not great, yeah. but – you know, you get a lot – Eddie Izzard as Bad Wolf, like his character gets so much cooler. He's killing people and blood is spraying all over the place. It gets really graphically violent huh. uh, in episode four. And then in uh, episode five, I, I'm going to keep watching the series now because of these last – uh, two episodes. I'm hooked now. Well, um, I, I love Eddie Izzard, so I. Well, me too. I'll give it another chance based on your recommendation and his awesomeness. Mm-hmm. But but I just there's only so much time in a day. I, I hear you, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know how I stuck around so long to get to episodes four and five. Should I just go to four? No, I w- I wouldn't. Um, because you get introduced to Trip Hammer. Did you read the comic? I never read the comic. Yeah. The comic, um, from what I can gather, is uh, is a lot darker than what they portrayed in Absolutely. this. Um, and like Charlotte Copley does not even embody like the character from the comic book at all. Nope. And um, so, but yeah, he's he's like Constantine. He's, he's right. Like, same thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, once I got to episode four, though, it started to turn around, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it after episode five. It's a lot better, and, like, of course, it does have Eddie Izzard in it, and he's more central to episodes four and five. Cool. But episode five, it's called Paint It Black, and it was my favorite episode of the series so it's far. my favorite Stone song, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I will power through episodes two and three. Pun intended? <laughs> That's what I do, man. That's what you do. That's what I do. Poking the bear with your powers. Yeah, you know. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, but... I, 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 we can super fight now if you no, uh, no, give no, him no. a chance to vote. I don't have the card deck, man. I don't have the card deck. I should I should ask Jake if I could have had the card deck. We could have done We could have done a super fight here on the show. Um, yeah, and, but we, we don't have anybody to judge, so, you know. Dave, are you watching Orphan Black? No. Really? Not digging it? No. Really? Yeah. I... I, I I'm BBC burned out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, was it? Is it Capaldi? Did Capaldi Capaldi kill you? What? <sighs> yeah, dude. I just I, I want to like it so yeah. much, and it's so laborious. To are you talking about Orphan Black or Doctor Who now? Well, that's the thing. Like John Barrowman is like the thing that made me love the BBC. Yeah, you know, I love like, John Barrowman. Yeah, like he 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 made it all happen. That was my entryway into the BBC. Right, and then you know the wife watches Downton Abbey all the time, oh, yeah. and like yeah. Downton Abbey, I heard it's going to be ending soon. <sighs> That's awesome. Okay, that's good. 
That's good. Downton Abbey just helped destroy a congressman, folks. It's not a good thing. Wow. Don't watch Downton Abbey. Did you hear about no. Aaron, Aaron, huh. Aaron Schock got, got uh, you know, a bunch of trouble, and one of the things that he did was redecorated his office as an homage to Downton Abbey. I hadn't heard that. Well, it's destructive, and it needs to end. Gosh. It's it's affecting my love of Doctor Who. What is it? What is Down Abbey about? Like, is it just about uh, a bunch of like? Is it kind of like a pretentious, uh, pretentious Dallas? Oh, is dude, that what it is? It's like it's like. Oh, it's, you, 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 have you seen Empire? Yeah, I love Empire. Okay, everything that Empire does right. Uh huh. Okay, Down Abbey does wrong. It's the complete one eighty. I'm so proud oh, of you that you're watching Empire. I fucking love Empire. Dude. <laughs> so much. Uh, episode. I'm on episode four of that, so I got to start episode five shortly. But I I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to blitzkrieg through that fucking first See, season. I need to meet this Frank guy because yeah. I, I I don't know if he's real. I have that to see him, dude. Uh, we record. He every, could be like Siri. We record you know? every Sunday. You just got to let us know. You, we can go to Frank's house and record. You can meet Frank. He's had a, he's had some very positive effects on you. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, more dick and fart jokes. But yeah. also, you're watching Game of Thrones. I'm watching Game of Thrones. You're you're, you're watching like all more right. cultured things. Uh, you know. I'm not watching Downton Abbey over here. <laughs> it sucks. But, <laughs> you're not missing anything. All right. But you're watching Empire. I am watching Empire. Rocks. That has nothing to do with Frank, though. That has nothing. Frank's not watching Empire. So. Oh, he's not? No. No, Frank watches Game of Thrones and... Uh, okay, that's, that's all right. Yeah, he watches Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. Those are like his two shows that he has to watch. Oh, good choices. Yeah. Yeah. Very popular. Very popular. He's a popular man. Yeah. That's that's why he wins the super fights. Hey, you've been watching 12 Monkeys? Dude, don't spoil it for me. I'm three episodes behind. <laughs> what? No. Are you caught up? Uh, yeah. You. Toss it. You toss 12 Monkeys? Toss it. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck you. I hit 12 fuck yous. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, 12 Monkeys is the shit, dude. Uh. So, oh, I, 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 I wanted to like it so bad. Terry well, I wanted to like having you on the show today, Dave, but <laughs> fuck, man, that ain't happening. <laughs> you just tossed 12 monkeys. The main guy just drives me insane. Come on. D- that dude is cool as fuck. Really? Hell yeah. I, I didn't, I, I wrote it off episode one. Uh, you, that you dropped off after the pilot? Yep. Oh my God, Dave. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, dude, how could you? I'm going to watch Powers. I might watch 12 Monkeys. Oh, man. No, man, he's awesome. Okay. He's awesome. I love that dude. Okay, do he I? He reminds me, it's like like the dynamic between him and a uh, girl reminds me of like, it kind of reminds me of like, like they can flesh out the relationship between Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. They can kind of flesh that out in this series, in my opinion, because it's a lot of time travel and stuff like that. So it's like if Kyle Reese kept bouncing back and forth through time and meeting Sarah Connor in different points in time, I think that's what they've nailed here, man. And uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And and he's and, and they're fleshing out other characters, like his buddy Ramsey, who is on Walking Dead for actually like part of that governor season. Yeah. Um, I've Ram- liked him since Oz. Yeah, dude. That, yeah, he was on Oz. Dude, that guy, that Ramsey dude, I mean, he's become a central character okay, now, Okay, see, too. the whole time I was watching it, yeah. I resented the main character because right. I wanted more of him. You want and, more Ramsey. Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe that that's part of the reason I was just like, fuck mm. this show. No, there's an episode, I think, there's an episode coming up where Ramsey is like, it's more Ramsey-centric, and you learn more about his past and everything. Dude, I, I'm loving 12 Monkeys, All man. Right. I'm loving it. So I, I was premature in my tossing? 
you know what? It, it may not be your thing, dude. I was very, I was directly resentful that they didn't give him more screen time. I yeah. wanted more of the sidekick and not yeah. the main guy. He gets, he he does get more later on in later episodes. But yeah, I mean, it's it's more of the main guy. But I like Cole, man. Cole's okay, cool. see, I was afraid it was like a sci-fi rom-com version of you know. The original Twelve Monkeys. No, 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 no. No, uh, the story's great, dude. You haven't even gotten to uh, what's his name? Okay, uh, they introduce Leland Frost. After Leland Frost, it's this dude named Goins, and they you haven't even met his dude, the actress that plays Goins' daughter. Right. If if they could cast anybody as like uh, Catwoman or. Catwoman, or I was thinking like she'd be a great Harley Quinn on a TV series, but I think she'd be an awesome Catwoman. This woman is an awesome actress, and she's only been in like three or four episodes. Hmm. But the actress that plays her is just amazing. I, the show has a lot more to offer than just that pilot episode. Okay, day. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess I'm so busy now. Yeah, that like I'm you've got to make quick, better way choices. quicker to write something off. Yep, you got to make you got to make your choices on TV a little bit wiser if you don't have as much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Well, I'm listening. I hear you. I'm, I'm being enlightened yeah. as we speak. Yeah. Thank you, Leftover Army. Right. No, I mean, I'd give 12 Monkeys another shot, man. I really would. All right. For you, Powers and 12 Monkeys, get get out of jail free card. Right. You're just going to have to really, <laughs> really kind of just like, I don't know, just dig your cleats in and watch that the first three episodes of Powers. <laughs> it's tough, I'm dude. not watching episode one again. Don't watch episode no, one again. I'm not doing it. All right, hey, yeah, we took a break there, but with the magic of editing, you have no idea, but uh, now you do because I just told you. So, yeah, Dave, your kid was crying, going nuts. Going hey, nuts. you know, he's that's, two. He's two. That's what kids do, right? He's not terrible, but he does get a little loud. Yeah. See, you, can, you might be able to hear a crying kid in the background, so. Oh, yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if they can, though. Oh, well, if you can, sorry, folks. Yeah. And if you can't, well, we'll stop talking about it. Sorry. See, crying kids are like, they're foreign in my world. Now, you know, like, I, I don't have any kids at home, you mm-hmm. know? And then, like, when I, even when I go to, like, the grocery store, I put my headphones in and I listen to podcasts now. So I don't have to hear other people. It's not just crying kids. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear anybody's asinine, stupid-ass conversations in Walmart, Dave. There I just don't want to hear them. You're not missing anything. I'm not. So, yeah, I'm getting my fill of, uh, of uh, crying kid today, though. I'm getting that. I got my crying kid quota. That's for the year. He misses daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I work a lot. Yeah. Sorry. Daddy was never home. I'm home right now, and he's in the other room, and he's angry. Cat in the cradle, silver spoon, all that stuff. I didn't have time to line up a sitter. (laughs) I'm a bad person. Uh, I'm trying to help. I'm kidding, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. So those are some of the shows I've been watching. What have you been watching? TV? Anything? Mm, I, know you, I know you're picky. Uh, I love me some Flash. Yeah, I've been uh, watching the Flash, dude. Man, like that. You, are you caught up? Yeah, I'm caught up. All right. I'm going to talk about spoilery stuff. All right. Okay? Yeah, spoil uh, the Flash for me. Well, I'm, no, are you caught up? I'm caught up. I'm just trying to give a heads up to like a listener. Like, hey, you know. Bump forward two minutes if you're not caught up on Flash. That's right, right. Yeah. Um, I I love love that they killed that dude and then immediately brought him back. 
I hate it. I love it. I absolutely hate it. I hate that character. <laughs> I hate it too. It's I my wife's favorite character. So Cisco? Wow. I got to watch him die and just yeah. talk shit about it the whole time. Yeah. And he's back to die again. It's great. You think he's going to die again? Hopefully. Yeah, man. That'd be great. I think, they re- I think they're going to rewrite the past so that Cisco lives. Oh, see, okay. And, and, yeah, they, they, they will. And uh, I have to give it up. I... I did you see the video online of him and his castmates singing the Serenity song? Uh-uh. I love me some Serenity, some yeah. Firefly. Firefly, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, they, they, they sing yeah. the, the theme song, like acapella. It's beautiful. Okay, right on. So, Cisco, I'm giving you another chance because you sang an awesome song. Fuck Cisco, man. I, I don't I don't care what he's singing, man. This is my, my theme of second chances here. Okay. I, you know, I'm giving Powers another chance. Yeah, that's true. Giving Twelve Monkeys another chance. Yeah, but how many how many um, inventions does Cisco have to make every week before it gets a little too old? Do you know what I mean? Like, like uh, so when they battle Gorilla Grodd, is he gonna Flash? I've made you this uh, banana gun, telepathic helmet, maybe. Uh, some, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's probably gonna happen. Right, every time. Yeah, we're just waiting on his cohort to become uh, Killer Frost. Yeah, true. It's like they they they, they could have they could have like disguised that just a little bit. Yeah, they're not doing so great. Nope. I don't know, man. Damn, I, it's fun. I'm still loving the Frost. Oh, it's so fun. I absolutely love it. And then the kiss has been wiped away. Yep. No kiss between him and Iris, and mm-hmm. that was a big thing last last episode. Well, it puts me one step closer to Wally West, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a, there's a theoretical kiss in some universe, which means there's a theoretical Wally West in some universe. Yeah, I love Wally West. Damn right, man. Bones. You know, yeah, that's the thing. Wally West is my favorite Flash. It's uh, that's why I was hoping like Ezra Miller would be Wally West mm-hmm. in the cinematic universe, but I I think they're still going to go with Barry Allen. Yeah, so. but there's always a chance that like they want to keep. You know, these guys in this corner and these guys in this corner. And one way we'll do that is have Barry on TV and Wally in the movies. I know. I know. I hope. You could do that. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, are they ever going to introduce a cinematic arrow? You know what I mean? These are things that I wonder. I doubt it. They'll leave, them, they'll leave them on the B team. Well, they'll leave, they'll, they'll, leave, they'll leave them to the Avengers with Renner and Hawkeye. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, why have Who's going to die? Person? Who's right. going to die? Oh, uh, well, Renner's coming back for Civil War. It's already been announced. Okay, so. So Jake says, uh, he calls a Quicksilver quick ass. He yeah, says, I, I've heard him say yeah. that on, on Facebook. Yeah, he's saying that uh, Quicksilver's going to die. Um, and we, yeah, but that's not an Avenger. Exactly. It's like you just can't make him an Avenger in that movie and then kill him off and say that's an Avenger. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, so one of them's dying. One of them's dying. I'm, Thor's going off planet, right? Okay. Um, I don't know. Do you know that? I'm guessing. Okay. I'm thinking Thor I'm thinking Thor has to leave for answers or something. Well, isn't know. the next movie called Ragnarok? Yeah. And isn't Ragnarok when all the gods die? Yes. And in Asgard they're reborn? Yes. It's the end of all things, so... I don't know, man. Is he going to die in Age of Ultron, though? I don't think so. No. Somebody's going to die, though. So it's not Hulk. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't know how it's you just Hulk. yeah I don't yeah. know how you justify killing the Hulk. That's going to be a hard one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. is coming back for Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. 
We'll talk Marvel later. Oh, sorry. I got Marvel shit. Sorry. Um, I did want to talk Fucking about... Fucking up the format. Nah, you're fine. All right. Whatever. Um, yeah, we're pretty loosey-goosey on this show Yay. anymore. I mean, it's not too tight anymore. You know what I mean? There used to be rules. There used to be rules. We don't give a fuck anymore. Um, so what's that word? Oh, I can't say that word. Oh yeah, you can't say that word. You can't say that. <laughs> that, that was word. such a that was such a bomb that like I heard the story of the bomb. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. This week, um, I looked at previews for uh, the upcoming Pacific Rim comic book. Have you seen this? No. Yeah, dude. <gasps> who's who's publishing? Oh shit! I wish I had the answer for you. Hold oh, on, okay. hold on. Maybe I'm I just do. curious. Maybe I do. Um, Sorry, I'll vamp. Um, I don't Pacific Rim. Is a badass awesomeness all rolled up in a two-hour movie? It was our first Tupperware party. Oh, it, 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 it is the best Tupperware party. Yeah. So Pacific Rim, you know, Guillermo del Toro's movie from 2013, got a, it got a Tupperware party from all of us. Uh, it was just action-packed, awesome, uh, loved it. Uh, there was the Pacific Rim, like kind of like a graphic novel that they had come out with that was a prequel to the movie and it was presented by Guillermo del Toro and written by Travis Beecham the screenwriter for Pacific Rim wow I never read it yeah how have I missed this I didn't even know it was real you can find it probably on Amazon okay but now there's going to be a I think it's a four issue miniseries coming out monthly starting in November it's called Pacific Rim Tales from the Drift. You know, the drift is mm-hmm. when they when they drift, the two pilots, they drift, they kind of connect, and then they're able to control the kaiju. No, the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, what do they call them? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm blanking on what the robots are called. Uh, like Gypsy or? Yeah. What, I, what, are, what, are, what are the actual robots called? They've got, like, a name for them. The mechs? No. Yeah, what do they call them? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to read the synopsis, and maybe it'll be revealed in the synopsis because I'm a fucking idiot. Man, how how tired are we that we can't even yeah. remember the Megazords? Fuck, what are they I called? Don't know, I don't know. <laughs> blowing my mind. The Megazords. We're calling <laughs> we're calling them everything but what they should be called. Damn it! Right? Did you hear that Robotech is getting made into a live I action? I saw that Sony, but it's, I'm I'm worried it's Sony. Mm. I love Robotech. Did you know Ryan Drew sent me the entire Robotech, like almost the entire, I think it is the entire Robotech DVD collection. Wow. Yeah. He just sent, he had extra copies and he sent them to me. Damn. And I, I love it. It's great shit. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan Drost. Yeah. Your podcast, Star Joe's. Listen. If yeah. If you don't. Listen to Star Joe's. Damn. Yeah, dude. It's an awesome gift. Yeah, it was an awesome gift and I, I love the series. But yeah, um, yeah, so it's Sony though. But at least it's not universal because then we get like Transformers. I'm 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 I want it to be good, mm-hmm. but I am so like okay, live action adaptations of great cartoons yeah. are like Liam Neeson movies. Okay. All the good ones are taken. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true, dude. Done. Yeah. Oh, I, you better not suck, Sony. I'll hunt and kill every PS4 I can find. If you mess this up, well, just say it. Hey, Dave. Okay, it's right now. Is it is it actually greenlit? Because like, seriously, think about this. How long have they been talking about the fucking Voltron movie that we're True. never gonna see? Yeah, you got a point. So, I just, yeah, just man, if they do it, they better right. damn well do it right. I think this is gonna go along the ways of like you know Gremlins three. <laughs> Which was supposed to be, you know what I mean? Sure. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, we're gonna have Gremlins three on the fast track, and it's 
it's not coming out. Nope. So I I don't know. Robotech the movie. I think like I think every freaking franchise from our childhood needs to be bought by Disney. <laughs> it does, dude. It's scary. I know it's a little scary, Dave, but like you know, we okay. There's rumors that Disney's going to buy Hasbro. So with that, now Disney owns the Transformers. They pretty much they own, own like part of our soul. Right, right. They they own Transformers. They own GI Joe, and then they can also shelve every stinking like board game movie ever because we don't need to see. Was it Battleship? Was that Hasbro? Yeah, yeah. We don't need to see a Battleship movie nope. or. Or uh, what was the other one? Hungry Hungry Hippos that was going to come out. We don't need to see that, dude. They were really going to make a Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I would watch that. <laughs> oh, I'm very masochistic. Wow. Big guns. Big hippos. Eating marbles? Yeah. <laughs> How do you incorporate that into the movie? Make it like a Sons of Anarchy thing. You know, they're like smuggling marbles. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> they're hippos. They're hungry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was talking about Pacific Rim, a comic book. and I don't know how we got to talking about hippos. <laughs> we tried to deflect the fact that yeah. we can't remember the name of the goddamn yeah. mega suits and the <laughs> damn Pacific Rim. What are they called, dude? It's uh, There's the uh, kaijus. And the <laughs> the mecha. These are not the droids yeah. you are looking for. You got it, man. <laughs> All right, here's the official info about the Pacific Rim comic book. Guillermo del Toro promised more adventures from the world of Pacific Rim, and he has delivered. Legendary is taking fans back to the front lines of a larger-than-life battleground with Pacific Rim: Tales from the Drift, the official new comic series presented by director Guillermo del Toro, featuring a story from Pacific Rim screenwriter Travis Beecham. A continuation of the best-selling graphic novel Pacific Rim, Tales from Year Zero. That's what that one was called, the original. The new Pacific Rim comic series will feature Jaegers. Jaegers. There we go. Dave's fist bumping (laughs) all over the place. He looks like he's double-fisting cocks. It's amazing. Pacific Rim series will feature Jaegers never before seen in combat, squaring off against all new kaiju creatures. Dude, that's exciting. New, Absolutely. New Jaegers. Apparently they're called Jaegers. Damn it. Jaegers squaring off against all new kaijus. That's cool, man. Who is your favorite uh, Jaeger? Crimson Typhoon. Me too, dude. Oh, yeah. Me too. The Crimson bomb. Typhoon all the way. Uh, that It's that third limb, right? Uh, I just, the, the, the ability for him to just like spin around and oh, yeah. like take on multiple kaiju. Yeah. Just awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. That I don't know. It was that third. It was that third arm. The buzzsaw blades. Just the character design of that 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 Jaeger was just amazing. Yep. Um, they said following the best-selling graphic novel Pacific Rim Tales from Year Zero, legendary. Yeah, that's what I just read. Uh, but yeah, uh, the series comes from writer Joshua Fialkov, who wrote uh, the Bunker, I Vampire, Elks Run. Familiar with any of those? Yeah, the bunker's really good. Really? Absolutely. And features artwork by Marcos Mars, Batman Confidential, and Blackest Night JSA. Hmm. Uh, release date November 2015. Uh, four issue monthly series. So I am definitely going to be picking this up. Yeah, that Blackest Night JSA issue was deeply disturbing. So he definitely knows how to like push buttons. Nice. Um, Pacific Rim cartoon is also on the way. Hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. Is it going to be like? Uh, what are you thinking, man? Okay. What if it? What if they said it's going to be on HBO? Yeah. Then I'm watching. No, yeah, it's not going to be. On I HBO. know. I know. I know. I know. But yeah. the Spawn cartoon and that crap. You sure. know, I loved it, dude. Sure. It just but, sounds like a cash grab. But then if they're like, oh, it's going to be on Disney XD. Yeah. It's. it's yeah. Uh, I'm afraid of overexposure. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I don't love uh, Rebels on Disney XD. Love it, Tupperware. But mm-hmm. yeah, you think, yeah, you, cash grab really with. Uh, do you think do you think kids would like this more than the adults? Hey, I Big think robots and monsters. Uh, I think there's way more to the whole like drift and like the stuff that they're going into with the yeah. characters themselves. The the his loss over his brother. You know, that's, right. that's all stuff that. If you just dilute it down to giant robots, yeah. you get giant robots. Right. It's not interesting. You have Transformers. You know, it's like. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right. We're going to move on to the pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye. Read all about it. It's the leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, Dave. Let's talk a little bit about. Eh, we're not going to talk about Ghostbusters, really. But we are. Eh, fuck it. Ghostbusters, uh, what do you think about the all-ladies cast and about this, uh, about, uh, who is it now? Who is it now? They got, uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, Channing Tatum being a Ghostbuster. Is Bill Hader joining the Ghostbusters? Did I, you hear that? I'm going to say, I, I, all I know about is the, uh, the lady cast that was rumored. I love Leslie Jones on SNL. Yeah, so she's great. So that was phenomenal news. You know, she's like 47. Doesn't matter. She's hilarious. No, I'm not saying it. Age matters, but does she look 47? Oh. Absolutely not, in my opinion. Man. She looks way younger to me. Okay. Yeah, I think she looks like. I don't. She doesn't look 47. Are you just used to seeing her like, you know, behind a desk? Because once she stands up, like, she doesn't move like a young person. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not judging her elderly movement <laughs> i don't have like an elderly movement gauge that goes off in my head ah, she's moving like an elderly person <laughs> it's not like i'm like man she needs a fucking cane dave oh no no she's she's just pimping that's all that's yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> i think bill Hader. let me let me i maybe i should this is real professional i'm googling bill Hader ghostbusters on my phone you're, right now you're consulting the uh the, the research department i'm i'm talking about this and it's like i'm like part of me is like didn't i see something about bill Hader being a ghostbuster but no channing tatum and they're talking about the russo brothers the directors from um captain america the winter soldier them being uh directors for a ghostbusters film for sony in 2017 Channing Tatum is a Ghostbuster. So they're not doing the all-female cast? No, they are. But they're going to be doing another movie with the all-male cast. Like a, a, like a rival movie? See, that's the thing. I, I don't know if it's going to be a um, uh, like an expanded universe or like a – you know what I mean? Like Kind of like the Marvel inter- – the connected universe with like the Marvel movies. I don't know if these teams are going to be connected or if it's going to be completely separate. Because you got Paul Feig doing his female Ghostbusters, and then the Russo brothers doing this one. Um, what is it here? No, this is old. What well, What was uh, Rick Moranis's character's name in the original? Like Louis Tully. Tully. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know who's playing that version mm, of the character? No. I mean, I don't think. I mean, this is a re. 
not a reboot. This is like this is like a whole. Yeah, but how great would it be if we're if we're keeping mm-hmm. the original paradigm? Yeah. and switch and turning it on its for the know, ma- for the side? male cast or for the female cast. What if you do a Louise Tully played by Addie Bryant? <sighs> I want it to be its own thing. Ah. I want it to be its own thing. I just want Eddie Bryant to be in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. I mean, there's no reason why they can't put her in. They're they're gonna put they're gonna put other SNL people in this. I hope so. You're, you're gonna see it. I mean, I, I, Lorne Michaels is gonna be h- highly involved. I wouldn't doubt if you're gonna see Lorne Michaels as an executive producer or a producer on this thing. They want Lorne Michaels more than anybody wants this to succeed. You know, I mean, they're talking about him leaving Silent Live here shortly. You know, this is going to be part of like, you know, these are people that are on his show, and for the show to go forward, you know, he wants you know strong people in these movies. He wants their so I think he's going to have. I think you're going to see like a lot of SNL cameos in the Ghostbusters female movie a lot, a lot. I hope so. I think we will. I there's no reason why she might not even make an appearance in the movie. But I don't think they're going to want to bite off the original. You know what I mean? Okay. So, I don't know. I just, that was my, he was my favorite character in the original film. And yeah. I, I, I'm hoping for some sort of, like, shout out to him. Yeah, I was, uh, and I've said, and we've had another listener say, that I was hoping, like, in, like, if they ever did, like, reboot the series for the men, that uh, Charlie Day would be, like, the new Lewis Tully. Because I could totally see that. Or if they just wanted to go totally crude they could have Danny McBride be the new Lewis Tully and just make it like a totally rude, crude character. You know, I dude, I sorry, I love his character from Eastbound and Down. Yeah, he could be the new Slimer. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, but we've talked about it before a couple times. But Ma- uh, writer Max Landis, he wrote a uh, Ghostbusters three script as fan fiction, and he talked about it on his Twitter page, and it was really awesome. Uh, you can read the entire screenplay. On his website, maxlandiswrites.com. So if you want to see how this movie, how his movie would have gone, then head over to his website. Give it a read. Here's a tease. I love this. We start in the 1920s where we witness cult leader Ivo Shandor proclaim the prophecy of the two comings of Gozer. One a failure and the second 30 years later to destroy the world. One of his followers one of his followers speaks out and is killed for his insubordination, becoming the spirit who is eventually known to us as Slimer. The origin of Slimer from the nineteen twenties. It's amazing. Slam to two thousand sixteen, where Ghostbusters was a national franchise, privately owned and government subsidized, but the lack of extra dimensional invaders meant that there was ultimately a very limited amount of ghosts to bust and a very optimistic national expansion slowly depleted the Buster's funds. Did the Atlanta chapter really need a helicopter? The Ghostbusters remain iconic, but despite the merchandise, cartoon show, etc., the company itself is bankrupt on the verge of collapse. Only two houses remain open. There hasn't been a legitimate call in more than 10 years. The original Buster's are are for the most part long gone. Venkman took the money and disappeared into seclusion. Winston Zedmore quit the Busters in 1991 and has since become a Richard Branson-style billionaire. And Egon Spengler accidentally ascended to a higher plane, uh, ascended to a higher plane of existence, leaving only the increasingly delusional race dance. 
who has run the company into the ground. That was Max Lindis. That's like his hook at the beginning of his screenplay. You can read the entire thing on maxlandiswrites.com if you want to. So Sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. He also wrote a uh, Wonder Woman movie like uh, screenplay that, uh, I don't know, I didn't really care for what he came up with. Some, it's like basically she, like she uh, washes up on shore with no memory of like where she came from. Uh-huh. So I didn't really care for it. I really hope that uh, the people uh, at Warner Brothers yeah. are looking at Brian Azzarello's run on DC Comics, New 52 yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all done now, and man, he stuck the landing. It was great. Well, they're going with the Greek origin. I hope so. So I hope they follow with and like use some of those extra characters, yeah. like Strife showing up in a Wonder Woman movie would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I think they are going to go more of the 52 route. So hopefully a lot of Azarello's story will get incorporated into this. So. Damn, I hope yeah. so. Um, Super Troopers, did you like the movie? Hate the movie? I contributed. Thank- oh, to the... Uh, Indiegogo. Indiegogo. All right. Okay. That's another reason that I'm glad you're here doing the show with me and not Jake this week because Jake hates Super Troopers. What? Yeah, Jake hates the movie. Jay hated Super Troopers when Jay was on the podcast. What? He hated it too. I know, dude. And so every time I bring up Super Troopers, I get a little pissed off because Jake hates the movie. Meow, what are you talking about? I know. Oh. Just hear me out, meow. <laughs> oh, that's man, brutal. I, I know. I hate it, man. I hate. I hate. I'm so glad you're doing the show with me this week because you like fucking. Super Troopers. Farva lives, man. Yeah, dude. A liter of cola. <laughs> Super Troopers has an Indiegogo going on right now. That was tough to say. Indiegogo going on right now. Indiegogo is the Canadian Kickstarter, for those of you that don't know. And do you think we have anybody listening that doesn't know what Kickstarter is? No, you're, you're not all listening right. to podcasts if yeah. you don't know what Kickstarter is. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. Google it if you don't for some reason. I don't know. So the the deal was if if they raised $2 million, they would do the movie. Well, they raised $2 million very quickly, uh, and they promised to make the movie bigger and better with the more money that they raise. Uh, last time I checked, which was earlier this morning, they had raised $2,927,888. That's Good awesome. job, Broken Lizard. Yes. Uh, some of the perks are amazing when it comes to this movie. Uh, the higher you spend, of course, the cooler the perks. And for $35, of course, you get a Fandango ticket worth up to $13. So basically, you're out a little money, but you helped out the project. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I just, yeah. I think they should give you a digital download with that, too. I need to look into that. You know what I mean? Like, once the movie's released, you should get a digital download. For yeah, that it's too. one of the first tiers. Is it? Okay, so you should, you, okay, so you get the ticket and then you also get the digital download. You get the digital download before you get the ticket. There you go. I mean, that's awesome. I think it's worth it then. Absolutely. Okay, now let's get to the, some of the big ones. I wanted to go over some of these. Um, for $4,000, you can name a character in the movie. And they said you can name him anything. Yeah, but didn't wasn't that one already taken? No, I think there was like uh, there was like uh, a few of those available. Oh, nice! Though the one that was taken was the one for ten thousand dollars, where you can be an actor in the film with a speaking line, <laughs> and that was taken. <laughs> they don't know what the line's going to be, but you get to be an actor. Yeah, that's it. that's 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 really masochistic. Asking Broken Lizard to give you one line to say in their movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I paid to say this. <laughs> Yeah, and you're forever going to be known as the character that said that. Yep. Whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, for $15,000, you can be a director for the day. You get to hang out with the cast and, and be a director on the set for the movie and then have lunch with them later. Um, let's see here. For $20,000, the cast will hold a private stand-up comedy gig for you and your friends. They book the venue, pay for your first round of drinks. Do the, you know, I think that's wise. Cause you'd think, you'd think $20,000 would be enough to cover the booze, but you don't know who's going to pay $20,000 and you don't know how much booze these people can drink. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think they were smart in saying we're only going to pay for the first round. I mean, what if, if Frank, for some reason, bought, you know what I mean? Bought this $20,000. I think that Frank could probably, him and his friends could probably drink 20000 plus worth of alcohol. You know, I mean, San Diego Comic-Con, he finished two bottles of UV vodka like it was nothing. No, it was one bottle. It was one bottle. But it was one bottle too many. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I was not there. Oh, man, it was insane, dude. It was scary. Yeah, I couldn't even make it through the episode. It was scary. It was scary. Uh, a lot of people made it through the episode, and a lot of people, that's like their favorite episode for some reason, dude. It's crazy. But anyway. It made me, it made me worried for him. Yeah, yeah. For $25,000, you bought the cast as groomsmen or bridesmaids at your wedding. So they will stand next to you at your wedding, be your groomsmen or bridesmaids. So that's kind of a weird, I don't know, man. Be kind of cool, though. Well, yeah, that's the best wedding picture. Those wedding pictures are going viral. Yeah. Unquestionably. Oh, we got it. We have a we have an angry toddler. Right. That's my son Triton. He's with his mom who is graciously dealing with him. <laughs> yep. He's not a super troopers fan apparently. Yep. Can we take a break? Yeah, we can do that. Let's break it up. Man, I'm still recording. <laughs> Greetings leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, hey, we're back. We're back. We're back, so. Triton trauma. Yeah, yeah, you know, kid problems, hashtag kid problems. Hey, man. He's a wild one. Yeah, he's a wild child. He's his daddy's son. You know, basically right now what he's doing is probably going through the fridge and he grabs stuff and he brings it to you. First it was guacamole. Yep. Next it was uh, some Swiss cheese. Was uh, Swiss provolone. Cheese? Provolone. So yep. Provolone cheese. So, Dave, what do you guess and what's going to be what – what's he going to bring out next if you had to guess? Mm. You're, you're a betting man. Maybe an apple. An apple. From the fridge? He likes apples. Okay. We'll see. I'll be interested to see what he brings out here. <laughs> so, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> here comes the next item. 
Well, you know, his mom's cooking him a pizza, so yeah. he's like, he's like, yeah, it's kitchen time. He's, he's like, in- what goes good with a pizza? Oh, an apple. Yeah. He doesn't get to – yeah, maybe we should make him apple pizza. That would blow his little mind. Sure it would. <laughs> pineapple. Have you ever put pineapple on the pizza? Oh, yeah. yeah love it. Yeah, That's black stuff. olives. That's his black favorite. Olives. He likes black olives? Loves them. Really? Yep. Most kids, I don't know, like – I've never seen black olives in the, the Gerber section. He's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it's in his blood. <laughs> He's like, give me some olives. Yeah. <laughs> Antipasta. <laughs> there he comes. Here he comes. Oh, it's an egg. <laughs> <laughs> he brought an egg. Oh, God. I better go check the fridge. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm by myself now. Dave left to go check the fridge. And he's got the egg back, Dave. He's got the egg. He took the egg from me. You're calling it an apple, and it's actually an egg. Well, he's swinging that egg around. So I was kind of right. Yeah, I yeah. Said bring an apple. <laughs> he does. He, he said to bring an apple, but uh, that apple came out of a out of a chicken, Chief. Yeah, this is happening. This is an episode. We're doing this. And this is where we had to stop recording. All hell broke with the uh, two-year-old, and uh, Dave's attention was needed elsewhere. So um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play something that me and Dave talked about here real quick before we started recording that we had a good laugh about. And if you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. It's on YouTube. And uh, then I'll throw in something else Flash-related. And then we'll start the second half of the show with Aaron Claude Miller from the Nerd Porn Podcast. So stick around. I mean, I want something sweet without all the calories. Little sweet! Did someone ask for the sweet, no-cal sweetness of Diet Dr. Pepper? That was me. Just take a sip. Oh! Oh, that is sweet. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Do you work here? No. Little Sweet is self-employed. That's awesome. Little Sweet sliding out on his knees. He's hot. I'm thirsty, too. Diet Dr. Pepper. It's the sweet one. The Flash, as we know, is the fastest man alive. On this week's episode, a madman who can control the weather is menacing the city, and the Flash must consult a member of his science team to assess his options. Barry, I need to talk to you. Dr. Wells. There's no confidence right now, all right? There is a tsunami heading for the city. How do I stop it? Theoretically, if you can create a vortex barrier along the coastline, a wall of wind, that would be able to sap the tidal wave of its energy before it hits the city. They're running back and forth. Man, I'm glad I called you. I was having trouble thinking of literally the only thing I do. Hey, I need to get a package across town in like five minutes, but I'm stumped. Now, not that. The incredible... All right, hey, welcome back. This is the second half of episode 84. Uh, kind of abrupt switch here from, you know, we're talking to Domesticated Dave, and now we have uh, Mr. Aaron Claude Miller from the Nerd Porn Podcast with us today. Thank you for joining us, Aaron. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been listening to you guys for uh, forever, so <laughs> I don't know why we haven't done this sooner. We've been talking since you guys started, basically. I know. It's just one of those things. Like, why don't we do this sooner? I mean, there's there's other people I still need to get on here, but, man, you've been listening for, I don't know, like, probably, like, before we even hit, like, our double-digit episodes, right? Yeah, listen, well, I think I, 
I actually started listening to the show on episode three. You guys were you had three episodes out, yeah. and I download. I went back and I got all of them. But you know, I've been since the start, and I I, I swear to you, when, you know, we when I first sent you a message, it was because you guys were talking on the air about. How nobody listens, that's not your friend. You know, we all go through that when you're podcasting. You're like, I guarantee you no one's listening to us. We don't, you know, we, we don't have anybody who's not someone that we made listen to it. So I wanted to email you guys, uh, and I, sh- I shot you a Facebook message. And, uh, yeah, I mean, ever since then, we've been, we chat back and forth all the time. I try to send you guys news, but you're too quick, so. <laughs> Most of the time, every once in a while, you'll hit me with news, and I'll be like, holy shit, yeah, I hadn't seen that, so. I think once... One time you were like, I hadn't seen that. The other times you're always been like, Yeah, I saw it. I'm like, Damn it. Yeah. I get most of mine from just like IGN or whatever right. web website I go to or app I have on my on my phone. So I've got like, dude, I've got like uh, fucking sites sending me emails and shit. You know what I mean? Like newsletters yeah. and stuff. So I will yeah. say this though. I remember when I first messaged you, I was certain you guys were from somewhere I just had never heard of, like some some TV show or something, because you had. You know all your all your audio drops like that's some professional shit. Yeah, you, you had a theme song, you had everything. Yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Well, it took six months to plan the show, and it was like I was thinking to myself, dude, we better have you know audio drops and professional theme song because nobody's gonna listen to this fucking thing for us because because we suck. We have <laughs> zero talent. We're nobodies. At least we can have some production value and play a cool song or some shit that'll so trick people is, uh, into listening. This is podcasting hour right now, but if you guys are listening, it's 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 nerve wracking doing this stuff. It it seems easy. You're like, ah oh, man, I'm just do a podcast. Then you go to sit yeah. in front of a mic and you're like, who wants to listen to me talk? Why would anyone hear? This? Right, exactly, exactly. Like everybody thinks that they have something to talk about until you hit record, and then yep. it's like, what the fuck do we talk? <laughs> what do we talk about? That's when you 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 have a guest on. We we you know. Right. I'm, so. I'm, I'm on a podcast called Nerd Porn, yes. and we talk about, it's pretty much the same, like a similar show, just, you guys cover a lot more movies and comics, we're mostly games, uh, you know, video games, tabletop gaming, stuff like that, and we do movies, but we're way more freeform, you've listened, you know, you're, you're the only one on your show that listens to us, and I'm the only one on my show that listens to you guys, so it's pretty funny. You know, Frank has um, listened to your show. Oh yeah, you, you did say he downloaded, um, at, we, when you told me that, it's funny, because you said... It uh, looks like there's only, like, one episode. We had some kind of issue with our RSS feed, because we use SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in beta, so we had an issue where, for some reason, it wasn't up updating all of our episodes. Yeah, because, like, I was, like, I, I'd been listening, and then all of a sudden, like, the episodes weren't showing up, and I was, so I, like, I, like, uh, I refreshed it, and then they started, like, you know, like, pile onto my screen, so. Wow, yeah, it... it I don't know. We we you know you, we were talking earlier, and SoundCloud is awesome because you get unlimited uploads, but it's in beta, so it's like it, it's not made for podcasting. It's like where people upload their hey, I made a song in my basement. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can. Right. You, know, you hear some weird music on there, but and they have know, like a time limit, right? No. Uh, well, you have to get in the. You, you, they have it for regular accounts, but if you apply, yeah, for their their um, SoundCloud podcasting, you can have whatever. Oh no, they, shit! Because I like I I uploaded like one episode, and they only like put me. They only let me. You know how our episodes are like you know yeah. five hours long and shit. I can only do like three hours or something, and they're like, all right, that's it. So like the episode cuts off after like three hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe that's the case actually. Right. I'm not sure. We you know we don't go that long. Ours are. One and a half to two hours max. Oh, you have a normal podcast. Well, we're, we're, it's funny because I always tell, whenever I, whenever I talk about you guys, I'm always like, 
you know, pop culture leftovers is nerd porn with structure. Like you guys have, you know, you you do your you have your audio drops, you have your sections, you kind of keep things going. We're very free form, and we have yeah. a lot of guests on, as you know. And that's what I was gonna say. Like like we said, you think you have something to say, and then you get in front of a mic, and you're like, uh, um, I um, yeah, I I, I saw a movie and I liked it once too. And then it just gets it gets tricky with yeah guess yeah you got to be careful on who you have on the show you know what I mean we've had luck I mean we've had some really good people on the show Harmon and Jared Gafford and some you know good people on the show so we've had luck but yeah you got to be careful you guys have had and, and we've had a lot of people too because we know a lot of nerdy people it's the same as you guys we have a lot of friends that are into different stuff right and so you guys have had a lot of cool guests on that just know about things and can talk about things that you guys don't know or talk about so it gives a, it's always a cool thing like uh like you said with Harmon, he knew about power rangers and that oh, was yeah i'm not a power rangers fan but it was super interesting to hear someone who does have that background talk about it so. oh absolutely yeah and you guys had him on before the r-rated power rangers movie came out oh i know i know people are talking about power rangers again because of that thing man did you watch it what'd you think of it i liked it yeah. i i had to actually look it up because i had no clue who uh, Dawson was supposed to be. I know his, his name's not really Dawson. Yeah, but he was Rocky in this thing. Yeah, he was yeah. the second Red Ranger. Yeah. They don't make that clear at all. Oh, no I shit. Like, yeah, I, I, I just found that out just from you just now. Yeah, the, he was yeah. the... Because the Red Ranger, Jason Eric Todd or whatever his name is, um, He, I, I actually didn't know this. I saw he's in, like kickstarting a new movie because mm-hmm. he got out of acting. So he, he's coming back now, um, and he's kickstarting a movie, and he says, you know, after I left Power Rangers and they replaced me and blah, 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 it was like some kind of thing where he left because he wanted more money, and then he became, I don't know, he, he stopped acting altogether. He became like a paramedic and, and did that for forever. Uh, you know, he didn't want to stop acting. He yeah. he thought he was going to go on and do something better, and then, you know what I mean, and then he couldn't get any jobs. And None of them really did anything except for the one girl was Pink Ranger. What was she in? She porn, was in probably else. porn. They all turned to porn. I know. You know what no, I mean? Like on- Dana Plato was on Different Strokes, Child Star, and then all of a sudden when she couldn't get any more jobs, she's like, "All right, I'll do porn." She actually did a fucking porn called Different Strokes. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that sells itself. Yeah. Uh, the, then Screech did that uh, homemade porn. Screeched. Yeah, screeched. I was proud of him, though. I, I was surprised. <laughs> oh, man. Samuel Powers. I know. Oh, wow. The, the, uh, my girlfriend was actually talking about that Lifetime movie they did. About I saw it, man. I fucking watched that shit. I hear it is just straight up screech whining the whole time. Like, oh, it nobody totally respects is. me. Yeah. Well, that's that's like, that's like been him ever since he fucking left Saved by the Bell. Well, I don't care so. if if no one respected me. If I got that syndication money, I could care less. They could t- call me whatever they want to call me. All right. He, oh, man, he would just uh, fucking whore himself out to every show. He was on Celebrity Fit Club on VH1. Oh, yeah. He was, he was doing, so angry. Yeah. He had yeah. that vanilla ice problem where you're just angry at your stardom. It's like... Hey man, this is what you signed up for. People liked you. Just, just enjoy it. Yeah, he's one of those guys that like did not embrace the character that he played. He like hated the character that he played after exactly. He, and like, kind of like Bob uh, Saget, he hated playing Danny Tanner. I know. And the, the thing so, with Saget is, it's just he was so dirty. Like his 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 actual humor is yeah. so dirty. I think that was a tough thing for him. But yeah, but man, that's what made him. I mean, fucking that and America's Funniest Home Videos. 
Yeah, both are the most, like, it's so funny that he is so dirty, and then he yeah. was in two of the most, like, uh, you know, uh, child-friendly TV shows. <laughs> exactly. Well, even George Carlin himself did, like, Thomas the Train and shit. Yeah, and he was Rufus. Yeah, he was uh, Rufus, yeah. Bill and Ted. I always, the, Bill and Ted boils down to two lines for me, and one of them is, Rufus! And the <laughs> other one is, um, if you're really us, and we're really you, what number am I thinking of right now? And then, you know, of course, 69, dude. <laughs> dude. Um, I love that movie. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Yep. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so nerd porn. I think uh, if uh, our listeners want to check out a podcast, it's uh, I, I love it, dude. I think it's funny. Uh, I love the natural conversation. Um, I like the lack of structure. And, yeah. uh yeah, I we, think, were, we were talking about it, and that you know, like a long time ago. And you were saying that it's a, it's a good compliment, you know, back and forth because I listen to you guys for the structure, and you like to listen to my show because it's like easy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's funny because we've had um, we've had some guests on, you know, we've had some other like little crossovers with local people who podcast, right? And uh, they all say the same thing. They're always like, "Wait." You just got you guys just record and you just talk. They're like, yeah, and they're like, oh my god, can I just join, can I just be on your show forever? Oh, I know. I like uh, I've guested on one podcast and it was great because like I didn't have to bring anything. I didn't have to bring any news, nothing. I could just show up and sit down and talk, and it was like awesome. Yeah, you were on uh, Soda Pop Comics, right? Is that the? No, I was on Jared Gaffer's the uh, Joe Schmo Comic Show. Okay, so I knew it was it yeah. was a comic one. I remember. Yeah, yeah. So, no, man, thanks for uh, joining me today so we can actually do an episode here. Oh, no, I appreciate you having me. I, I We actually crossed over because I was asking you to come on because I thought about it the other day uh-huh. in the car. I was like, how come I've never had him on? You know, like, I know you listen, so yeah. I kind of get you on here. Well, you can have me on. I'll still, I'll still be on your show. That'd be great. Oh, I'll yeah. just sit down and talk. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, for sure. I just yeah. have to, I have to work this out. I'm going to ask you about this when we're off the air, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have the, I have the Zoom, so I'll, I'll figure out how to do a good recording because, Skype is is nasty when you're trying to podcast. Skype is an evil bitch. It gets robot voice. It sounds mm-hmm. like sometimes it just puts you in a tin can and yep. it slows you down. And you're like, I have there was nothing wrong with the re- like while we were talking. It's just magic recording stuff. Oh, I know. It's weird. Like we could be talking for like uh, an hour, and then all of a sudden, as soon as I hit record, yeah, you're Mister Roboto. Yep. It's. That was my old podcast. I used to, like I told you, we used to do a remote, and I, we had to stop. It was too much. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way to do it to where it could actually work. Right. I um, found out there is a way, and it's it's so it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, one of one of my friends does a podcast when, and he spends half his year in Seattle, Washington, and everyone else lives in Florida. So they have to record locally. Everybody records their own local audio, and then they have a master track, and they sync off that. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously, you know how much work oh, yeah. audio editing can be. So. Yeah, absolutely. A um, couple things that I wanted to bring up. You you listened to last week's episode, right? Yes. Talk to me, Chief. I've already talked about it previously with Dave in this episode. But talk to me about the fucking super fight. Who won the fucking super fight? Just okay. be honest. Be honest. Who won the fucking super fight? So wait, it's... Hold on. The bear with... It's the parkour bear. So it's parkour bear with, with, a, a, fucking, with a piranha gun versus a yeti... With the ability to touch things that turn inside out, but he's stuck in a uh, toddler car, an electric toddler car for kids. Well, I'm going to say it. The Yeti has to win because if he shoots the piranhas, if yeah. the bear shoots the piranhas, yeah. they're going to turn inside out and die. Yeah. The Yeti just has to drive around and tire out the parkour bear. Eventually, 
his even if he's really good at parkour, he's going to get tired, and then you can just run him over or tap right. him with your finger once, and he turns inside out, and you win. Exactly. Well, see, the thing is, okay, parkour is not a fighting style either. No, it's just an escape tool. Yeah, exactly. You're just bouncing around and shit. So I mean, yeah. Frank's defense there is that you wouldn't be able to touch him because you could parkour, and you're just in a kid's car, mm-hmm. but. At some point, he's going to tire out. Like you can't. Uh, bears are fat anyway, so at some point, he's going to he's going to tire. Out. They don't have cardio. Their their cardio can't be good. No, no. And then you just you would just roll up and be like, boop. And, and we don't know how long this bear's been doing parkour. He could have some inflammation of the joints. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't think bears have easy access to icy hot that they can rub on that shit. No, and they're they're they can stand bipedal, but they don't really walk around very often. I I did see one bear in a video walking around on his hind legs for a while, but yeah, I don't know. At some point, he's gonna tire out, and your yeti is also since the yeti is a, a mythical creature, he's gonna be super strong. You wouldn't even have to, you know, just turn him inside out. You could rip him limb from limb. Okay, from. what is a yeti the closest thing to Chewbacca? Right now, Chewbacca, if, yeah, or if, a gorilla, probably. Yeah, if if I would have been, if I would have pulled the card Chewbacca. I think I would have got all the votes because I lost. I lost. Uh, everybody in the fucking army voted for Frank except for like three people, and so I lost. But if I would have pulled the Chewbacca card, I think I would have. I think I would have fucking won. But what's yeah, the big probably. difference between a fucking Yeti and Chewbacca? And if you were Chewbacca too, you would have had a cool laser crossbow. So. That's true. That's true. I would have been like, him from range. yeah. Chewbacca is like a furry Daryl Dixon. And also, honestly, since the piranhas are going to die before they even do Thank any damage. You. You could probably grab them and throw them at him, and at least have a ranged weapon. Yeah, and as soon as I throw them at them, like they're inside out. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. They could, it could be like uh, with their teeth. It could be like spiky shells or spiky little balls that I'm throwing at them. And again, know. Yetis are super strong, so you'd right. have that extra oomph to your throw. Mm-hmm. I can imagine a Yeti being like the best pitcher in the major leagues. Yeah, so. I I'm gonna say this because I know you like uh, basketball a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. Pro baseball is the worst sport of all time to watch. Pro baseball? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny is baseball is really fun to play. It's oh, just really I love playing play. it. And I love playing soccer, but I can't watch soccer. Yeah, soccer is tough because I can never follow the ball. I'm always mm-hmm. like, I have no idea what's happening. Oh, I'm the worst thing. Like with hockey on TV, I can't follow the puck. Yeah, that's even worse. But Hockey's a mm-hmm. really good one live. Oh, I love going to hockey games. Yeah. Love going I, to hockey games. I went to one because my first girlfriend ever in my life was Canadian, so you know she loved hockey. Oh, she's all she's a boot hockey. Yeah, she's all a boot it. So we went and saw the the Toronto Maple Leaves mm-hmm. versus the Florida Panthers, who at the time were good because the Panthers have sucked forever right now. Right. I mean, Florida can't can't get a, a, a anybody any kind of good team except for the Heat, really. Yeah, like, yeah, we can't true. work out with anything other than basketball. So. Right. Because our dolphins have been terabad forever. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I'm going with Yeti. Thank I you. About it. Yeah. I did think about it a lot when I was listening to it at work. Right. And I was like, at first I was going with the bear because obviously he's more mobile. But if he touched you, it didn't say you had to touch, you know, the Yeti had to touch it with its fingers or do anything special. Mm-hmm. So skin to skin or fur to fur, it's going to touch you ever to attack you and you're, it's dead. Oh, yeah. As soon, as soon as he touches me, he's dead. Yeah. And even if he's not dead, turning inside out, he's going to be in so much yeah. pain that he'll And all he's you. doing is shooting me with dead fish. Exactly. So. Yeah, because it didn't say if there were live piranhas. Well, I mean, even well, I mean, you're shooting piranhas and they're not in water, so they're going to die as soon as they hit the air anyway. I told Dave, I said they're not thinking about anything else but getting back in water. What was Dave's vote? Um, 
I think he went, I think he went with me, but I I think he did. I hmm. I think he was going with me. He was trying to lean towards Frank, and then I just I shut that shit down. <laughs> you were like, no, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. a fun game though. I was it was at first I was confused. I was like, I don't understand, like what the point was but then i realized you had to actually describe the situation it, like because i thought at first you were just going to have those two sets of cards and it was like it would tell mm-hmm. you their power levels or whatever but right no like you just, had to come up with uh, an yeah. argument it's using your own imagination which uh when you give frank that uh option it's scary so you, your guys were funny because you were both like come on bitch basically that was your, <laughs> right that was your argument right when, when they, I don't like how we had it structured either. I wish it would have been thirty seconds, thirty seconds, and then you get a rebuttal for like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, for like maybe another thirty second rebuttal, and then and then you know what I mean. That's how I wish we would have done it. Yeah, like maybe thirty seconds each. Yeah, and, but then the second person already gets to rebut, so you should get you know to to go back one more time, and then each of you gets like two sets of talking. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the rules need to be a little bit more clear. And then Jake should get to do a Jerry Springer's final thoughts. Come in and sit down with his arms crossed on a little in his suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let me plug Jake here real quick. Jake's doing his uh, videos. Have you seen these? No. Yeah, He's, Jake. Well, yeah, he go. just followed me. Uh, we, we're we're friends on Facebook now, uh-huh. so you know we've hit a new level. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's doing his videos. He's got these videos that he's doing. Uh, he's opening, you know, like Loot Crate and um, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, he do, he's doing unboxing. Yeah, he's doing these boxing like Nerd Block, and uh, I'm gonna you do guys, it. Yeah, you guys had that one. I wanted to order it actually. The the one that was all the treats from Japan. Oh, uh, what was that called? I I mean, I have the name written down on a post-it that's yeah. in my bedroom right now somewhere. Yeah, it was like all these like uh, you know Asian candies and shit. It was amazing. Well, I uh, I there, we have locally here we have a, an amazing comic book shop. If you're ever in South Florida, you have to go to Tate's Comics. There's two locations, but the main one is is in um, I think it's Coral Springs. So it is a gigantic comic book shop. They've got all kinds of cool statues. They got you know all the basic stuff you have at comic shops. They also have full anime section a full section of Japanese candies and snacks and sodas they have like an art gallery it's an amazing place so um, I I eat a lot of that stuff anyway so I go there a lot I, I'm working uh, with some people on a web series there so I buy a lot of candy while I'm there because it's delicious that sounds like an amazing comic book store it, so- you can look it up it, Tate's Comics anybody who wants to look it up uh, uh, you can probably see a lot of videos inside there it is gigantic so you're telling me that there's things to do in Florida yeah I mean yeah. You know, whatever <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone thinks Florida's like because I live in South Florida too I live in Fort Lauderdale which is like you know it's it's in between Miami and I guess Orlando but really we're really close to Miami right and we're, right, we're one of the big beaches you know Fort Lauderdale beach spring break it blows here pretty much uh, once you live here, you're not going to go to the beach, and you're not going to do much. Unless- uh, yeah, move, move, move to where I live, and then you <laughs> tell me that Fort Lauderdale fucking sucks. It, you'll, well, you, no, you know, seriously, I give you one fucking week before you're hanging in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I can't take it. Decatur, Illinois fucking sucks. Fort Lauderdale's great for food. There's so much good food here. And there's some cool places like Tate's. There's a lot of cool nature stuff you can do here, but... I've lived here 32 years. I've never lived anywhere else, so yeah. I have a little bit of bias where I'm like, boring, I hate the beach. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking ocean again. The the yeah. big thing here is mostly like, you know, there's downtown Fort Lauderdale where a lot of people go out drinking, yeah. and then there's Fort Lauderdale Beach where people drink and go in the ocean, so right. it's a lot of that. And you see a lot of douchebags here. Hold up, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do they have fucking Red Lobster in Florida? Fuck yeah, dude. Why Cheddar Bay f- Biscuits all day. Cheddar Biscuits are the shit. They are the bomb, dude. I will fucking admit that. But, like, you could just, I mean... Dude, you can just fucking get, like, the best seafood down there. Some of the best seafood, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah, there's some great local spots. Like, yeah. It's like anywhere else. They have all the chains, which I don't understand why, if you're ever traveling, you go to a chain restaurant. Right. Go to a local place. Go to a mom right. and pop place, and right. you're going to get the best food. Right. There are some great seafood joints here. Yeah, uh, why go to a Red Lobster in Florida? That makes no sense. See, that's why I'm asking. It's like, why are those places even open? It just doesn't make sense. I, I don't get it either. People go to Applebee's, people go to Friday's, right. and we have all kinds of amazing food. You can make the cheddar biscuits at home. Red Lobster has the mix. You can buy it at the fucking store. Oh, yeah, so. they did that because someone was making uh, – someone had put a, a recipe online. I remember a long time ago yeah. that was not their you know official one, but it was exact. It tasted exactly the same. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of that. Like, I was asking that about something the other day. I forget now. But it was like, why would anyone go to Burger King, you know, in wherever or something like that? Like, you always wonder that. They make a lot of money, and it's just because of convenience, I guess. Right. It's not like you're going to order – you're going to go to Arby's in fucking Philadelphia and order the Philly cheesesteak. No, you're definitely not. Fuck no. You're, you're going to get a real Philly cheesesteak from, like, a vendor or from, like, a real restaurant there in Philly. You know, and and uh, Mexico's smart because Mexico they will not allow Taco Bell in Mexico. That is smart because Taco Bell is not Mexican at all. Exactly, <laughs> it's it's like Americanized. What I guess what Americans think Mexican food is. Yeah, we we like to make stuff up. Right. Yeah. Are these like are these really Mexican names? Like, is there a real? I don't know. Like Chalupa and uh, the no, Gordita. Uh, no, I don't think so. Go yeah. Ahead. Okay. South Florida, also, we have a huge uh, Latin influence because Cuba, you know, we have sure. a lot of Cuban refugees oh, yeah. here. Yeah. It's a big melting pot down here, so I know some Spanish. Gordita means fat woman, basically. Are you fucking shitting me? No, like, well, you would So basically, I'd say, I'd say, ah, 50% of our population has eaten a fat woman at this point, then. Yeah. And it's, so, fat, fat with a feminine affectation would be gorda. Uh huh. Gorda. But gordita would be like small fat woman type of thing. I get. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. You might get some emails about this, but that's when I was in Spanish class. With an A at the end mm-hmm. is a feminine version of a word, and with an O is a male version. So like, hermano, hermana is like brother or sister. And with you know a I mean? and with a TM and a circle around it at the end, that's like trademarked by Taco Bell. That's yes. like their food. You yeah. Taco Bell. You remember that shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dog, the little chihuahua. The little chihuahua with, like, yeah. the deepest voice ever. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah, that was before, like, uh, Antonio Banderas was the uh, the uh, Mexican bee. Yep. The Flones bee. Oh, my God. It's yeah. funny because I was going to ask you some stuff earlier just because I know you're in Illinois and yeah. you're in Florida. Like, it's such – there's so many different things that are specific to where you are. But if you live there, you think everyone has it. Like, right. Like, people in California think everybody has goddamn In-N-Out Burger, and we don't. Mm-hmm. So stop fucking posting pictures, because I want to eat it, goddamn it. Like, oh, yeah, we don't have In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, I think it's only West Coast. Yeah. 
but we didn't have Red Robin down here, and they used to play commercials for Red Robin on TV all the time. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. the hell? I want to eat that. I know. Red Robin. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, like, you'd never be able to eat that shit. And then, uh, yeah, we finally got them around here, and I finally got to eat at a Red Robin. And I got to eat the Royal, what do they call it, the Royal Robin? It's got the egg yeah. on it. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's like uh, breakfast and dinner have fucking in your mouth. It's amazing. Yeah. My buddy used to always get a chicken sandwich with an egg on it, and he'd call it a mo- the mama and the baby. Oh, <laughs> that's his thing. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Um, do you guys have Bob Evans? Well, well, oh, yeah. We got Bob Evans. Guys, we'll, we'll, we'll let you take control here. No, we're, <laughs> no, you're fine. You know what? Hey, guys, we're going to get the news here in a second. Right now, we're going to be talking about restaurant chains, okay? Right. If you don't like it. Yeah, we got Bob Evans. I fucking love Bob Evans. We don't have him in South Florida. Ah. Uh, yeah, uh, we don't have Zaxby's. Do you have Zaxby's? Uh-uh. No, we don't have those. If you're ever in Georgia or I think anywhere down like south, they got them. But we we only have them north of where I'm at. It's right. like central Florida and above. It's incredible. It's like Chick Fil A, but without all the hate of gay people. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I think Peoria finally got a Chick Fil A. I'm not sure, but like we don't have any where I where I currently live. Dude, Chick Fil A is awesome, but and they're not open on Sundays. Yeah, fuck them. I hate that shit. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? It makes me so mad. I'm like. It, I get it. If you're religious, whatever, but right. you, you need to love money too. Like money's yeah. good, right? And if you should just hire people, and if they want to work Sunday, you allow them to work Sunday. Don't you know? Like I, I don't know. It makes me so mad. Because uh, Sunday's when you want that shit always. You're always like, oh man, I'm gonna get Chick Fil A, and they're like, God, why the dude, fuck isn't Kurt Cameron doing Chick Fil A commercials? You think that good that would question. go hand in hand, right? God, him and his sister became crazy Christians. Oh, uh, oh what's her name? Candace. Uh, Candace. She she did too. Yeah, huh. that's why she. That's why she went out like she wasn't ever in anything. She was in a bunch of Christian movies. She was in that. Remember that Lifetime movie with her and fucking what's his name, Fred Savage? No, <laughs> where he kills her. He's like no. his boyfriend and he kills her. No, I never saw that one. Oh man, it's good. Wow. He's, Fred Savage is like the you know the high school football guy. He's like they always have these scenes of him working out on those like. Um, Bench press machines with the cables. Uh huh. He's like, oh, and he, and he keeps calling her, and she won't answer, and he gets real mad, and then he kills her. Whatever. Spoiler alert. Were Fred and Randy related? Randy said, watch them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like, Fred, Fred, there's Fred and Ben, and yeah. they were, like, the least savage human beings ever, if you, if you think about it. Yeah, they're both, like, so soft and yeah. friendly. Looking. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, you do have one of the most savage individuals ever created, which How was fun. Randy the Macho Man Savage. How come Macho Man and fucking Hulk Hogan sounded exactly the same? They did. They did a little bit, yeah. Like... I mean, Randy Savage was more like, ooh, yeah, like a little high pitch, and then you had like, oh yeah, brother. Yeah, like brother. Deeper. <laughs> yeah, brother. Was, oh, yeah, macho <laughs> man Randy Savage. Speaking and then, of wrestlers, uh-huh. I watched uh, Princess Bride last night. Oh, and, Andre. Uh, you know, Andre the Giant. I found out he was drunk the entire time. <laughs> like, really? He was, he was, you know, terminally ill at the time. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he was in a lot of pain. Right. But it's funny, if you watch it with that lens on your eyes, you can totally see him, like, just standing there, like, oh, what? Like, fucking Frank. He, he was <laughs> Frank on set. <laughs> Frank's our gentle giant. I love Frank, though, by the did, way. Hey, I, I'm really glad he's on the show. He's funny. Did you ever see Jason Segal when he was on Saturday Night Live and he did Andre the Giant ordering ice cream at a Baskin-Robbins? No, but I'm going to look that You've got to find that shit. It's fucking hilarious. I yeah. love Jason Siegel, by the way. Yeah, he's good. He's 
He's made a lot of bad movies right now. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, originally him, Seth, uh, Seth Rogen, and uh, Franco when they were on Freaks and Geeks, they were awesome. Yeah, that was a great show. And they've all, I mean, you know, because that was, um, man, now I'm blanking on his name, but uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, he, yeah. He created that. And you know, actually, Seth Rogen and uh, Jason Segel, both their writing debuts were on Freaks and Geeks because yeah. in season two, I think. It got no, it got axed after one season, okay, man. So the last, like the last couple episodes of the first season, uh, Apatow let them each write an episode or two, and, mm-hmm. and they got that's how they got a little bit of credit, so they could start writing movies. And then obviously, he produces a lot of their films. Yeah, which yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. That is a good movie. I love that movie, mostly for Jason Segel because he's so good. Yep. We're talking about Jason Siegel now. Hey, let's uh, let's jump into our first news segment. Yeah, I'm gonna let you take the the reins. I'm taking the reins. Welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. No, but it's good. Uh, yeah, uh, Aaron Claude Miller, first uh, first appearance on the show. Awesome, good shit. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No, thanks for being on the show. You saved it. You like you uh, saved Christmas. <laughs> we'll write a movie and it'll start fucking Kurt Cameron. Day. Didn't wasn't like that Kurt movie Cameron. Kurt Cameron Save Christmas that won all the Razzies at the at the yes. Oscars. Have you seen the trailer for that? Yo, it's horrible. I it, I couldn't imagine that being longer than the two minutes of the trailer. It was so fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. And they say a lot of it takes place in a car. Like, there's all those scenes in the trailer of him in the car. Most of the movie takes place in a static car. That's not moving. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I might just have to watch that if it ever comes on TV. Just, uh, you know, it might be so bad it's funny. That, I haven't, you know, I was telling you earlier, but before we record, I haven't drank, I haven't had alcohol in a long time. Mm-hmm. That might be the thing. I might be trying to watch that movie and be like, fuck it. It's done. Yeah. I gotta do it. Honestly, if you watch the movie, it might make you feel drunk. Yeah, yeah. So. I've, I've actually, in recent memory, said something. Watch, I was watching something and I was like, am I on drugs right now? Did, did somebody lay something? Because I'm losing my mind. Yeah, dude, movies like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and, like, uh, even that new one, uh, what is it, like, that Vice, that Vice movie with fucking uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Movies that are, like, fucked up oh, drug yeah, movies. Oh, yeah, Inherent Vices. Inherent Vice. It, it makes you feel like you're fucked up on something watching yeah. that kind of shit. Especially if you've ever done any of the stuff that mm-hmm. they're referencing. Oh, it, yeah. It, it can bring back some memories. Oh, yeah. Yep. I still see tracers to this day. Anyway. Yep. Um, all right. First news segment here. Uh, jump in. Well, first news segment with you. Uh, on every Kevin Smith podcast. Do you, do you listen to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts? I've not heard a single one. Uh, but I did hear him on the radio down here, actually, on Friday. Oh, Yeah. He was uh, doing local talk radio because uh, he had his evening with Kevin Smith at uh, the West Palm Improv, I think is actually next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, him, uh, he, he, he's, he does like four, five, six different podcasts. I can't keep up. I can't keep them all straight. He does six. He said it on the radio. Oh, wow. Wow. He does Hollywood Babylon that I know of, uh, Jane Silent Bob Get Old, Fat Man on Batman. Oh, I'm trying to think what else he does. Um, every once in a while he'll be on Why Bry. I don't know. I don't know. He does a uh, let me, I'll preface this whole news article by saying I love Kevin Smith. Yes. I, I, I've loved a lot of his work. I'm not, I don't love everything, and sometimes I think he makes bad decisions. But he's a, he's a, he's a good dude, and he deserves to be in Hollywood, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, on every one of his podcasts that I listen to, he's talked about, you know, uh, this next movie he's going to start, it's Clerks 3. And 
Then he's going to do this hockey movie he's been talking about forever. And Yoga then, Hosers, right? Yoga Hosers, he just rapped. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. That's not about hockey. That's about the two girls from yes. Tusk, actually. Yeah, it's the two girls from Tusk, which is uh, Harley, which is his daughter, and then the other girl is Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah, yeah. They they cameoed in that. I think they're playing those same characters, right? Yes, they are. And then Johnny Depp actually makes an appearance in that one. Jason Mewes is in that one, and then Ralph Garman plays opposite of Johnny Depp in a scene, from what I hear. So, hmm. uh, Then he's going to be doing, after the hockey movie... A movie, I forget the name of it, but he's referring to it as Jaws with a, mo- uh, with a Moose. Yes, that's another podcast movie, actually. Another idea that spun off from one of his podcasts. Mm. Well, moose, uh, moose are fucking evil animals. They're gigantic. Well, it's not like, I've never, okay, you go to, the, okay, check this out, dude. You go to the fucking circus and shit, they try to tame lions, right? You got a lion tamer. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a fucking moose tamer? No, because you can't tame a fucking moose. Yeah, they're they're literally like t- fucking humongous. They're like twelve hundred pounds, and yeah. they will destroy you. They will destroy you. It's like a fucking deer on crack, and they got those huge antlers. And there's nothing lovable about them. Even if I mean, you can watch Rocky and Bullwinkle all day, but in the real Christopher Nolan gritty life that we live in, fucking moose are fucking mean. It's true. They're they're like notoriously mean, and they'll ram people's cars. They will ram people's cars. I don't have them yeah. in Florida, but I bet you if a, if a moose could, I bet a moose would rape you. <laughs> you, know, you know what animal will rape you is a dolphin. Oh yeah, dolphins will rape humans. Yeah, if 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 you're menstruating and you mm-hmm. get in the water, they will try to rape you. Yes. So I, you know, I, I mostly avoid going swimming at the beach when I'm menstruating, obviously. But right. personally, that's just a personal thing because I'm afraid. I bet there's videos. I bet there's videos. There's got to be videos of this shit, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I saw one uh, recently. I mean, again, not- <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me say this. It was a woman who was swimming, and yeah. a dolphin basically just rolled up on her and, like, started trying to hump her. Wow. And she was laughing because, you know, she didn't understand that this dolphin is being vicious. You know, the Sharknado movies are really popular. Like, could could, could they do, like, a porno version? Like, do, like, a dolphin orgy? Oh, my God. I, if they did it with like dudes in shark co- or dolphin costumes, it might be pretty funny. Yeah. Actually. Oh, those dolphin costumes that uh, what about was it? No, it was shark costumes. Left shark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From Katy Perry. The Katy um, Perry. Yeah. Yeah, the dolphins are uh, they're really cute. They're they're evil too, like for real. Uh, I heard this uh, recently uh, that female dolphins are very promiscuous in the dolphin community because male dolphins will eat baby dolphins if they're not theirs because they want only their babies I guess to grow uh, up Wow! so they sleep with every dolphin so they don't know who's, who's is whose uh, uh, well they're, they're yeah that's actually kind of smart though I guess yeah man they're, they're smart they're smart creatures they that's are smart creatures we can't lock yeah. them up anymore but so moose are evil that's shit you don't see in Finding Nemo the movie you know what no. I mean because dolphins like, are so cute they're one of those things that's too cute to remember they're evil yeah and, well, there was a whole show called Flipper where none mm-hmm. of that shit was happening. You didn't see, like, you know. And what was that one with Flipper's uh, dad Brandis. trying to eat him? What? Jonathan Brandis? Sequest? Sequest. Yeah. Yeah, they were in that, too. Yep. Yeah. Maybe wow. they drove him. Maybe they drove him to it. They drove him to the <laughs> suicide. Yeah, he hung himself, didn't he? Yeah. Another one. He, I, I think it was uh, another person who just couldn't deal with the celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he was upset that he was in that movie Hearts War with Bruce Willis. 
mm-hmm. and they cut him from that movie. And oh. he thought that that was going to be his big comeback, and it devastated him. And he's like, shit, you know, I haven't done shit since Sequest and Ladybugs. So, Dude, yeah. sidekicks forever, by the way. Sidekicks, Chuck Norris? Yeah, that's where he did the classic thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. But so he's doing a Jaws with a Moose. Jaws with a Moose. And then he says after that he's making Mall Rats 2. So yeah. he said that he's, he's coming back with Jason Muse, Michael Rooker, Shannon Doherty, and Jason Lee. They're all coming back. They're going to be doing um, Mall Rats 2. Um, I think personally, I think they're a little too old for the mall. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I I will say this. I was to use your guys' rating system, it was a straight toss it when I first heard about it. Because Clerks 2 I was not a huge fan of. Me either. I thought if he had done it again on a small budget, like go back and just do it like he did the first time, you know, black and white, record it the same way. I mean, you have to evolve in some way, I understand that there is some of that, but at least begin that way. And I know he started in black and white yeah, with yeah. the store, but I would have liked a little more, and then maybe when they leave, like, say they quit the convenience store, then go into color and, and, and bring it into that full-time, and then end it back at the convenience store. I think that would have been a perfect way to do it. Right. But, so it was a straight toss it originally for me, but now that everyone's signed back on, like Shannon Doherty, who, we don't we don't see anything of her, I see her in commercials for, like, online college. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she has a something, I got my online degree at, like, Stanford University online. Right, right. I'm nice. like, mm. You've not done very well for yourself. Um, but seeing everybody come back, I would say it's like a low, low taste right now. Like I would, I, or maybe even like a, a freeze it, but not in Tupperware. Like it would just be like frozen, wrapped in paper towels right now. Yeah, they're saying even Stan Lee's going to come back and make an appearance in this thing. His, his was one of my favorite parts, like when, when, <laughs> when Brody's talking to him about uh, Superman having sex and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Does the, the thing have a, a rock dick? Did, did yeah. that, was that one of them? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. Mallrats is a my my favorite of his movies, of his early films. I think. Yeah, I, I love that movie. There's so many quotable lines. It's just a great film. I love I love Chasing Amy, but it's not like I need to see Chasing Amy too. No. Um, this I guess if you're gonna, I, I don't know. It just seems like Kevin's going back into the well, making Mallrats uh, too. The story behind why he's making it's really sweet. One of the guys that was on the production, uh, he passed away, and they had always talked about making Mallrats too. And Kevin was going to call it Die Hard in a Mall. And uh, this guy was like a big cheerleader for, you know, the sequel. He wanted to see it made. And the guy, unfortunately, passed away. And so Kevin not, never got to make the movie with him. And so that's why he's wanting to make it. And I think that's really sweet. But on That the, is cool. But on the flip side, it's like, I think all these characters are too old for the mall. Kevin did recently say that his daughter is going to be in the movie. So maybe it's going to be about their kids going to the mall. I don't know. Oh, that's such tricky territory, man. Yeah. When you start putting your kids in shit, it's it gets real hokey real fast. Oh yeah, after Earth. Think about look at episode one. If have you ever watched the Red Letter Media reviews of all the prequels? You know, you sent me some of those links. I haven't watched them all, so they are incredible. I I implore everyone if you're a fan of Star Wars to watch them. It's done with a character like the guy that makes them. He plays a character who's like this old. Uh, his old serial killer. So there's like all this interlude stuff where, you know, it's him with a girl that he's got tied up in his basement and she, he like forces her to watch episode two. So it's like a whole little story that's there. It's really funny. But he breaks those movies down so well. And one of the things he said about episode one is that 
Nobody wants to watch child actors. They're terrible. <laughs> but other than Haley Joel Osment and Dakota Fanning, those two are like incredible, you know, standouts. But like right. for the most part, no one wants to watch your kids. And he says that in the pre in episode one, a lot of those kids were uh, people that were in the you know like executive producers and all those people. They're kids. You can't cast your kids and stuff, man. I don't know. We got to see Yoga Hoser, see how it goes, I guess. But that's a dangerous path. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is a dangerous path. She she wants to be an actress and, you know, more power to her. Um but uh yeah, I guess I mean, and she was good for the limited time that she had in Tusk, but I mean, a whole movie revolving her and Johnny Depp's kid in uh Yoga Hosers. I I have to see it to believe it. So and, okay, I will say this. It's really cool of him as a dad. You know, just speaking in terms of as a father, great. I'm glad you support your kid and you're doing what you can to get them out there. But, you know, actually, uh, I was just thinking about Hollywood parents. Max Landis' dad is John Landis, obviously, and he fucking hates his dad. Yeah. yeah. Hates him. But, and his dad never helped him with anything, and, he, you know, he's, he's made his own way, so good for him. Yeah, what about, like, Angelina Jolie and uh, John Voight? I mean, they have a fucking rocky relationship. True, yeah, she she didn't, they didn't talk for a very long time. I think yeah. they, you know, I think they're men, they've mended their fences or whatever now, but... Right. It's a deep period there where she hated him. Yeah, but they're both Republicans, right? Who knows? Oh, I know, I know Voight is. He's a big-time yeah. Republican, and I think, I think Angelina Jolie, she's, she leans more to the, to the, um, right, so... Well, wealthy people normally do. Yeah, right? that's, that's sort of the thing. But I don't know. I, I, I actually, usually for me, I'm like, I'm over her. Been over her for a long time. She's a good actress, though. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm just. It's like when you start when people start getting into their shenanigans outside of stuff. I just ignore all of it at a certain point because I'd rather just watch your work. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's as far as her acting ability. I don't know. I, Tomb Raider aside, she was oh my God. she was really good in Girl Interrupted. I think she just needs to choose her roles a little bit more carefully. And it looks like looks like she's kind of stepping away from acting and getting more into directing. You know, and Broken just came out on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah, I heard, so. I heard good things actually. It's so. decent, man. I think I gave it a taste it or a high taste it. So. I, mean, I would love to just watch it with, you know, with the lens of a director on, like, just to see what I think of her job, you know, because there are some directors that prove that directing's a big deal. Yeah. And one of them is actually uh, M. Night Shyamalan, because mm-hmm. everything he does is garbage. Right. Um, I mean, The Sixth Sense is an incredible movie, and it's so sad because that's a great movie, and then for me personally, the rest are all terrible what about the, the what is it the lady in the water dude parts of that i absolutely loved you're right I actually there were a, and once i watched that movie uh and listened to his statements beforehand that it's more of like a fairy tale yeah like yeah that's actually the yeah. probably the, the only other movie of his that i liked because mm-hmm. signs was great until you find out the alien's Weakness is water. And like, <laughs> it was you do realize, like, we all sweat. I could yeah. hug you and you would die. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was the only, one of the only alien movies where, like, the alien was, like, you saw it in broad daylight and it freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. Like, when that totally alien, cool. like, walked through the cornfield and just stared at you for a split second, it scared the shit out of me. And it was in broad daylight. It wasn't like a, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a nighttime alien. Yeah, it yeah. was so good. He was yeah. doing so good. Wow. Yeah. Phoenix was great. Mel Gibson was great. The daughter was really good. I mean, all of that. Wasn't that Dakota Fanning? 
Was it? I think it, that was yeah, like, it was. Yeah, it was it Dakota was. Fanning when she was a little girl. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But then he had to do, he's obsessed with water. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. George Lucas is another one, man. He proves that directing is a big deal because the mm-hmm. prequels, he, he directed those actors and they were so flat. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the only performance he really got out of uh, anybody was uh, Ewan McGregor, and that's because he's a great actor to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you couldn't have cast a better Obi-Wan, you know, mm-hmm. young Obi-Wan. It was perfect. And I, I, I love Liam as Qui-Gon. Yeah, yeah. And, and Liam, Liam Neeson played a good Jedi because he was like a stoic, like yeah. unemotional, very detached Jedi, which was, you know, what you're supposed to be, I guess. I don't guess that's what you're Well, uh, he reminded me of, like, you know, he was a little looser, in my opinion, than Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was, like, fucking company man, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Qui-Gon Jinn was, like, he was ready to take on uh, Anakin as his Padawan to, to train him against, like, the council's judgment. He kind of reminded me of, like, you know, that hippie teacher that thought he was yeah. kind of cool, you know? Yeah, he smoked a little weed back in, you know, fucking college, and he thinks he's cool and can get down with the young kids and shit. But when it comes down to it, he's still kind of a, you know, weird guy, but... He's that art teacher that, like, you draw some tits for him, and he's like, far out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you a, a whatever. That's Qui-Gon Jinn. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm gonna... You know what? I am going to toss... Mall rats too. I think they're too old for the mall, and I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know what I want from Kevin Smith. I love this podcast. I'll keep listening to those, but uh, I don't need to see Mall Rats too personally. I'll say this: Red State was actually really good. I loved Red State. It was surprisingly good because mm-hmm. he didn't mix a, a lot of comedy, and it was very different from it. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and you know, growing up in church and stuff like that, mixing in the religion there, I thought it was really interesting. So. And I liked yeah. that it was, you know, the Westboro. It was like a very oh, nice yeah. take on them. Yeah, yeah. There were parts that were really scary, and uh, the ending was a total twist ending, but I loved it. I really liked it. See if you can uh, get a get a rating from Jake. I'd love to hear his fucking rating on this. On Red State? No, on, uh, on Mallrats 2. Oh, Mallrats 2. He's going to toss it. I can already tell you he's going to toss it. <laughs> of course he is. He tosses everything. He tosses everything. I love to hear his reasoning. Right. I'm just like, fuck Kevin Smith. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck podcasts. Even though he's on one. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next story here. Will we ever get that Bill and Ted 3 that I think I we've been talking about it here on Pop Culture Leftovers, I think, since like episode one or two of yeah. the podcast. Um, well, this is what uh, Alex Winter had to say about Bill and Ted 3 with Yahoo. We're really close. We're just about there. In, Harley- in Hollywood, that means we're either be shooting soon or it's never going to happen. We're trying to get the movie made. So how could we be sick of it? It's really been us driving the whole thing. Me and Keanu and the writers, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. So we're producing it and we're actively trying to get it made. We're not tired of it. But I, I, uh, but I think for our fans, we are eager to stop talking about and actually shoot the damn thing. So. Alex Winter really wanting to get this thing off the ground, and basically he's saying if we don't do it now, it's never going to happen. So it's yeah. not like they're going to make it in ten years. Like this has to either shit or get off the fucking pot. I, you know, I was really stoked when I started hearing this, the like little plot synopsis they were releasing about what they had written. It's a, I think it could be really good. Yeah. Because the, their idea, I think I heard it on your show actually mm-hmm. about how they wanted to do like 
what happens if you're destined to save the world or whatever and you don't and you haven't yet right you know like that's a really cool concept yep yeah I the only thing that would be weird for me is like how they would play those characters as adults cause do you think they go straight up like whoa man or you know like whatever still or no I, I think what the, I think what's gonna happen is like we're what I'm hoping that they do is they've kind of I, they might have kids they might have forgotten like who they are um, maybe the princesses you know finally divorced them after so many years they've forgotten who they are and maybe they're just like their parents now and yeah, that I'm, would be interesting yeah like maybe Ted is like threatening to send his kids to an Alaskan military camp just like he was yeah. or or, okay, let's say they're not those guys. Let's say that these guys are still Bill and Ted, and they're idiots, and just fun-loving idiots, I guess. Yeah. And let's say their kids are the ones that are serious. And so, like, th- like maybe Ted's son wants to go to an Alaskan military camp. Yeah, but that- he wants to escape his dad. Exactly. Like, oh. He wants that structure. You know? Yeah, that could be an interesting thing, and it could be a cool way to kick their asses into gear, you know? Mm -hmm. Show them, like, you guys are losers, and you've not done anything, and then maybe that gets them together. That'd be kind of cool. Right. It's kind of like the kids and the princesses versus them, you know? And, like, they haven't made anything out of their lives. Like, you know, like, uh, Bill... Uh, stays at home, does nothing. They just stay at home and play video games. They just hang out and they don't do anything around the house. And the princesses are sick of them. Like they're the ones working, making all the money, and you know it's like they're not raising the children. The children are actually raising Bill and Ted with the princesses yeah. or something like that. I think that could be interesting too. And it could be cool to do like what dudes like that from the late 80s are like now you know right. see what they're like what their lives would be like because those guys were straight up dumbasses right right <laughs> yeah but, you know, I, I honestly think that we're still going to see them just playing in the garage yeah. you know and like maybe maybe like you know they're still trying to wear the same clothes and shit and they just <laughs> look ridiculous <laughs> well and you know what's crazy too is to think about where they imagined the future to be mm-hmm. we're not there you know we're not all listening to like right like uh, power ballad metal music anymore and doing that weird guitar thing with our hand going around in a helicopter motion <laughs> right right i would wonder how they'd they'd rectify that how they'd lead us there well and then like how are we going to, how are they going to explain away rufus yeah i mean you're dealing with something that works in time travel and you know it's like they can't really bump into Rufus in these movies because George Carlin unfortunately passed away. So I heard rumors that uh, Louis C.K. was in talks to play uh, Rufus's son. That would be that, that's brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. it would be incredible because he's got the perfect personality for it. Absolutely, and he's the closest thing to like our generation, like not our generation, but like the the up and coming you know George Carlin that we have now. So yeah, yeah. Well, I hope. I hope against hope it gets made. I'm, I'm a huge Bill and Ted fan, and I think it would be a lot of fun to see mm-hmm. them again. I agree. You know, like, um, I would love to see it, too, because not, unlike Ghostbusters 3, like a traditional Ghostbusters 3 with, like, the remaining cast members, not every one of those 
cast members like want to be in this and and have their heart in it. So like Bill Murray doesn't want to do it. So I don't even want to see that movie. But as far as like Bill and Ted, it sounds like you know Keanu wants to do it. Alex Winter wants to do it. You know the writers, Chris and yeah, the uh, original writers. Yeah, they want to do it. I, so I want to see it happen. So I think it would be great. I, I do. It, I'm a hundred percent with you because you know everybody's in. There's no Bill Murray hanging about that doesn't want to do it. You know, right. obviously, obviously, Harold Ramis died. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. issues with that. Right. You know, the sad being George Carlin being dead, but he wasn't something that's like irreplaceable. He he. Oh, the only thing, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's it's the the only part of the story that's kind of loose with him not being in it is the fact that this it does deal with time travel so much. Yeah, yeah, he's. He's still like would have been their mentor. You would think he'd be here now because he came from here now. You well, know, and came from very near future. Yeah, and they can jump through time and see him at any time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So and that would be tough. And okay. And the other thing I want to know about is the phone booths. There, there, there aren't any phone booths anymore. Yeah. Uh, are they going to be using cell phones to transport themselves? I mean, I don't know. How are they going to be? I don't know what they're going to be using to. How great would it be if they had to do it in a porta potty? <laughs> it's like the closest thing they have. Right now. Oh, and they pick up Genghis Khan again, and he takes a huge shit in it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Genghis Khan! Oh yeah, my I'm gosh! I'm a huge fan of those movies, man. So uh, I really hope they get them done. Yeah. Oh and man. Especially because Keanu's been—he's been—he's awesome. I love Keanu Reeves. I do too. Did you see John Wick? Yeah, I fucking. I actually saw it because you guys rated it so highly. Yeah. And saw it. It was so good. So amazing, and I love that the catalyst for that film was you know the dog dying. Like it, it's such a small, it, it's a big deal, you know, yeah. everyone's life. But it's a small thing for a hitman. But he was like, "Nope, here we go. I'm doing this shit big, and yep. just dominates the world." Oh, it's so That's good, a great movie. dude! I think I'm gonna go rent that shit tonight, man. It was so good, <laughs> and I, I think they're in talks to do a sequel. They are. They are. Um, I want to see him go up against uh, like uh, like a uh, somebody a rival that would be able to yeah. rival him. You know what I mean? I'd love to see maybe the owner of that hotel, like the big like maybe there's some there's some fallout from his fighting in the hotel, the the Hitman Hotel. Mm. That'd oh, be kind of cool. No, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That would be cool, but I love him. I want him to have access to the hotel. That's true because yeah, I love a cool. Uh, it's yes. Interesting. Like an interesting place for him to be able to have as like a tool. Exactly. Like once he's there, like you know, you no no assassins are supposed to go after one another. It's kind of like a kind of like a safe haven, and you know when you're within the hotel, and I, I kind of like that. I loved that they brought that girl out and just fucking murked her ass <laughs> in the middle of that pavilion or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Adrian Palicki. Yes. Yeah. And she was up. Actually, she was cast as Wonder Woman in that TV show. Yes, right? she was. She was great. Uh, honestly, I was very surprised at uh, how competent she was in the in the action scenes. It's unfortunate that she got. I mean, she's she's had some bad roles. I mean, you know that Wonder Woman pilot that never took off. Um, and I think she would have been a great cinematic Wonder Woman, to be quite honest yeah. with you. Um, she's my favorite part of the Shield TV show, dude. She's as Mockingbird. She's like the best part of the show, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I hear rave reviews about that. I like. We talked before, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I I got through episode four of Agents, and actually, it's funny because when you were originally we were talking about it, you had gotten to the same episode as me, and we're like, I can't do it. Yep. Yeah. So like, I think you were on two or, or, or four somewhere near there. Yeah. And you were like, it's just I can't. It, I, it was a very slow build, but I, I have to yeah. Go back. I had to force myself to watch season one, and then 
season two kicked off a little bit better, and I'm loving it just for Adrian Palicki. She's amazing. Um, I am excited uh, to hear in season two that they're doing the the um, the Terrigen Mist and all that stuff because that's mm-hmm. going to tie in heavily to to the cinematic universe. Yeah, it's crazy though because um, they introduced it so early, and I mean they pushed the Inhumans movie back another year because of the whole Sony Spider Man deal. So yeah, it's like they're introducing so. Inhumans in Shield, and we haven't even gotten an Inhumans movie until like I think it's like three years away now, dude. Yeah, it's like 2018 now. Yeah, right? it was 2017. Now it's 2018. So I really do. I, I'm excited about that, but I, I'm with you there. It's like, whoops, you may have uh, blew a little early. <laughs> a little, a little early. Yeah, but I think they wanted to make Sky's character a little bit more interesting. Because she was, in my opinion, I, you know, I know there's a lot of people that like her on the show, but I think she was a little boring, and I think they had to make her a little bit more interesting and turn her into Quake. As And then also, like, the double agent that they had. I forget what his yeah, name Ward, was. Right? Yeah, Ward. He wasn't interesting until he turned evil. He yeah, was, they made, I think, a classic TV mistake of having to have a relationship and it had to be like Ward and yes. Scott. You know, you could, it, yeah. I'm sick of that. I, I like when, you know, there can just be a, a story. You don't have to have this will they, won't they. That will they, won't they stuff kills me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think, yeah, if you do that in uh, in movies all the time, that's what I loved about Pacific Rim is like, you know, the Charlie Hunnam and the, uh, the, the female lead in that, they didn't become romantically involved. Yeah, like there were there was hints of it, but they didn't have to like be like, oh, in the end they kiss, you know? right? Exactly. In the end, they did an awesome thing and fucking saved the world. Good, you know. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, uh, even in even in Karate Kid Part Three, <laughs> Karate Kid Part Three. I mean, the first two Karate Kid movies, man, there was a romance, and then by the time Karate Kid Part Three rolls around, you know, he's he's not trying to get with that chick in that movie. They learned yes. from they learned from the other two movies that yeah you don't need to do it in every film yeah Ralph Macchio movie I'm bringing that up and then they did Hilary Swank and uh, she I think had uh, some sort of love interest right uh, yeah Matt Damon herself she looks <laughs> just like Matt Damon That's it's, true. It's, it's, isn't it <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny right. Oh my gosh! Matt Damon was in fucking New Karate Kid. No, it'd be funny if Matt Damon like ever played like uh, a love interest of hers in a movie because it would be like her falling in love with her like male version of herself. That's true. They have. She has a very strong jaw. Oh yeah, yeah, she does. No, well, that's why she was a boxer in uh, Million Dollar Baby. Oh yeah, yeah, great movie. Uh huh. Um, so wait, where were we? We were talking. About we were talking about Bill and Ted, man. Oh yeah, okay, great movies. Yeah, okay. You being a film major, did you ever see? Uh, um, did you see American Sniper? Yes, I. Honestly, it's really funny. I just saw it at my. I bet you hated it, didn't you? There was. Okay. Was it was it a step back in directing from Clint Eastwood? Yes, for sure. It, it was. It was a little bit, wasn't it? Now that I think about it, I, I loved the movie when I saw it, but it was a little step back in directing for him. I'll say this. Bradley Cooper was fucking incredible in it. Yeah. I mean, he is a phenomenal actor. I think he is underutilized. I mean, they're they're really, like, he's in a lot of those Richard Kelly... Oh, is that his name? Da- no, David Kelly movies, like uh, American Hustle. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Playbook. Oh, yeah. Those are great films, and, yeah. and he is stellar. He was top-notch in that movie. I, I was like, wow, he plays, you know, PTSD, like, top-notch. 
there was some horrible writing in that movie. There was some horrible directing. And it was it was one of those things like Aaron Taylor Johnson's character in fucking Godzilla where you're like, there is no way that all this shit happens to one dude. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy about Chris Kyle. I, I don't like to talk ill of, uh, you know, any of our veterans, so sure. I won't say much. I just know that he may have had to embellish some things and because he had to write a book. You know, he was writing a book. He had to tie things together a little better. But, like, if you watch that movie, every one of his friends right before they die is with him. <laughs> They're like, hey, man, I'll be right back, and then they die. And you're like, why does everyone talk to him right before they die? Right. Because he, he needs it to drive him, you know? Like, it's a whole thing. Right. And there's a baby doll in that movie that, that is the fakest thing ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I never brought that up in the podcast, but I did notice it when I watched the movie. Oh, my God. They, they That baby is so a fake. Baby doll. Oh, my God. It's so fake. <laughs> like, its arms are straight out. Its arms are akimbo, pointing yeah. straight out the whole time he's holding it. Yeah, the only thing that's missing is, like, the string you can pull on the fucking back of it. You know what yeah, I mean? They should have hung that over his arm. <laughs> Just, like, on his sleeve. It's ridiculous. And you pull this, mama. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't hate the movie, though. There were some issues with it, but, I mean, you know, it, it needed to be what it was. Like, they... People get mad when they do, like, based on a true story, yeah. and then it's too Hollywood. But that's... People expect that. You you don't go into a movie and watch real life. The, one of the movies I hated the most in the past ten years was 500 Days of Summer. Because it was too real. It was a goddamn breakup, and they stayed broken up. And you're like, I don't want to feel sad. Why do I go to movies to fucking watch people beat breakups? I, I had these in my life. Yes, know? but at the end, there's hope, man. You know what I it's mean? True. That was too cheesy, he, but that's when, he, that's when he meets Minka Kelly. At yeah, the very end Autumn, of the movie. Which I wanted to cry. What's that? He needs Autumn, which is the lamest name, you know, because Summer and then oh, yeah. Autumn. But <laughs> yeah. That movie was actually written really well. It was shot really well, directed really well. But I just, I don't know. There was that part when he finds out, like, two weeks after they're broken up, she's getting married. I was like, fuck this movie. Fuck her. Fuck him. Oh, yeah. It makes you it makes you really hate fucking Zoe Deschanel in that movie. Like, yeah. you hate everything about her. But uh, I actually watched that movie after a breakup, and it, it kind of helped me, you know. I, there's two movies I watched after a breakup. Swingers is one, and then 500 Days of Summer is the second. Swingers so, is so good. I love Swingers. And you know what? 500 Days of Summer was a great movie in a lot of ways. It just There's some problems for me. But one another one that killed me the most was The Breakup with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. Vince Vaughn, because that's fun. another one where you're like, wait, wait, wait. We just watched two fucking hours of these assholes, like... Hating each other, then wanting to be back together, and then they just don't. Right. Yeah. Just, Fuck you. Yeah. Well, the best part of 500 Days of Summer, though, is when Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks in that car window and he sees himself as Han Solo. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Marvel News. Time yes. now. Yeah. Marvel, <laughs> Marvel News. Marvel news. <laughs> there you go. You know I love that fucking. I know drop. you love that drop. You know what's great about that audio drop is part of that song sounds ex- oh not exactly but it sounds a lot like the X Men the animated series theme song. Oh okay. The part when it goes you know it sounds a lot like it actually does yeah. Now that yeah. I think about it, that's I thought that's why you picked it. But I just love the the fucking humongous build up and then 
Marvel News. Yeah, we talked about X-Men animated uh, TV shows getting a comic book. That's crazy. Yeah, it? that's going to be really cool. I you think. know, Bill and Ted just got a comic book. It just came out like a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, it... it happens like right after uh, Bogus Journey. I'll have to pick it up. I'll yeah. definitely read that. Yeah, I'm going to get it. I'll probably get it in trade, all collected, yeah. you know. <clears throat> I mostly wait for trades, and you guys got me stuck on goddamn Saga. Oh, my God, isn't it so good? Yeah, it's so good. Fucking Saga. Holy shit. I heard you guys talking about it for, like, three episodes, and I was like, fuck it, I got to do this. And yeah. I bought it, and it, I was not disappointed. The art is amazing. It's just so It's anyway. fucking epic. I don't think it could never be made into a movie, ever. No. There's no movie that could do this justice. If it was, it would be amazing. But the, it would be too hard. Yeah, but there's no way that, like, a movie like that... Like, okay, if they made Saga into a fucking movie... They'd have to leave out so much, so much, yeah. so many things like giant troll balls and shit. You're not gonna yes. see that. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's great. Um, speaking of uh, X Men comic, I'm sure you're gonna talk about this, but if not, I'll before we get done with news, I'll talk about one thing from that. That's that just happened this week. Yeah. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, no, talk about what you're gonna talk about. Well, I didn't know if you had heard uh, the Jubilee casting. Oh, uh, apocalypse! No, I didn't even have that in my notes, but yeah, Jubilee. Uh, let me. I'll, I'll find the name of the actress. But yeah, because you know she was obviously a huge part of the the animated series, and she's now been cast uh, for X Men Apocalypse, yeah. which is great because they had a glimpse of her in X Men Two, I believe. Right. Yeah, but they're, um, they're not. They're they're totally not opposed to recasting characters now. We're finding that out. I mean. Uh, fucking Cudmore is not coming back as Colossus. <laughs> I know you guys are doing backflips, probably doing that NASCAR yeah. backflip. And they they recast Nightcrawler. They got that young kid playing Nightcrawler. So oh yeah, they recast uh, Colossus, Jean Grey, and Storm. Yeah, and um, you know what, man? I'm I'm pretty stoked for. I was honestly uh, X Men: Days of Future Past broke me as a, a movie watcher. Really? Because I went into that thinking, this is going to be garbage. Oh, okay, yeah. I was, like, so prepared to hate it, it blew my goddamn mind. Didn't it? It was my favorite comic book movie last year. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's that and Guardians are, like, tied. Uh, uh, well, for me last year, it was uh, Days of Future Past, Captain America, then Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so. Captain Winter Soldier was great. Yeah. So, okay, I got the name. Uh, it's Lana Condor, I believe is, is how you pronounce it. Oh, my God, her last name, a Condor? Like a, yeah, a fucking yeah. bird? And this was actually Instagrammed, it looks, oh, no, tweeted by uh, Brian Singer uh, that he'd like to welcome our newest mutant, Jubilation Lee, hashtag Jubilee, at Laura Condor to X-Men wow. Apocalypse. So. Wow. And she's uh, she's young, you know, she's, a, she's young enough. Hopefully they make her wear the rain slicker and the gloves. Absolutely. I, I hope Singer's, like, he's learned that you can do that now. I mean, that's yeah. what people want. I mean, you don't have to do the black leather costumes, man. And then make a comment that is so annoying. Like, oh, what did you expect? Yellow spandex? Right. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> like, there was um, that deleted scene in Wolf, uh, what was it? Uh, Wolverine. The Wolverine, where he's in the plane and he opens up the briefcase and it's got that suit in there, man. Dude, I want to see Jackman in that fucking suit before he exits. Yeah, I think they're going to. I think the next solo Wolverine film, I hope, I would hope they would take that deleted scene and make it, like, put it somewhere. Put it in the trailer or something. And then that way we can see him in his actual Wolverine costume. Right. But hopefully, because Brian Singer's setting this in the 80s, 
I think that raincoat, like the the bright colors, will will make sense. It'll work because yeah. that was a time of neon and hyper color. So yeah, I mean, well, look at look at uh, Quicksilver's outfit before we saw it in the film and how ridiculous we thought it looked. Yeah, I I was like I said. And actually, you guys uh, turned me on to that damn Hardee's conversion. Yeah. With him. Oh. Yeah, he, he's eating that fucking breakfast sandwich. And, oh, man. But the when we saw the film, it was brilliant. It was yeah, so it, brilliant. It, that, that's why it broke me. Not only was the movie amazing, the best part of that movie was fucking Quicksilver. And yeah. I was instantly seeing his costume. I was like, oh, I hate him. I hate him so much. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it was all Matthew Vaughn? Probably. You, you think so? Brian Singer's not my favorite director. Though he did, didn't he do uh, The Usual Suspect? Yeah, he did. Oh my god, it's so good. It's a great movie. And then, like, he did, like, he did Superman Returns, and there was, like, the, my favorite scene in that one is the, um, where he catches the plane in the baseball field. Yeah. That was great, but everything else I wasn't a huge fan of. I, I actually liked that movie quite a bit, but I'd have to go back and watch it. It's one of those things where, like, yeah. it might be just rose tinted glasses, because. I love Brandon Roth looking so much like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Reeve, Reeve, you know. And there was some cool stuff in there, but there is some cheeseball stuff in that movie. Like, Super Baby is too crazy. Oh, God, yes, yes. And just them just wanting audiences to know that this is like, this is not, Superman 3 and Superman 4 didn't happen, but Superman 1 and 2 did. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was bizarre, but... uh, yeah, I love I love Brandon Routh. I thought he was great in the role. It's just it's unfortunate that uh and the movie, I mean, it did well in the box office. It just didn't do what they wanted it to do. So, yeah, I think yeah. it did over 600 600 oh man, 600 million something like that. So, it's crazy that that's that's not enough anymore. You know, like almost a yeah. billion dollars is is not enough. But it did cost a lot of money to make movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you gotten to see this young lady yet? I just saw the the character uh, Cody Smith McPhee, who's Nightcrawler now. And yeah, he, he looked. He, I think he's going to pull it off. Oh yeah, you just casting. you can just slap some blue paint on that kid now, and he looks like Nightcrawler, right? Yeah, I feel like I've seen him in something too. I, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to look it up later. But oh, there is actually other DC news we'll have to talk about later. Sorry. No, you're I just, fine. I just saw a picture and I remembered. Uh, that there, one thing just came out. Um, what about? I mean, we were just talking about you know uh, the Wolverine movie, but uh, did you see the Instagram that uh, Hugh Jackman sent out? It had no. the picture of his fists out, and then one hand did not have claws unsheathed, and the other one did, and it said one last time. So he's talking about Wolverine three. So I guess he's still counting origins as a film. But uh, he's saying one last time. So it sounds like he's saying he is going to be Wolverine one last time. It's going to be the uh, Wolverine, Wolverine, uh, what is it? The Wolverine, I guess they'll call it whatever, Wolverine something or other. Yeah, it'll probably have a Wolverine yeah. colon something. Yeah, um, and uh, that'll be the final film. So it sounds like he's not even going to, he's not, I guess he's not officially signed on for Apocalypse, and it sounds like he might not even be in the film now. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I mean, if they're going to recast him, that's probably the time to do it. I, I don't know, he's so good, though. But Apocalypse will come out before the final Wolverine movie. So maybe he's referencing one more solo film? One more solo film. Yep. Because that, that, that is a go. Um, that was the... Who's the director on that one? 
I can't remember. Oh, it's the same guy that did the Wolverine. Uh, yeah. Hold on, I'll, I'll find the name. Yeah, I um, but I just looked at the Instagram. It's a it's a funny little picture. It's just his hands, like just his two fists. Yeah, and yeah. One has the big claws sticking out. Right. Uh, James Mangold. James Mangold. And I wasn't. I don't know uh, what your thoughts were on that last Wolverine movie. I, I, of course, I thought it was. I don't know. Uh, it was. I gave it a toss. It. Um, but, yeah, um, it was not good. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I, I felt like it was clunky. Um, you know, yeah. You had some of it was gritty and grounded, but then you had like the weird element of like Viper, and then you had like the Super Shredder suit. Yeah, the Silver Samurai. Yeah, was, I was so yeah, about that. yeah, yeah. So um, I'm really worried about James Mangold being at the helm of this next film. His um, his movies, like his directing past, is insanely hit or miss. Like he did uh, Girl Interrupted. He did Kane Leopold with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. And then he did Walk the Line, which is a great movie. Uh, 310 to Yuma, also great. Oh, I love that movie. And then he did Night and Day with Cameron Diaz and uh, Tom Cruise. And wow. then Wolverine. So it's like very, like, hit or miss. Very hit or miss. I mean, yeah, uh, 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line, Girl Interrupted. Good movies. Really good movies. And then Night and Day. Night Oof. and Day, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's a that's a cool little Instagram. I I, I love the the era where of social media though. Like that these, it sucks that a lot of times they're like limited on what they can say. But it's fun when when they get to announce these things. You know, like like getting to see that little Instagram picture from Hugh Jackman instead of like a studio uh, putting out a press release or something is really cool. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like. Uh, out with the old, in with the new, with everybody because Jennifer Lawrence, you know who yep. plays Mystique, she was asked by MTV News if X-Men Apocalypse, which is the final movie in her contract with the franchise, they asked her, is that going to be your last film? And she said, it is my last one, actually, yes. So Yeah, she's she's a she's such a good actress. It makes me sad, because she's so good. Yeah, but I mean, do we need her in there as Mystique? Or does it actually hurt the movies that they've got to give this character so much screen time because it is Jennifer Lawrence. And like, that's a lot of budget, too. You gotta yeah. think. A lot of that budget is eaten up by her. And yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, I don't think... It, it's not gonna hurt her or the movies, I think. It might benefit It might benefit the film. It's the mm-hmm. films themselves to have a little bit more screen time for other people. And obviously she's a goddamn superstar, so it's not gonna hurt her in any way. Right. Yeah. I, honestly, she's so, she's so goddamn cool. I don't know if you ever watch any of like, her interviews with people and stuff. She is so... Awesome. I have. She's really, she's funny, and uh, when she was on SNL, she was hilarious. She just seems to be so down to earth, and I yeah. think there needs to be more of that injected into Hollywood. Yep, 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 and uh, yeah, man, I I don't know, I was going to say something about those nude photos that got released, I don't know. I won't lie, I saw them. My ex-girlfriend <laughs> actually sent them to me. She, was, she That's why I know all this stuff about, you know, how cool she is in interviews, because my ex-girlfriend was obsessed with her. Like, right. She, she watched an interview and then was like, She's so cool. I'm in love with her, and like became obsessed. And then she sent me the nude pictures, and I was like, "Why? What? Why are you sending me this?" And then she was like, "Delete him. I feel bad." Like, you know, she came out and said it was, you know, a sex crime and all this stuff. So it was sad. That's yeah, whole, it couldn't have happened to a, a a nicer person. I think that's what makes me sad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those. I don't know, man. It's one of those things where uh, how did they get it? it? Was like did somebody like hack into her phone and shit? Yeah, like, they, the, they the cloud had, uh, or something. Her? 
they hacked Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who actually coincidentally was originally cast to be Wonder Woman. In the remember when DC was doing their Justice League film? Yes, probably yeah, like a while ago. They had yeah. all it was during the Dark Knight series. They were talking about yeah, it. they were going to have um, what's his face uh, played the Lone Ranger. Army Hammer was going to be Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was um, so Mary Elizabeth Winstead was who was cast for Wonder Woman. Yeah, she got hacked too. Oh wow. And, one other person, I, I forget who, but it was, you know, during that whole time, that was, like, the big thing. They all got their phones hacked into. Right. And then there was, of course, the whole, la- you know, backlash of people like, oh, if you don't want your phones out, don't take them. It's like, man, I don't know if you can really say that. Like, just taking a picture of yourself doesn't mean that anyone should be able to take it from you. you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. You can't just be like, because you're a celebrity, you can't take pictures of yourself in the privacy of your own home. And, you know... Who she took them for? That's the saddest part. Is um, Beast? She used to date the character, uh, the guy. I forget his name. Nicholas Holt. Played. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. And they lived. You know, he lives in uh, England, and she lives here. So I guess they were separated. So she sent them to him as like, you know, here's some nude photos for for us to be spicy. I guess you know. <laughs> right. Right. I wonder and, if he was taking. What's it? Like, we didn't get to see his fucking photos <laughs> that he sent her. You know what I mean? It's not like I want to see Beast dick pics, but I'm just saying, like, you know, nobody cares about seeing, like, nudies from Nicholas Holt. Of course they want the, they want the Jennifer Lawrence, the J-Law shit. That's, it's sad, but yeah. it would be great if he did come out and he had blue pubes. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, like a Smurf dick. Yeah. It's almost got, like, micro penis or something. With a little cloth cap on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so, that, I, you know, there, there is, so I think you know I think I think the movies will be fine without Jennifer Lawrence. She's a great actress. I think she's fantastic, and she did a great job as Mystique. But you're right. I don't think we need her as Mystique. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's like I don't think we need. I mean, Hugh Jackman's great as Wolverine, but I don't think they need him per se. Like I think he's getting old now. Like, he's getting older, and I think they can cast someone. And I hope if they do, there's someone stockier than him, a little shorter, a little more bulky. Yeah, yeah. Um. For years, like growing up, like when I was a kid, everybody was saying, like uh, back in the '90s, if we could cast like um, um, Wolverine, everybody was saying Glenn Danzig because he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he was like you know jacked and shit, and uh, like Tidy. yeah, he's like five three, five four, which is the size of uh, the height of Wolverine in in the comics. I so. think he got. Did you ever see the video of Danzig getting knocked out in one? Yes, time? yes, <laughs> that video is amazing. Because he's such an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's my God. known in the music community to be a dick. Like, he's just rude to other band members. And that's why that guy knocked on. That was a dude from a hardcore band. I, I, I don't want to mis- misspeak here. But he's from some older hardcore band. And, and Danzig was trying to talk shit to him. And the guy was like, okay. And just fucking. Oh, he laid him out, dude. I watched, I watched like, a remix where, like, they kept showing him getting knocked out. <laughs> Those are the best. Where yeah. they just keep falling. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and then they should have just played Mother in the background, you know. Mother, Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Because <laughs> I'm going to fall on them. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, you man. know what? I, I just remember, the, I remember those days when you know, it was right when the X-Men animated series was out. Everyone was like, make a movie. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. You know, there was all these rumors because there was no internet then. So we were all just making shit up because we were kids. Yeah. Um, I always wanted Clint Eastwood as as an older Logan just because of his voice. Oh, uh, that's what we okay. Domesticated Dave, when we were fucking kids talking about this shit, I told him when we were a kid, I was like, "Holy shit! If I could have any Wolverine, it would be a younger Clint Eastwood." 
Yeah, and, yeah, it, it was sad because he was a little older yeah. back then. But and that's what I think. That's what we got. I mean, honestly, if you look at Hugh Jackman, he kind of looks like like Clint Eastwood in a way when he was younger. You know what? You're fucking right. He has like the square yeah. eyes. He's got a nice square jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, has, yeah, he definitely has it. Just not the voice. Yeah. Yeah, but he, you know what? Uh, in his to his credit, he did a great job, especially for someone who came in not knowing anything about Wolverine. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I remember him in an interview. He said the only thing I know about the X Men is that there was a band here in Australia that called themselves the X Men, and that was the extent <laughs> of his knowledge. And so. I guarantee you, nerds were raging so hard. Oh yeah, but um, who? Oh fuck, I can't remember the name of the actor that was supposed to be Wolverine, but he couldn't do it because his time. Uh, his schedule conflicted, and he had to do a Mission Impossible movie. He had to do, like, Mission Impossible 2 or 3 or something. Hmm. Can't remember the name of the actor. And, I mean, if you look at this actor, it's like, he's he's not that good. I'm going to find you. Uh, I'm going to find it for you, so give me a second. I will. Uh, Dodge Bullets. I have an article here. Dodge Bullets. Uh, 14 actors who were almost superheroes. Let's see. Tom Cruise was originally cast as Iron or was in talks for yes. Iron Man. So is Charlie Sheen. Oof. Yeah. I think, I mean, there could have been a better than Robert Downey Jr. No, absolutely not. Oh, my God. Bill Murray as Batman. Yes. And Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to find it here. Let's see. Uh, oh, do you know who was going to be Wolverine back in the day? Who? What's What's the guy from uh, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Bob Hoskins? Really? I'm pretty sure they, Bob Hoskins was going to be Wolverine at one time. Oh, my God. There was going to be an Edward Furlong Spider-Man movie or Leo DiCaprio. Jesus. Oh, God. I can't. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, is it Doug Ray Scott? Doug, yes, that's him. That's him. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. He looks insane. Yeah, Doug Ray Scott. Yep. Yeah, and, dude, you can do a uh, Bob Hoskins Wolverine Google search. And the first thing is Bob Hoskin was X-Men writer's first choice for Wolverine. Wow. Well, yep. I'm going to look. He died uh, recently, right? Yeah, yeah. You know who, uh, uh, this is a nerd porn thing, but you know who we, we made a, we had a whole thing about fucking Danny DeVito as Wolverine because he <laughs> looks like, he looks like a midget version of Wolverine. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing is I watch Comic Book Men and he was rumored to be Wolverine at one time, like on a short list of wow, well, yeah. Of, well, uh, we we call him the Wolverito. The Wolverito, that's awesome. We had an, an artist actually who listens to the show did a little uh, animated thing, just a little GIF of uh, or GIF of Wolverine uh, as Wolverito, and it's him changing back and forth between his wife beater and jeans and Wolverine costume. It's pretty funny. You know what's sad? Him and uh, what's her face? They finally divorced. Carla from Cheers. Rhea Perlman. Yeah, Rhea Perlman. They finally di- they like divorced. Like, I, I always used to think as a kid, like, they couldn't have married anyone else. They're both tiny. Yeah, like, yeah they're <laughs> perfect for each other. They're just perfect. He's really funny, man. Danny Vito's the shit. And you know what? If you, I think he's another one like Bill Murray. If you give, if you give Danny DeVito 50 grand, he'll do anything. He'll do whatever you ask him to do. He'll do a, a, whatever shoot it is. I think you get like one day, but it's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, Danny DeVito's hilarious. And uh, do you watch It's Always Sunny? Yeah, I don't. I haven't caught up all the way, but I love that show. Yeah, I'm a huge. Have fan. you ever seen their their uh, Lethal Weapon Five? Yes, it's yes. so good. Yes, it's brilliant. They change characters during the, like they change the uh-huh. cast. Around. It's so good. Uh huh. Oh if you're listening, God. you haven't seen it. Look it up. You can YouTube it. It's amazing. They're great. Um, let's see here. Hey, what do you think about Channing Tatum as Gambit? I like it. 
Yeah. I love Channing Tatum. He's grown on me because of 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, which mm-hmm. are incredible. They are. And he's a good actor. I mean, you know, we know he can do action. G.I. Joe wasn't great, but he the action was fine. Well, I mean, they kind of cast him before they knew what they really had with him. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that they killed him in the second movie. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, they got to be kicking themselves for that shit. And, you know, he is a fan of the character, so hopefully that, that helps, you know, in, in the translation. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I, I'll be interested to see it. I just... I do hope that he's enough to kind of keep the momentum for Fox going with their X-Men universe because, you know, they do need somebody to replace uh, uh, Hugh Jackman when he leaves, you know? Yeah, and, and Tatum is young enough that he can he can do, you know, he can be like a Tony Stark type of yeah. length of, because, I mean, you know, Downey Jr. has been doing this for 12 years now. Yeah, who would have thought that fucking uh, Iron Man would be the face of the franchise for fucking Marvel? Seriously? Yeah. I mean, people don't realize it right now because he's so big, but when Iron Man came out, nobody gave a single fuck about Iron Man. Exactly. I mean, I didn't, I was like, Iron Man? When it, when the, when the movie was coming out, I was like, oh my gosh. I love Robert Downey Jr. I think it's great casting, but I'm not a huge fan of the character. I still don't read the, the Iron Man comics. I've read, you know, a few here and there. I've tried to jump onto the Iron Man comics, but they're just not that good in my opinion. It's true. <clears throat> He's a better movie character than mm-hmm. he is a comic character. Yeah, absolutely. And Especially like, with Downey Jr. playing him. Yeah, it's like, how do you, like, how, how does fucking Iron Man, you know, compete against the Incredible Hulk, you know, which is like, yeah. in comics, because it's like one of the coolest characters ever, even though those comics aren't like some of the best, except for like the Peter David run and shit, but, um. But yeah, I mean, if you think about Hulk too, like, I, that's what I was thinking, when they're showing the Hulkbuster armor, I'm like, there is no armor you could make. That the Hulk could not rip in half. Right, right. He is infinitely, like, it's known that he has no limit to his strength. Yeah. He just has to get mad. And the more mad he gets, the stronger he gets. So exactly. He could be mad forever. <laughs> right, exactly. You, you literally have to knock him out with the first blow. You have to confuse him. That's that's what uh, Spider-Man figured out. I think that's the weakness. Now, I don't know so much, because I think now it's like we have Professor Hulk, and he's, like, smart enough, right? Isn't he permanently Hulk or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, that that that's another comic I never could really follow too too much, but I love the Hulk. Yeah, Hulk's a great character. Um, I don't know, man. It's like you'd think that some of these other characters would be a lot more interesting than freaking uh, Tony Stark, and it's just amazing what Marvel's been able to do with that character. They've kind of Marvel's been surprising because of the characters they did have to work with for the cinematic universe. They've really done well because Captain America's. I mean, he's, he's awesome, don't get me wrong, but he's a little weird, like a weird movie to make. You know, you have to go World War Two times, and then he freezes, and then you got to wake him up, and then he's here, and he thinks he's, you know, he's still in that kind of mindset. So it's not, he's not really a very identifiable character. Right. Stark wasn't anyone anyone knew. You know, Hawkeye's not a... I know you guys like that Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. I'm, I've never really read anything of him. Because um, it's, so, it's so street level, and it's funny, and the art is great, and it's it's a, it's a really great book. Um, there's a whole epi- like the the first issue. He you know like rescues this dog, and, and he feeds it pizza. And like the dog gets the nickname Pizza Dog. And there's a whole <laughs> there's actually a whole issue. It's a silent issue with Pizza Dog, and it's Pizza Dog's entire issue. And That's awesome. It's just a fun book, and you really get to know the character. And when you're in the movies, you don't really get to meet who Clint Barton really is. It, yeah. They made him, 
they made him like an, an agent. Like I know that Clint Barton's like a, like he's actually funny. He has like he's witty. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's more of a street level dude. He's not a government agent. Well, I mean, it's it's like how how do you have a guy that's got a bow that has a bow and arrows? How does how can he compete against you know a demigod, a you know a huge monster? Uh, a, a man in a robotic suit that can fly around, and then a super soldier. It's like yeah. he's always going to take the back seat. But I think Black Widow's shown that you, you know, you, you can be an interesting character. Well, I was just going to say they. I think they wasted, and not wasted, because Scarlett Johansson's awesome. You know, she does a great job. Right. But I think they could have spread that out a little bit. They really show how scary it is for her in Winter Soldier, and in actually in um, in Avengers. The scene where her and Hulk are, when Hulk's after her, like, you can see how over her head she's in, you know? Yes. They really portray that really well with her, whereas with Hawkeye, they were just like, "Mm, you're a zombie now, let's just have him, like you said, just run. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, in the trailers. And, like, I I think Extra had, like, a... um extra like the the tv show they had like mm-hmm. a whole segment on you know hawkeye having a bigger role in avengers age of ultron and all this stuff and i i'm just like i'll believe it when i fucking see it i hope so because jeremy Renner's a decent actor yeah I, I i mean we'll have to see what he can do but i don't know arrow I, I i told you i've been watching that and it that you can do a lot with a guy with a bow but it's more of a street level thing like you said you know like it, it would really work better if he was like just a dude who guards a certain part, you know, like his part of the city or whatever it is. You know well, what I mean? it'd be amazing as like a uh, a Netflix series like the Fraction Run, where it's like, what does this guy do when he's not working with the Avengers? Yeah, yeah, and I I know his he had a, a Hawkeye as a character in the comics had a lot of really dramatic shit go on because wasn't maybe I'm mixing Green Arrow, but wasn't didn't he have a sidekick that became a heroin addict and then died? Um, I may not have read that. Um, it might. Well, I think. I think it is Hawkeye. Anyways, mm-hmm. and, he, and then he marries another hero, right? Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, back when he was in the purple costume. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think. Well, uh, either way, Renner. I. Th- I hope they give him a bigger role. I mean, I know you guys are bummed that uh, they're doing a longer movie this time but i'm super excited because i love obviously i love movies and the longer the better when i'm stuck in when i'm in the theater and i'm sucked in there as long as it's good yeah like lord of the rings i can watch those movies forever I, I, fellowship's a little rough but um you know if, it, if they've got good stuff on screen i'm i'm good yeah I, I, i'm thinking that you know i'm thinking avengers age of ultron at least is going to be a taste it i think i, I gotta start it there i think it'll at least yeah, be a yeah. taste it um and then you know it'll go up from there I, I would imagine i can't see this movie being a toss that i might toss certain things about it but we'll see you know i'm gonna be subjective i'll give it my honest rating when it does come out but yeah and i think the trail that last tv spot was great it I was great. Really great job um, I'm not sold on Aaron Terrell Johnson. I'm sorry. I, I, I loved him in Kick-Ass, but he has not been doing great after that. No, he has not been. <laughs> and, you know, I loved Godzilla, but once I sat back and really thought about it, it, it was more of like a low-tasted, honestly. Yeah. Because what I loved about it was Godzilla, and that was it. And we got, like, maybe yeah, ten minutes, minutes of him? Eight yeah. minutes? Yeah, something ridiculous. But that, I mean, that last second there when he fucking does his awesome move was great. But. Oh, God, when he ripped the fucking jaw open exactly, and yeah. just breathed that fucking uh, sonic breath down. Oh, it was amazing. 
It was amazing. But yeah, I, we'll see. I, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm with you here. I'm gonna start out like keep expectations low. Yeah. That's why Guardians, I mean, blew my mind because I went in being like, eh, it looks like it'll be fun, and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. It was a great movie. Um, did you hear that they cast? Uh, they they've cast Captain Marvel, but they're not going to release who it was. Yeah, I'm really upset about that. It's not but. true, though. They said that the rumor, that now the rumor is that they have not cast Captain Marvel. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah. The, the, but they're also saying that they're looking for a female director for the film, so kind of going the Wonder Woman route, looking for a female director. And I guess the person at the top of their list is Angelina Jolie, who we talked about earlier. Really? I really would love to see Emily Blunt. I would love her. I think she is a fantastic actress. Well, no, they're talking about Angelina Jolie directing it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and you know what? I could see it. Yeah, I she mean... She could bring a good name to, you know, she brings some power to it in that way. Exactly. It, 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 I mean, it's a that'd be a power relationship for another, a good relationship for Marvel to kind of have, you know, Angelina Jolie in their hip pocket, too. Okay, you know what I mean? They make a lot of great decisions in terms of directors. Mm-hmm. And, I've learned to trust them because James Gunn was fantastic. The Russo brothers, who you know, they hadn't really done anything. Mm-hmm. Like a blue Winter Soldier blew me out of the water too. Absolutely, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like uh, with Angelina Jolie. I, I think this could be another case where, like, she's a better director than she's an actor. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but yeah, Emily Blunt's a great choice. Um, I mean, Katie Sackhoff's the other one everyone wants, right? Yeah, she's the one that everybody wants. I think she's like. She the, was- the she was good in that Power Rangers movie. She was really good in that. Um, so the thing is, I mean, if they do get do get her, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they were worried about um, um, Robert Downey Jr. being a little bit older when they got him for Iron Man. So Katie Sackhoff, I think she she's she's she, in her forties, right? Yeah, I think so. Late thirties, early forties, at least. Yeah, so. that that I mean, it's tough. It's it's really tough because they do have to think of the future. They have to kind of future proof their movies now because mm-hmm. they realize what they've got. Like they got Robert Downey Jr. They're like, yeah, Iron Man might hit. We'll see. And then it blew the fuck up, and he became the face of their company. So it's yeah. Luckily, he stays young looking forever. He's one of those people that gets better looking with age. He's very Clooney esque in that way. Can you imagine being the casting director that has to find the next replacement for fucking Robert Downey Jr. as Iron I Man? Would- no, I would shit my pants. <laughs> it would be one of those things where I'd be like, oh, I, I quit, guys. I quit. Yeah. Yeah. Because how do you do it? There's no way to catch lightning in a bottle like that. Right. I'd be, you know, pimping my resume out to other companies. Cause exactly. You know? I'd be like, DC, what, what do you guys got? What do you guys need? I, I could probably hook you up. <laughs> you guys cast anybody as anybody. Fucking Jesse yeah. Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. Fuck it. Ray, that's, that's Ray Fisher is cyborg? Sure, I never heard of a guy, but why not? Fuck it. That's that's the news I was going to say. Did you see the picture, the first official image of Jesse Eisenberg? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like... Uh, I'm not going to say it. It looks like a grape. <laughs> it looks like a grape? <laughs> yeah. His head is very round. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know. He, that, he, he looked like Mr. Clean with an eating disorder for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Bulimic oh, Mr. Clean. <laughs> Anorexic Mr. Clean. I don't know. Yeah, I guess he looks okay. I he's not what I would think of as Lex Luthor, though. So again, because uh, Age of Ult- or, I mean, uh, Age of Future Past broke me, I'm way less harsh on this stuff. So I, I'm tossing the the picture, but I'm gonna still say I'm freezing all of DC stuff. They haven't really started ramping up yet. Yeah, you know, we haven't seen anything other than Man of Steel. So I would really like to wait and see. Yeah, uh, what do you think about Batman v Superman? Are you excited? 
I am. I I think it's a an important film either way. Yeah. Either even if it sucks, because seeing Batman and Superman on screen together is a pivotal moment in film. I think. Yeah. I just don't want like every other character to kind of take away from that iconic moment that we've all been waiting our entire lives for. I mean, seventy six years these characters have been around, and they've never been in a movie together. It's crazy to think about that. It really is. And, I mean, it's not like it's impossible because, like, Warner Brothers owns both characters. It's not like, you know, Marvel, who doesn't have the rights to the X-Men and Fantastic Four, and they just can't do it. They just they just can't do it. Warner Brothers has had the ability to put these two in a movie any time. They just haven't. Yeah. yeah, and they've had, I mean, they've had both. And it, took, it, it honestly took Marvel to do their Avengers before fucking... Warner Brothers finally said, we're going to pull the trigger on this, this whole universe. Yeah, and I think, you know, part of me is glad they haven't, because, you know, what if it happened during the Schumacher fucking (laughs) Batman (laughs) days, we could have had the lamest shit, or when uh, when, uh, Burton was doing Nicolas Cage, imagine if, ugh. Yeah, mullet Superman. Oh my god. You know? It could have um, been. It could have been horrible. But I, 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 yeah, and then like I don't even think that it would have worked with like uh, you know Michael Keaton and Christopher Reeve. I would have loved yeah, to seen it. True. I'd love to be in. Uh, I'd love to be in like uh, some alternate universe where that shit fucking happened. You know, Definitely. I'd love to watch that movie. But like after Superman two, you know, Superman three and four took such a huge fucking nosedive. To definitely in terms yeah, of quality. In terms of quality, absolutely. So, oh, hey, let's, let's, you know what, let's talk about something a little bit more positive, at least what I think is positive. Um, what do you think about Ryan Reynolds? Is that, we, we finally got to see him in the Deadpool suit this week. It is perfect. I think it's an, a great costume. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is Deadpool, and thank God, because that last Deadpool appearance was terrible. <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. Where he had, like, just black marks over his eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no mouth. No mouth. Something. It was, like, a sewn shut or some shit, right? Yeah. No, it was not sewn shut. It was, like, he, he, yeah, he literally had no mouth, right? Yeah, because they hated that he was cocky. Right. Oh, he talked too much. Well, it was his father I, that did it to him, right? Was it, is it something it, like that? No. I don't even remember. No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the other X-Men film where the father, like, uh, with Angel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, where yeah. He made him take it. And, right. But yeah, no, I think it looks great, and it was it was perfect, like perfectly written. It was very funny, you know, like the the caption for it. It was great. Yeah, uh, it was like uh, paying homage to that Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says know. no no bears were harmed in the <laughs> making of this photo. It looks oh man, and they're just having a lot of fun with like the viral photos and and you know Ryan Reynolds, you know, with the, his Instagram and his tweets and stuff. This is I th- I'm really looking forward to fucking Deadpool. Yeah, hopefully second time's a charm and third time's a charm for Ryan Reynolds as a Marvel character. Yeah, yeah, because it like, uh, didn't work out for uh, for uh, Deadpool, um, you know, and Blade. Blade. Yeah, I mean, and he was then, good in Blade Trinity. I mean, you know, he wasn't, he's not, that's the worst part is the Green Lantern movie was so bad, but he's a he's a good actor. I don't think he would have been a good Hal Jordan, but he makes a perfect Deadpool, you know, like, he, he's witty, he's got comedic chops, and he's buff. You know, he can he can pull it off. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to this movie. So I, I got a Tupperware the suit. I thought it looked uh, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to say Tupperware as well. It was, it was perfect. 
You know, uh, let's see here. Um, Badass Digest, they reported that the Russo brothers, you know, the directors of the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, they've closed the deal to direct the Infinity Wars films, parts one and two. So for that. Yeah, I am too, but it looks like, you know, Joss Whedon's stepping away from these movies, uh, and the Russo brothers, they're stepping in, and they're doing the big event films now that Joss Whedon himself set up. I mean, Joss Whedon was the one that threw that fucking Thanos scene at the end of that uh, Avengers movie that every that blew every, you know, comic bo- uh, book fan's mind, you yeah, know? he definitely... He set it he's, up. He's the architect for all yeah. this. I think he's laid everything out. And all those directors have had a chance, I think, to really work together. It seems like um, I've heard comments from them, you know, that they all talk. They all get together and they all throw. I think it's Paul Feige that's really, you know, kind of now. Kevin Feige. Kevin Uh, Feige. Feige. Paul Feige is the the Ghostbusters bridesmaids director. They all have the same name. Yeah, that's true. I know. Yeah. But, yeah, Kevin Feige, uh, he's... He seems to have been who they all talk to as well. Like, he's yes, very yes. big into picking if they're allowed to do what they want to do. But I think Joss Whedon really set up the world. Yeah, he, he did set it up. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, you know, I think his relationship with Marvel's strained. I think it's, I think it's really, it, it's really, uh, I'm taking its toll on him. He just wants yeah. to step away from this. Like, I wonder if he'd ever come back, you know, given a break. I think he just wants a break and to do to do something a little bit more personal. So. I think so. I think he's made comments that these movies take up pretty much his whole life. Yeah. You know, so it's really tough. He can't do personal projects. And, you know, he's he's a writer, director. He's, you know, he's constantly doing stuff. So I think I, I would love to see him take a break, let, you know, let some people do some movies, and then come back and maybe close out one of the sagas and then maybe, like, do the last one with... Um, Robert Downey Jr. or something like that, you know, like mm-hmm. have like a send off for both. Yeah, come back for like Secret Wars or something. Yeah, that'd be Definitely. amazing. Maybe especially to close out his Thanos stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that would so be we'll great. Um, th- th- and uh, there are no writers attached yet, uh, but the rumor is that uh, Marvel's trying to get Captain America scribes Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely to write it. Um, well, they, I mean, they, they. Winter Soldier was great, so if they can keep that going, I'm happy. Yeah, I just, I, I like them having more horses in the stable, though. It feels like they're losing That's a big true. one with Joss Whedon. That's true. Uh, I, don't want that, I don't want them to stretch, you know, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely and the Russo brothers too thin, because if, if the Russo brothers, if they get the, if they do get that Ghostbusters gig with Sony, then they're going to be working nonstop for the next four to five years. I mean, they have you know Civil War coming up, and then then um, then they do. Uh, I think they do the Sony Ghostbusters movie then, and then they got a two back to back Infinity War films. Yeah, so. they'd have to shoot them at the same time, obviously. But then yeah. that's that's insane too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'm with you there. I'm definitely with you as well. You've said this in the past, but I'm definitely looking forward to Civil War more than Avengers 2 right now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's looking so good. It's yeah. shaping up so awesome. And I don't know, with Spider-Man, I'm really stoked about that. Yeah, uh, that's the next thing I want to talk about because we're going to let's talk about that now. Um, okay. Badass Digest, they 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 came out with this rumor this past week that Marvel is secretly meeting with young actors to play the part of Peter Parker. That's right, not Miles Morales. There was some, yeah. you know, there was some speculation. You heard about that too? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, Especially that, because they're bringing Miles to the Avengers. Right, exactly. Uh, Miles Morales joining the 616 in the comics. Um, here's what Badass I just had to say. If Spider-Man is going to turn up in Captain America Civil War, Marvel needs to cast him ASAP. The movie shoots in two weeks. Even if the part is basically a cameo, which I suspect it is, they're going to want to have their player in place and with a multi-film ironclad contract. Um, I had heard from this, from solid sources that Marvel was looking at some 16 and 17 year old actors. Now a new untested source has chimed in to say that Matthias Ward, a child actor from Showtime's Weeds, auditioned for the role. It was so super secret that they held the audition at a house, not any sort of office. Wow. Yeah. But word leaks out as it always will. Does this mean Ward will get the role? I don't know, and, and I'm not really familiar with this kid's work, but if it's true, it does show that Marvel is indeed casting young. They don't want a Peter Parker, and, and look at Ward. He, he would be Peter Parker, not Mariah, Miles Morales, um, turning 35 as they begin production on his third film. Like I said, this is a new source, but the information backs up other stuff I've been told by other sources I know well. So... Yeah, it looks like they're, uh, you know, if this rumor is true from Badass Digest, um, they're, they're looking to cast Young, 16, 17. They're not going like, you know, with Tobey Maguire age, you know, somebody in their late 20s, Andrew Garfield, late 20s. They're going really young. They want the, they want the actor to grow into the part. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know? Well, I mean, I think it makes sense. Yeah. You know, they're trying to reboot a new universe again, so might as well start young and, I mean, hopefully they skip the, you know, we all we all want them to skip Uncle Ben and Great Power, Great Responsibility. We know it, right? We've right. There. We've already done it twice in the last decade, basically. No, they didn't do uh, with Great Power comes Great Responsibility yeah, in the Amazing Spider-Man. Apparently, you know, they wanted to focus more on the parents, and that wasn't important. So anyway, that was really dumb, though. I was really upset about that actually, and I'm mm-hmm. not one of those people. I mean. It depends on the the. You're not like a, a purist, like you yeah. know. You, you're you're fine with. Are you fine with shows like Gotham that stray away from like the source material and shit? I'm actually loving Gotham yeah. because I'm accepting it as alternate universe. Yeah, it's an yeah, Elseworld not, story. So yeah. yeah, and it's awesome. I'm really liking that show. It's me too. definitely grown on me. Um, and Fish Mooney grew on me, which was surprising because I hated her. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I think they kind of have to to go young, and and it'll bring some youth to the the films right now which are all people in their 30s to 50s right now you know it's like all adults basically so it'd right. be fun to have like a younger kid especially a powered one jumping around with the avengers and just fucking shitting on them basically yeah and a young kid that's like having fun with his powers and stuff you know yes. um it, it, but the only thing i'm worried about is like spider-man for me in the comic books is the funniest character in the comic books of course it depends on like who's writing him but dan slot the way dan slot writes him i laugh i i hardly ever laugh at comics but i actually laugh when i'm reading a spider-man comic at some of the yeah things he's that, he's witty he's fun yeah he's, 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds, I want them to cast somebody who's funny. Definitely. Funny. You know what I mean? And I, it's sad to say, but Joss Whedon would have probably been a great writer to have for, for a Spider-Man. Yeah, if they could have gotten him. real good right. at that. Well, I mean, they are getting Drew Goddard, which... Yeah, it's true, and he's yeah, great. Yeah, so... He, he's you know been working with, with uh, Whedon forever, actually. He's worked on almost all his TV shows and yeah. as a writer, so... How I loved Cabin in the Woods too. You know, I still have not seen Cabin in the Woods. 
definitely watch it with an open mind and go in knowing that it's a, a, a mix on the genre, like it's a spin on it, you know? I've I've heard it's I've heard it's really good. But um, I'll say I will taste the I'll taste this news. I mean, I think that we all knew they were gonna go young. There was a rumor for a minute that they were going to do a post credit scene in Avengers 2 and Spider-Man was going to show up and it was going to be motherfucking Tobey Maguire. Are you serious? Yeah, there was a rumor going around. I heard this actually at Tate's Comics. I was talking to one of the employees and he's like, have you heard this? Oh my God, I'm so excited. And I looked it up and it's like, it's nothing on any verified sites. It's just people, I think, wishing, but... yeah. Yeah, that's I don't, I would not want to see that. No, I, I'm not a huge yeah. Tobey Maguire fan at all. Actually, I want to see a young Spider Man. No, I I I'd like him. I I guess I prefer I prefer parts of him over Garfield. And then yes, and then I you know the parts that I did like of Garfield were like when he was joking around. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, Tobey Maguire has the look of a Peter Parker, yeah. but they never wrote him as witty enough. He had a couple of quips here and there, but Spider-Man is constantly shitting on people while he's fighting them, like, yeah. constantly. Sometimes when I just think about Peter, you know, when I think about Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker, I just think about, you know, his teary-eyed Yes, yeah, you know, picture you know, that one. Right. <laughs> That's all I think about, and I blame fucking memes, so... Um, but yeah, man, uh, young Peter Parker, dude, I, I'd love to see it. I just want them to get somebody, a young 16, 17 year old that's talented enough to be funny and be able to go fucking toe to toe, uh, in the wit department against Paul Rudd and fucking Robert Downey Jr. And Chris Pratt, you know? We got Paul Rudd coming in and Chris Pratt also hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough, but I think it all is going to help because we need more humor injected into these movies. Yeah. Because see, I do want, I do want a young Peter Parker to get one over on Robert Downey Jr. I do. Yeah, especially because Peter Parker's so smart. Yes. You know, yes. he's as smart, if not smarter, than some of these people like Reed Richards. I know Reed Richards is definitely smarter, but, you know, he's yeah. up there. He's one oh, of yeah. the smartest people. Oh, yeah. He's he's, he's he's a brilliant mind. Marvel's big on really smart characters. We got Bruce Banner, you know, Tony mm-hmm. Stark, Reed Richards, fucking Charles Xavier. They're all super, super smart. Yeah, they are. They are very super smart. And that's the thing. And maybe that's the good thing that they can't incorporate them all into the universe because, yeah, you'd have too many. uh, It'd be like a uh, brain dick measuring contest every fucking movie, you know, with Henry McCoy and Reed Richards and Bruce Banner. Just like talking science to each other. Exactly. I just want one villain. Shit, even Black Panther is fucking brilliant. It's true. I just want one villain to be like, shove it up your ass, pencil neck. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Tell him where to go. Exactly. Get out of here, Point Dexter. Yeah, fuck you, Point Dexter. Just brute force kicking the ass, you know. Well, that's why I guess like that's why I guess they have the Punisher. So yeah, that's true. All right, you. Uh, I think that's it for Marvel news. If you want to, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with Star Wars news. All right, perfect. All right, hey. Now we're officially back. We're recording now. We've been talking probably for twenty minutes, right, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we were recording shit, were we? We're just warming our, you know, we're just warming up our vocal cords. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It was on purpose. Uh, we were doing Star Wars news. We were talking about the uh, Cinelinks. Just talking about Star Wars. It might be coming to TV before that. We were talking about something else. Oh my god! I can't believe we didn't fucking record shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can go through it quick. Uh, we talked about the novelization of a Clone Wars uh, book, right? <laughs> we we did. We talked about it in great detail. Oh my god! You um, read the whole synopsis. And yeah, it was yeah, yeah. It was really good. You know what? Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm just gonna I'll burn through this bitch. Uh, if you were a big fan of Star Wars: The Clone Wars TV show, then you're gonna want to hear about this. 
because I already talked about it, and you wouldn't have heard about it. Because <laughs> I forgot. wanted to hear about it. Right. Now you want to hear about it more. Now you're going to want to hear about it more, because I, I, I did not... I talked about it and didn't hit record. That's ridiculous, dude. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> and the best is that you did your countdown and everything. <laughs> you know what would have been horrible is like that whole hour and 50 minutes that we recorded previously. What if I didn't record that shit? Well, yeah, we'd have been here till 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you would have been like, dude, I'm out. See? <laughs> fuck this. You just threw me from my desk. And I'm like, God damn it, I broke my iMac. Um, but anyway, Random House is set to release Star Wars Dark Disciple on July 7th. The book takes place during the Clone Wars and is based on eight unproduced screenplays about Quinlan Voss and Ventress. Uh, here's a detailed description of the book. Uh, the only way to bring down the dark side's most dangerous warrior may be for the Jedi and the Sith to join forces. So yeah, they heard that right, uh, Aaron. Uh, the Jedi and the Sith are gonna join forces in this book. They, uh, this has gotta be the first time they've ever done this in a fucking, uh, book or in the Star Wars universe. And it's to fight what seems to be another Sith. Yeah, uh, in the war for control, let me read this. In the war for control of the galaxy between the armies of the dark side and the Republic, former master, former Jedi master turned ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku has grown ever more brutal in his tactics. Despite the powers of the Jedi and the military prowess of their clone army, the sheer number of fatalities is taking a terrible toll. And when Dooku orders the massacre of a flotilla of helpless refugees, the Jedi Council feels it has no choice but to take drastic action, targeting the man responsible for so many war atrocities, Count Dooku himself. But the ever-elusive Dooku is dangerous prey for even the most skilled hunter. So the Council makes the bold decision to bring both sides of the Force's power to bear pairing brash Jedi Knight Quinlan Voss with infamous one-time Sith acolyte Ventress. So... Though Jedi distrust for the cunning uh, for the cunning killer who once served at Dooku's side uh, still runs deep. I can't read Ventress's, <laughs> Ventress's hatred for her former master runs deeper. So even though the Jedi don't trust, you know Ventress, um, but uh, Ventress, I, I, I'm, I'm an idiot. I can't even speak right now. I've already said this once before. <laughs> now I can't, I can't well, even say it again. What's weird too is like. They're making Dooku out to be really powerful, and, I mean, he, he got taken out like a bitch in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even, like, that hard of a fight. Yeah. I know that Anakin's, you know, supposedly a badass. I I mean, not supposedly. He's, like, a super badass, but they made it. He, he just fucking cut his head off. It's like, just send someone in. Just send Anakin in. Or this is probably when he was a little kid, right? Well, yeah. Um, let me... Oh, yeah, when would this take place? It has to be before, I mean, obviously it has to be before he's an adult, because... It's during, it's during the Clone Wars, right? Yeah, I guess so, which means he has to be... Yeah, this book takes place during the Clone Wars. Well, spoiler alert, we know that they fail in their mission then, because Dooku is definitely alive when Anakin fights him. Yeah, exactly, so I don't know how interesting this book is going to be, aside from the relationship between Quinlan Voss and the Ventress working together... Yeah, I think that's obviously going to be the exciting part. Right. And it is weird that they've never really tackled the idea that someone could just have both sides of the Force in them and maybe be, like, cool and still, you know, be able to use Force lightning and fucking, you know, have some of those dark side abilities. That would be an interesting thing, too, is someone with both. Yeah, this is kind of like a... I don't know, this is kind of like the Suicide Squad version of Star Wars. Actually, yeah, it, it is, a little bit. 
Like, we, you know, uh, in order to do some good, we need a little bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they, they do say she's ex, you know, an uh, ex-Sith or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Is there a t-shirt that says, once a Sith, always a Sith? I don't think there is. I think I just made that up. But, I mean, it's, you got to wonder, like, you know... It, you know, she's been, she'd been a Sith at one time, so it's like, you gotta wonder, like, could she be drawn back into that, uh, into that well, dark? She, and if she still has access to her Sith abilities or her dark side abilities, she's still technically a Sith. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess it's just one time Sith apprentice. Now she's just like a nomad. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds, I mean, you know, we talked about this before, but it sounds, it sounds cool to, to have that team up, you know, that, that idea of like light and dark teaming up together. I just wish it was a different villain than Dooku. He sucks. Yeah, if it was a di- because we already know the outcome. If it was if it was a completely different villain that they had to take on, but see, the only way for it to work in the story is Ventress's hate of Dooku. So that's how yeah. they had to work it. So that makes sense, but it kind of takes away from like the suspense of like, oh, are they really going to get to kill him? They'll probably beat him because he is in a weird spot in that at that point in uh, I think is, is that in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith that he does I think it's Attack of the Clones where he fights Dooku right uh, Anakin yeah they fight him twice okay they fight him twice I think it's Obi Wan isn't it Obi Wan and Anakin fight him in uh, Attack of the Clones and then in the final one that's where Anakin like cuts off his arms and shit and then cuts his head off. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, so uh, he's in a weird spot there, so maybe it's in between those two films. You know, maybe it's in between Clone Wars and, or uh, Attack of the Clones and, you know, Revenge of the Sith. So maybe that's where he's, like, a little, his power level, not his level of power, but maybe his influence is down a little bit. Maybe they fuck up his, you know, some of his bigger military things going on. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's hard to say. And I don't remember that. Maybe I'm not remembering that, uh, that battle. I think. Is it, I know Anakin goes up against him in uh, Attack of the Clones because he loses his hand. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's when he kills him, I think, because he throws. Well, no, because no, that's in the third one. Yeah, that's in the third one because the Emperor is like, uh, get him or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I just always the fucking that, those movies are so bad. Do but it, uh, do it, Anakin. <laughs> the dark side is. Close to powers, many would find. Right. Natural. But, um... He needs something... He needs, like, a lozenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the the thing about him is, like, he's very clearly evil all the time. There's, like, no hiding it. I don't know how everyone's like, oh, make him emperor. Definitely... No, he's definitely gonna be the emperor, right? I mean, let's... I don't know, put him in there. He's he's not evil. He's awesome. He wants uh, good for everybody. Right. He's like... He looks like a goddamn monster in the end. Yeah, and every time he gets angry, his voice just changes drastically. Yeah. That's a little um, scary. The worst part of those, uh, my, my, my most hated part of the prequels was Yoda picking up a lightsaber and fighting. I know that a lot of people love that, but it kills me. Really? I more as like a sage guy. Like, he, they talk about it in those Red Letter Media reviews, too, that for him to have a lightsaber, it would be size appropriate, and then that would mean that there are probably... Other, we've seen other species of aliens that are gigantic. So then, if there were Jedi or Force sensitive members of those races, their lightsabers would be twelve feet tall, and then his would be a toothpick, and it would be stupid. 
Yeah, how could he go up against that? Like, if there's a Rancor yeah. that is also Force-sensitive, he'd be fucked. Yeah, but he sa- he also says, you know, uh, judge me by my size, you know? You know, size doesn't matter. And, you know, he was the one who, like, lifted the... Uh, I guess it's different, I guess. Taking on a Rancor with a lightsaber is a lot different than pulling a fucking X-Wing out of a swamp. Yeah, and, and that was the thing. Like, I liked him more as, like, a Mr. Miyagi, like a sage who's badass in his own way, but... Maybe didn't need to use a lightsaber. Like it was worth. Uh, I don't know. It was worth it in my theater to hear the reaction of all the fans when that fucking lightsaber. Well, yeah, and then he's, he's like doing backflips. He's running off walls and yeah. shit. And then like later, he's got like a cane. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah. Argh. yeah. But uh. so then, okay, so we covered that, and then our next news was yeah, the next news that, that nobody got to hear was Cinelinks is saying that Star Wars might be coming to TV. Yes. So. Okay. Yeah, and of course it makes sense. You know, like we we were talking about, there's so much TV going on right now for these kind of things like Gotham, Arrow, right. Flash, Agents of Shield, which is a Disney property. You know, it, 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 there's a lot going on, and I, I think they're really trying to throw Star Wars in there to keep the the fire burning. But yeah. I don't really think they need it. Yeah, I don't think they need it either. Um, you know, we talked about the solo movies coming out in between. I think that's enough Star Wars for us. And then and then with the books, and then also the Rebels TV show. Uh, I think it's enough. I don't think we need the TV show to keep people excited about Star Wars. That's what they're wanting to do here. I mean, there were rumors about like a TV show, you know, after like the second trilogy ended. There were rumors about two TV shows coming out at one time, and now with you know Disney owning Star Wars, Disney owning ABC, they could. What they're thinking about doing is like this show will act as like the way Agents of Shield does in the Marvel universe. So basically, it's giving us something to watch while we're anticipating the movies. It's going to throw out Easter eggs. It'll tie into the films. Um, and I hear that the only thing. The production of the series, it's on hold until they can figure out the scheduling for all the films because they're wanting to tie it in with the movies. Yeah, hopefully more than they do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now mm-hmm. I think, you know, with all this Terrigen Mist stuff and, and all that, I think there's going to be a bigger tie-in. But before it was always like, oh, here's the chick from Thor. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, here's this one guy. He's in Hydra. Cool. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, They could maybe, you know, if they set, as long as they set up that the, this TV show kind of sets up some cool shit for the movies. I, I could see it drawing interest. And if it's good, it's good. You know what I mean? If, if we can get a good TV show, I'm not going to complain, but I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I just, I'm trying to think of like, you know, I, and I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a bigger budget than most TV shows, but like, you know, it, it is, you know, I'm trying to think of like Star Wars on a TV budget. What are they going to be able to do? I mean, we're not going to, we're not getting space battles. I mean, we're no, not definitely getting... Definitely no... Definitely none of that, probably. I mean, not getting huge space battles. I mean, you know, Star Trek did it, but I mean, you know, all you saw... You know, you didn't get huge space battles. Um, you, you usually saw two static ships shooting at each other. Right, exactly, exactly. And then they'd be like, shields to the front, or whatever you know, <laughs> right. they'd say over and over again. Right. I don't know, man, and... Uh, well, I, it could be... I mean, if, if it was a plan, planet-level show that took place in one area it could be kind of cool you know maybe maybe if it's Tatooine or I mean we've seen a lot of Tatooine so I yeah. would like to see another play but you know something like of if it was a like a street level Hawkeye style what we were talking about earlier you know a Star Wars universe show that didn't have to necessarily tie into this main overarching plot could be kind of cool I just want I want it to be I want it to be a whole show about just like the council 
just us oh watching God. <laughs> yeah just the council it'll be like you know like turning on court tv or some shit you know what i mean anytime yeah. you turn on that show there's just like all right and um moving on to the next order of business uh should we have um uh should rainclaws be able to walk the streets of tatooine all right you know or something like yeah, that like docket ending one zero seven five six rancor versus jedi council <laughs> right your rancor totally destroyed my food cart the other day i don't know yeah it, it could be really terrible but i mean it could be good we'll, we'll see i hopefully they they Marvel's got, I mean, uh, Disney's got their shit together with Marvel, at least, so let's hope they're, they're gonna bring Star Wars into a better world. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man, I just, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it's like, I don't want them to, like, destroy Star Wars for me on TV, either. Yeah. Like, I want to be excited to watch things that have that Star Wars logo, I don't want to be like, oh god, I gotta try to, like, burn through, you know, these, this Star Wars TV show that I'm not really digging, just so I can just get a few nuggets and a few Easter eggs, you know? And it is weird, because they do have these animated series that are doing super well. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Rebels is super highly regarded. It's been reviewed uh, amazingly everywhere. I don't think there's any bad re- reviews of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I love it. I absolutely love the entire first season, and I cannot wait for season two. Um, so, yeah, that's something that you should, you, should, you should try watching. It's a lot of fun, man. Well, I'm going to have more. I'm going to finish Arrow, and then I'll probably start watching Flash. But I have more time now, because... I do a lot of stuff. I have a full-time job, and then I have a little video company. So it's been... I've had some video work that I had to get through for the last, like, month. I haven't done anything but edit. And it's super boring. But, I mean, I love it. It's just super boring. The editing part is... So now I have a little more time. Now that I'm freed up from that, my nights, I have, you know, a couple hours I can watch TV. So I'll definitely catch up on Rebels at least I'll probably start there I don't know if I'll go back to Clone Wars because that's Clone Wars yeah it's it's pretty daunting to go back but I know Rebels is supposedly awesome and Rebels takes place between episodes 6 and 7 right? Rebels takes place between no epi- uh, Rebels takes place uh, after episode 3 between episode 3 and 4 because oh, okay. it's right after like all the Jedi are hunted and killed Damn. Okay, cool. That that works though. That's a good that's a good time period. Yeah. I'm I'm into that. And how many episodes is it total? Uh I think the first season, I'm trying to think how many episodes there were. Like twelve or fifteen or something like that. I cannot remember. Alright, that's a digestible portion. Like you know when you have those twenty four episode seasons, you're like, Oh my god. Oh, I know. That's rough. I mean I love I love like Arrow and Flash, but they are like twenty four episode seasons, so if you like miss a week and get behind it can be pretty daunting to catch up. Yeah, that happened to me with Gotham, but finally, then they took a break again, and I was like, all right, it's only three episodes, so I just knocked them out. Yeah. yeah. I will say, by the way, that scene where with the eyeball was insane. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotham is awesome. Did that, make, did that make sense to you, though, why she did it? No, they would just take her other eye and be like, well, we got one, at least. It, it, like, she's that, like, stubborn of a, oh, it's 20 episodes for Rebels. Okay. 20 they, episodes. And they're, they're 40 minutes? Or no, 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 no. First season, excuse me, first season's 14 episodes, and I think they're talking about... 
season two already having some episodes. What? Oh, so that's maybe season two's picked up for 20 because it did so well. Right, yeah, so 14 episodes for the first season is what it's saying. Yep. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll, I'll definitely stream that then. Yeah. The first episode's an hour long, Spark of the Rebellion. They made it in, like, the little movie, but yeah. So, all right. I know you guys both loved it, so and I think Frank only watched the movie, right? Yeah, Frank's <laughs> only watched the movie. Jake, I think Jake is still Jake's still watching it. I don't think he's finished the first season yet. Well, I'll definitely check it out. I'll write you guys in and let you know what I think. Oh, we'll have you back on eventually, I'm sure. That yeah, now that we've now that we've done this once, we've we've christened it, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. We can have you back on, and you can you know talk to Frank and Jake and shit. So. Yeah. And Jake will toss me. <laughs> oh, he's going to toss my episode. That yeah, he's going to, yeah. No, the, 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 Jake will probably not even listen to this. I'll be honest with you. That's I'll be sad. honest with you. He won't even listen to it. Frank will listen. Let's, Frank might listen to half of it. I don't know. Let's talk shit about both of them. Yeah, they're never going to hear it. So, yeah, things I don't like a bit about, about Jake and Frank. Here we go. Um, no, people will tweet him and be like, did you hear what Brian said? <laughs> Hashtag controversy. Yeah. Did you hear about hashtag free the nipple? No. You didn't hear about hashtag free the nipple? Okay, so this woman from Iceland, I talked about this earlier in the podcast with Dave. This woman from Iceland, she, uh, she, she basically, she's trying to liberate women so that, like, why can, why can men, like, take off their shirts and shit and show off our nipples, but women can't show off their nipples in public? So she's like, you know, she's, she's against it, so she started this hashtag free the nipple, and she, uh, Showed a picture of her nipple, and then some guy said something shitty to her, so she pulled it off. And but before she pulled it off, a lot of people saw this, and they started this uh, movement called hashtag Free the Nipple, and they, all these women from Iceland started posting pictures of their nipples. That's a, okay. My thing with that is there's a very clear reason why women should probably keep their shirts on just for their own safety. Is that dudes can have their shirts off and no one wants to touch them? Yeah. Like men are, we're very tactile beings, and uh, we're, mm-hmm. we have a lot of control issues. Yeah, men are men are, men are actually turned on by sight. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah, visually, we're visual creatures. Yeah, like I I learn. I, I, I'm telling you, I learn a lot from my therapist, and that's one of them. Is that like the way that our brains work is just different, and we think we we see things. We're, we're very sight and touch oriented, and women are very like. Uh, cerebral, they're very emotional and mental. You know, they 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 want to be, they, they want to feel things in a different way. And we, so if we see some boobs, we're gonna be, there's gonna be boners everywhere. It's just gonna be like dudes walking around with. Okay, do you, do you think though? Do you think though? Let's say, okay, all right, the first few years of free the nipple. Let's say this goes, uh, this goes before the Star Wars Jedi Council, and they're <laughs> like, all right, yeah, we're gonna free the nipple. And then, so, like, the first few years are going to be a little bit rough, but do you think do you think that men actually would be desensitized to the shit after a few years? Let's say, like, women jumped on board. Like, all women jumped on board and, like, uh, you know, they all jumped on board and uh, all started taking off their tops and shit. Do you think that men would eventually be kind of, like, desensitized to this stuff? We'd just be like... I actually was just going to... I was, like, I was saying, like, you know, we, we would have bonus early, and then I went, well... And then you started talking. So, yeah, I, I was just saying, like, probably in a year, you know... It's gonna be commonplace. You're gonna be like, oh, there's, they're nice, you know, oh, there's some awesome boobs. Might get some women some preferential treatment, but I don't think, yeah, I think after a while it would be a desensitization. We'd just be like, oh, this is life now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think like seeing that one set of just awesome boobs would be like if dudes walked around bottomless and there was just a guy with just a humongous wiener versus everyone else, you know, you'd be like, damn. Yeah, that's true. 
you'd see it and you'd be like, that fucking, fuck that guy, I hate him. And then oh, like, man, it, it, I think it would just, I think it honestly it would just make, that first few years would just be hell. Yeah. It would be hell because, like, you know, like, uh, your girlfriend or whoever would be like, oh, my God, look at her boobs. Do you like those? Oh, that'd be the worst. Oh, that's wouldn't the worst. it? Isn't it? The worst question in the world is when some girl walks by and your girl's like, oh, do you think she's pretty? Or, yeah, friend, that's even worse. If it's, like, yeah. someone you both know and they're like, do you think she's pretty? And they ask you in a way that you're like, well, I mean, you know, she's okay. She's a, she's a good-looking girl. Like, I don't really think about it. And they're like, ah. And they, now, you, now, now I know you want to sleep with her. And, and it's just never the same. And you're like, why do I not lie? Why don't I just lie to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, oh, God. Yeah, because, like, men, okay, no, I'm not going to I'm not gonna break the bro code here or nothing like that. <laughs> I'm going to shut up before I do. But, uh, yeah, no, man. Whoever, we're, men, whoever we're with, that's all we're thinking about. Right, Aaron? All the time. Wink, wink. Of course. Of course. We don't think about any other women, ever. We don't ever even look. We don't look. We don't look. There's no one else. Whatever. So, yeah, go ahead. Free the nipple. I don't care. Whatever. Free them. Why won't you look at them? I got a girlfriend. No. Come on. No. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm like, now I'm campaigning for it. Come on, guys. I got a girlfriend. I don't even care. But when they come out, I'm like, boobs, boobs, boobs. (laughs) Wouldn't it be weird, though? It's like, you know, like, you're in Florida, and the weather's, like, you know, warmer there all the time. So you got, like, probably, like, a bunch of shirtless guys walking around year-round. All the time. All the time. And, you know, like, you got, of course, it would still, rules would apply. No shoes, no shirt, no service. Oh, my God, sorry. Oh, don't sweat it. My dog's barked on the podcast before. I don't give a (laughs) shit. Dogs bark. That's what they do. Like, hey, stop being yourself, dog. Stop letting nature, you know. Stop protecting me is what she's trying to do. Exactly. She's tiny. She thinks she's big, but... But they, um, the same yeah, rules would apply. You guys would, have, you guys would have winter months where everyone would be bundled up. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we'd, I guess we'd all be looking forward to summertime. Yeah, I think, like, actually, I think the, the population of Florida would probably triple that first year. Oh, yeah. So, um, but, I mean, they, triple the nipple. Now, see, the thing is, like, I think, like, no shoes, no shirt, no service would still apply. So it's not like, it would be kind of weird, like, seeing, like, a woman walking around topless and then, like, before she walks into Starbucks, just throwing the shirt on. Yeah. You know? Yep, gotta go in here. And yep, just, uh, gotta go in, throwing the shirt on. He's away. I don't uh, think most women would accept it. I don't think you'd see a lot of it. No, I don't think so. They they know that it's just, I don't know. It, it is different, and, and, and not in like a misogynistic way. I think it's just different. Women are more attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Men just aren't. We're not like, cause, because the people that are attracted to us are attracted to different things. It, you know? Men men are attracted to sight, like we said. So it yeah. would just it's a little different. But it could even out. I, I, I do think that over time it would be like whatever. Especially in Florida where it would be year round. There's no time when we don't when it's cold enough that you can't walk around with your right. shirt off. It'd be like the walking dead. Like, okay, so like um you know, uh Rick and, and uh, Daryl and these characters, they're adjusting to this new world that they're living in that's full of zombies. But like the kids, they've grown up in this shit and they're kinda used to it. Yeah. So I think, like, it'd be hard for guys like me and you, but, like, our kids growing up and just seeing tits flopping around all over the place, they'd just be like, oh, whatever, that's whatever. But let me ask you this. Yeah. What about in that age range from 13 (laughs) to 18, or probably 13 to 21, when you're just a walking hormone uh-huh. could you imagine being in middle school and having i mean i know they would make you wear shirts but just imagine yeah. one of those bananas and it's just like free the nipple yeah but you go to the pool you go to the pool oh my god you know what i mean because like the, the rules would change at the, like the public pool right yes could you well it would have to be different because 
then it would be like an under, like, what if you're a guy like you and I and we're in our 30s and yeah. we're at the pool and all of a sudden some 14-year-old girl walks by with her boobs out, you'd be like, it, it could be indecent, uh, it could be terrible. You might not even mean to look and then you look and then it's just terrible. Yeah, then it's like really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, okay, like think about this, like 12, 13, 14-year-old boys at the pool, I think honestly the scene is going to look like this. There's going to be like, a hundred boys in the pool that are scared to get out. They've been in there. They've they're scared to get out because they got boners. Yeah, you know what I mean. Their 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 boners look like your fingers after you've been <laughs> right, right. They've got like the wrinkly, you know, raisin hands and everything. They're just they've been in there for so fucking long. They're not gonna get out. So no, because they're like, I can't, I can't get out. I just looked over there and it's back. It won't go away. <laughs> right. Because you were there, we, every man knows there's that period where you're in middle school and the bell will always ring when you've got a boner that you can't get rid of and there's no reason for it. Uh huh. Yeah. And then you got to stand up or you get called for the math problem. Right. Oh my god, that's right. real. That's real talk, guys. That that that's real. Ladies out there, that's a real thing that happens. That's real. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. Not anymore, but like when you were young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you'd be praying for that math question not to come your way. Mm hmm. And then if if you did, we I learned a new term for it, but you call it an Australian seatbelt. <laughs> so you put your your boner up under your belt. We talked about it in South Park. But. Oh yeah, though that oh yeah, that totally works. That's it. That'll save your life. Yes, that totally works. I remember just being on the bus and like the bus bouncing and shit, and like yeah, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? Seriously, we're on a fucking bar. Oh, okay, yeah, you're like, God damn. And then like a girl walks by and you just smell her perfume, and you're like, oh, uh-huh. why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was like anything. You were just set off by anything. Yeah. Anything. Absolutely. Terrible. The only thing that I could think of, like, did you, like, did you have a go-to, like, something to, like, bring the boner down to suppress it? No, I would, I mean, I have a very vivid imagination, mm-hmm. so my problem is, like, turning all that off. I would start thinking it, it would go away on its own, because I'd start thinking of weird shit, like, fantasy shit, dragons and fucking orcs and shit, you know, I would just start fantasizing about that kind of stuff, and it would go away, but it was tough, you'd be... The, the one thing I could do was baseball because, and that's a cliche, but I hate baseball so much that I could think about it and it would bore me. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I would think about my seventh grade science teacher, Mrs. Lohner. She was German. <laughs> and I would think about her and her wrinkly old face and her body, and that usually did the trick most of the time. Uh, I'd say seven out of ten times it worked. The other three times I ended up fucking her in my mind. Yeah, I was going to say, what if you turned yourself into a fetishist and all of a sudden you had this German (laughs) wrinkle fetish? You're like, I don't know why, but I'm just obsessed with her. Obsessed with German porn. (laughs) Elderly German porn. What the fuck? God damn you, Mrs. Lohner. There's someone out there that that's their obsession. Yeah, I'm sure it is. You're loving this episode if you are listening now. He's Frank? probably happy. Oh, yeah, Frank's tuned in. He's going to be sad he wasn't here. He's hoping this episode never ends. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, why am I not on this show? God damn it, this is the one time. Yeah, this is the one time. He's writing notes. He's going to come back next time. <laughs> I have a couple of notes. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet points. <laughs> he's got fucking spreadsheets and fucking pie charts and everything. And they didn't want a picture of your teacher from seventh grade. Right. Here's my PowerPoint presentation. I know this is not a visual, but uh, this is a <laughs> podcast, but I brought it anyway. Fuck it, guys. You inspired me. So, um, man, yeah, we're talking about uh, childhood boners. But, yeah, free I... the nipple. Free the nipple. It's, uh, check it out. Yeah, it's on Twitter. It's trying I'll to... close this out, that whole conversation out, with just that I can't imagine being a, being that age now. Because the access to the internet and, and porn is just insane. Oh, I, I know. I know. I couldn't function. Yeah. 
I remember like the like when I got internet uh, and uh, finally got onto like America Online when I was like you know sixteen or some shit. Like mm-hmm. uh, somebody sent me like a, like a picture like a porn picture, and it literally took like fucking like fifty minutes to download this damn thing. Yep, and it always downloaded top to bottom, so you're right, waiting. <laughs> right, right. It's like, oh, I, I see a nipple. I yeah. see a nipple. Oh my gosh. I, I just, I can't imagine. You know, like, and then if somebody you... answered the phone, you lost the whole thing. <laughs> you're like, no, no, fuck. I just remember. I don't know if this happened uh, anywhere but Florida, but everyone that I knew always had one story of finding porn in the woods somewhere here. Somewhere in either in the street or in like a tiny thicket of woods. I found me and my friends built a clubhouse once. Well, we tried to. Right. I'll tell you what ruined it. We dug a hole. And we were going to try to put like benches in. So we had dug a hole. We were going to like dig into the wall. We thought we had this whole thing planned out. We we're going to make seats and like put a little coverage over it. We dug the hole. The next day we came back, the hole was filled with porn. Just <laughs> magazines. And we were like, oh, fuck this. And we just took all the magazines and went home. But. We we uh, when I had that that changed my goddamn life for like. Do you think like you no like you think you got a hold of like some Jack and the Beanstalk seeds or something? But you got like some porn <laughs> seeds I, or something. You know what it was was there were homeless people that lived in these woods, and we dug and they just decided well this we're gonna dump all our porn and it really was awesome because it was me and like two other eleven year old boys and we were like what just happened. Uh-huh. Okay, so there wasn't like like there wasn't like uh, any sticky substances next to the the books. Who knows? Honestly, okay. thinking about it now, I'm like, that's disgusting. That's some person's. Oh yeah, answer. but back then, it's fucking you know that spank book was fucking gold. Yeah, it was winning the lottery. I was like, yeah. my life is complete. Right. It's either that or like use like. Do you remember like? trying to, did you have like a dial on your tv at one time where you could like flip in between like some of like the, the blurry the, channel the blurry pay-per-view channels and sometimes you got like sometimes you saw shit yeah it was like you'd get like that 30 seconds of a half of a clear yeah, screen and you're yeah. like yeah 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 you see like uh, like the floating boob you know how yeah. like the picture would float up and down yeah like oh there's a floating boob oh there it goes away <laughs> And you were good for a week after that. You, had a, yeah. you know, you had a good imagination back then, so Absolutely. you could just lock that in. Absolutely. I was actually trying to draw it, you know, on a pad of paper <laughs> so, I, so I'd have it there to remember for that night, you know. You know I that's could, why Jack was on the Titanic. He was doing those new drawings. He was planning on using those forever, but instead. Right. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, how do I get my boner down? Oh, okay, I fucking draw armpit hair on this chick. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. You're welcome, Frank. Yep, Frank, this, this is, is for you. This has been the Frank cast. The Frank cast. <laughs> and he's going to be so pissed off. It was an episode he wasn't even on. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll write in. I'll write him a, a specific email one day about this so I can ask. Just, but I have to make sure it's when Jake's back so that he can yeah. fucking cry. No, I, you know what? I'll have I'll have an episode with me, you, and Frank, and we can just talk about uh, dick farts and, uh, you know, whatever the fuck. You'll see that so. your numbers that week go down. They will. Probably, probably. <laughs> Our numbers have been going down. It's unfortunate. So, sorry. Yeah. You guys still got me. Yeah. I'm still pimping you guys out. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. Keep doing that. Uh, oh, hey, uh, how can our listeners follow uh, the Nerd Porn Podcast? So you can find us on iTunes. It's just Nerd Porn, regular, you know, with a space and everything. Because everything else, we have to do Nerd Porn with a uh, zero for the O because you know they don't want porn. Like so. 
We have YouTube. Uh, we've got um, Facebook.com slash NerdPorn always a zero. Definitely follow us there if you want. We, we don't really post much, but we want to. So <laughs> You'd post uh, more if you had more people, right? Posting yeah, stuff? You'd I mean, post write more. us some emails. It, it, it is nice. We were, uh, you know, we were just talking about that. You guys get a lot of emails, and it's fun. You get to read them. We get none. Mm-hmm. none. I get a couple. Like I said, I have some 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 friends and some listeners out um, overseas that write me, and that's cool. Yeah. And there's some some people uh, from you know different different states here. So we have some, but I'd love to get more. And I know you guys you guys have a Twitter too. Yeah, I don't. I I, I never. I never tweet, but we do have a Twitter, and and, and the um, you know the guy I record with he does manage that. We have an Instagram. It's actually our Instagram is Nerd Podcast because we decided to see if we could get it, and we did. And people think we're Chris Harvick all the time, but it's it's uh, it's us. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so we're Nerd Podcast on on Instagram, uh, and Nerd Porn O is a zero everywhere else. You can look us up. We have Twitch. We've got you know we've got everything. Well, I want to thank you for uh, joining me on this episode. Uh, you saved the show. You saved thanks. Christmas. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. And we'll definitely have you on. I just got to figure out our end. Uh, I'll definitely email you about how to do this afterwards. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I want to thank Dave Griffin, uh, Domesticated Dave, for joining me for the first half of the show. If you want to follow him on Twitter, you can, at Domestic, the number 8, E-D, Dave. So you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, he'd love to hear from you. That'd be great. It's his birthday today, uh, Sunday, the 29th. So I need to happy birthday, bro. Yeah, I need to wish him. A ha- I'm gonna text him here when we get done. Wish him a happy birthday. So, all right, Aaron, uh, we're gonna end the show. Sound good? Yes. Uh, do, your, do your spiel. Get out of do, yep. do the get out of here note. Yep. Just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a Womp But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap! Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. Podcast that originally good. Already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. 